Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, who has just opened their East Coast Distribution Center and is now shipping orders from California and Pennsylvania. Check them out at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. And now, here's eight things that you don't know about me. (laughs) Did someone give you eight? I don't do it, but I, I I turn on the device that is the book of Facemen, right? And and everyone's telling me things about themselves. <laughs> yeah. And you very quickly discover how boring people are. Yeah. So you also discover like of your friends list who you give a shit about. <laughs> For example, like everybody on the book is doing this thing where you, you know you you say whatever however many things about yourself that people don't know. Yeah. You skip over like everybody until you see a name that you're like, "Oh, mm. I'd like to know about." Like if Tasty wrote one, I'd be like, "Yeah, what do I not know good. about Tasty?" Right. You know. Uh Nine out of ten people in my friends list are skipped over. <laughs> and for good reason. Like half, sometimes the, the ones that I read, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Just go kill yourself. You have nothing going on. Right. I've only read one that was interesting, and I didn't like it because I didn't want them to give me a number and have to do it myself. Right. I feel like you should well, be a motivational speaker. <laughs> you really touch people. Yeah. Also, you know, uh, you don't go have yourself. to do it. It's not the law. Like if they give you a number, you can just go. I'm not going to do it. You don't. You know, actually, you don't have to actually do it. Well, but what's the point of liking it if I'm not going to take part in it? Right. Did you read Nico Bruce? That was the one. No. That's the only one that was interesting. Yeah, I'm like, I, now I actually like Nico. Let's find out. Before I read it, I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, this guy's all right. Go either way with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I read his thing, and I'm like, 
Wow, he was almost a crack whore. He was an he's an really? interesting dude. Yeah, he was like a he was like a pipe away from a crack whore. Wow. Have you seen him? Uh, <laughs> just saying. Nate! Hey! Get the fuck out of Nate's seat. What are you what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, it must be that rate culture. The last guy that tried to get oh, killed. Yeah, no oh, hang on, I turned you up. They threw him down the steps, that last guy was doing it. Hi, Nate. Oh, he can have that spot. That's cool. <laughs> I'm like five in, minutes late anyways. Put him go. in the little Tasty Nate sandwich spot. Anyone wearing an yeah, evil cousin shirt here, can sit here. next to me. One of our listeners from Wyoming, Wyoming. We'll rub is, in, is in town hanging out with us. Wyoming. Wild what? Wyoming. Are there even any laws there? No. Didn't think totally so. wild. What's your name? Tony. Tony, that's right. Tony from Wyoming hanging out with us in the studio today. I'm walking down the street in Martinez. Some creepy dude comes running across the street. Hey, are you Justin? I don't know. Who's asking? Me, I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> like, oh, it's just, better than saying he's from Martinez. Yeah, that's true. I trusted you more from Wyoming. If go, you were a Martian, go, oh, this is some guy that just got off the train or something. But that's what I was afraid of. I <laughs> yeah. thought he was a Martian. Once yeah. I found out he's from out of oh, state, I went, fine. oh, that's a relief. So did you just show up in Martinez and wander the streets until you found Justin? <laughs> and I was going to have him sign my inner thigh. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take long. I'm always on the streets of Martinez so. signing inner just thighs. Hanging. All right. Well, we got a lot to do today. You want to know the eight things about me? Are you reading Nico's thing? I was, and it's not that interesting. It's totally interesting. It's not. What are the you guy basically about? used to suck dicks for a living. <laughs> no. Isn't that number not. seven? No, he said he hung out with homeless people that became his best friends, and they told him not to run away from home. That's what so I he meant. Didn't. That's, that's, right. was, that's the most inter- interesting thing. Everything else is like, uh, oh, I got arrested, and no one saw me in the cop car, and <laughs> no. uh, I self published a book, and my father was diagnosed with bipolar. Like, I, These are interesting <laughs> things. It's everybody's life. Everybody's no, that's it's everybody's fascinating life. fascinating because he could. Have turned out to be a total crack whore, but right. he's a relatively why, why normal he guy. Why do you think he could have turned out to be a crack whore? Because he had homeless friends. Because he dropped out of school. His dad was a nut job. He got expelled. He, okay, yeah. he he got arrested at a young age. He hung out with homeless in the dude. system. JP, the writing I is on know. the wall. Is it? He the- was a step away from becoming a professional blowy guy. Uh, Blower. Well, I didn't know. I, I can't read that kind of writing. Probably just uses the it's hop a good sales story. as a cover for shipping crystal meth. <laughs> 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 you should help him become a better storyteller, JP. Give him pointers. <laughs> I'm not a, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I only saw one of those, and I saw Collins. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, I would read old yeah, Kaminsky's. He's got some interesting quirks in him. That's pretty cool. Especially in his education. I find now that just but reading Facebook, it, it now just makes me angry. I just get angry at people. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Facebook. Although I suppose everything makes me angry right now. But Read Susie's blind date stories if you haven't read those. Those are amazing. Oh, God. What is she doing going on blind dates? She's... No, these are from the past. These are like yeah. 10 years ago stories. Uh, those are they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Susie's kind of a nut job. She's going through counseling. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Is she going to counseling? I don't know. She seems like she's soul searching or something. Uh, that's what Facebook Reliving is. Reliving her past. It's yeah. a counselor. Yeah. Hmm. She's a soul searcher. Mm. Is that a peace offering that you brought me, Nate? In that in that bottle? Sure. Yeah. We haven't seen you in a while. It's been like about a couple weeks. Yeah. I didn't even know since Paxton's show. Yeah. I had to find out from Tasty that you were showing up. I know. I felt like texting you, but then some stupid other thing happened. I had to go to a ten-year-old right. kid's birthday party today, so that was an ordeal. And that's not stupid. Well, no, 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 it's just pretty cool actually. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Nate. <laughs> Didn't you see a guy die recently? I did. Well, I thought he died, but he didn't actually die. Oh, no, well, he, so there you go. What happened? He I, apparently survived, but at the time, it wasn't quite quite clear what was going to happen. So, what'd you this, do? This beautiful new Bay Bridge that we have. Yeah, um, I was driving across that thing on a Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago, and uh, white pickup truck, two cars in front of me, silver minivan right in front of me. Yeah, 
guy in the passenger side of the white pickup truck decides it's time to bail. Whoa. Like, I got to go. <laughs> like, he gets out of the car. It's like a traffic going stop? 55? Or? Going 55 miles an hour. And he, he gets out. I don't know where he was headed or what he thinks he was doing. Does he just sort of step out like there's a sidewalk there, or does he launch himself out? He launches out? himself out. Like but... in the Beavis and Butthead movie? And he just... <laughs> <laughs> just start running. You'll be fine. Yeah. So he freaks out. Who knows why? Yeah. Guy probably about his mid-late 30s or something. So the silver minivan runs him over okay. on his way out no. of the whole thing. And Nicole and I are right behind that. So we slam oh. on the brakes to avoid kind of making him a road bump once again. Did you see the minivan, like, like bump? Oh, over? yeah. Oh. And, he, and he ain't moving. And he lived? And he lived. Is Apparently. He I don't you know. The, the, the I read the CHP report later, and he was, like, critical condition or something. Or He's probably a vegetable condition. now, though, right? He's probably pretty badly off, but... Oh, fuck him. See, the guy, the guy who... What's he doing jumping out of a car? I don't know. Yeah, the Being guy who was driving. Ass. Maybe they were fighting. The guy who was in the pickup truck <laughs> That's with. one hell of a know. fight. Unless like, somebody yeah. pulls a gun on you, you don't jump out of a car going right. 50 do, miles an hour. Do you know his name? Because uh, no. I now he I would read his eight things that you don't know about me. That, that's a Number one, person. I jumped out of a moving car. <laughs> yeah. Number two, I can't type anymore yeah. because I'm a vegetable. Right. Yeah. Number three, blurg, blarg, blarg. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's that was, Darwin failed if he's still living, if you ask me. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I don't know what I don't the think deal we need him. Drugs, something. Right. Freaked out mental issues got some bad stuff from the guy was tripping well if he thinks he had it bad before right he's he's really messed up now so that that wasn't fun to see that That was one of those things you kind of wish you didn't see have you had nightmares about it it was something i didn't want to think about that i kept thinking about later yeah let's talk about it some more let's yeah Yeah. let's keep keep it fresh in your head do you uh do you want steve's number i might need steve's number steve's if he can help you out i don't know he might have a shot (laughs) with me i'm I'm probably more messed up but we'll see all right well it's good to have you back nate thanks man cheers all right um, Dave Marlavu. Absolutely correct. That's how you say it. Uh-huh. There's an extra syllable in there, though, somewhere. <laughs> I just, I just misled Dave. <laughs> Dave Marliav from uh, Flat Tail. Still wrong. Shit. Getting closer. Dave Misled. Dave Marliav. No, way off. Dave Marludi. This is getting embarrassing. <laughs> For you, you. you sick. You can't <laughs> even say it. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you say it? Marliav. Whatever. I, I said that. Dave Marliav. Uh, Marliav. Boom. Yeah. Maybe got you should it. write that down phonetically for next time. Tasty's got it right here. That's Scott's fault. He, I wrote a couple edits, though. I had to take the E off here. I thought it was Av, too. Dave Marliav from Flat Tail Brewing is on the show with us today. Came all the way down from uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. On a motorcycle. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so my, my partner, business partner over here. You came down down on your partner. Yes, I came down all over him, and then I drove. I see. So, two separate incidents. Is this your partner in the company as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ian over here. Nice to meet you, Ian. runs the pub side of the business. Okay, beautiful. Came down to do the show, brought us a shit ton of beer. I have a feeling we're going to see some wallet phone (laughs) action later on. My money's on Wisconsin guy over here. (laughs) Just calling that one Wyoming, whatever, W State. Right. Oh, Washington over there. Definitely going to be wallet phoning somebody later. Washington. We're going to be talking about uh, using adjuncts uh, to help you sour beer and to help out your sour beers. Uh, adjuncts as uh, sugars and uh, different ingredients to sour beer. Dave's going to help us out with that. Actually, came uh, he came prepared. Um, we've got sour beers to drink, and um, we've also got uh, a whole host of things to talk about. 
Triple eight four zero one beer. If you want to give us a call and talk to us about these things today, eight 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 four zero one beer. Bevo is in the chat room. Just hit the chat button on the homepage. Hello. Let me get through some announcements real quick because we also got to taste some mead. What kind of mead you got there? Uh, we have the Serenity from oh. Moonlight Meadery. It's honey wine with natural flavor added. The natural flavor is uh, apricot tea. I feel better already. Mm. It's pretty calming. Yeah. Oh, very calm. Uh, Rubios. Rubios? Rubios. Hey, Marley's. Marley's. Marley Ave. Oh, Marley Ave is yeah. in it. Yeah. Good ingredient. Thank you. Found out this week I don't have to sue anybody. Oh! About our hop grenade. Oh. It was getting ugly for a nice. month. Give it another week. Well, I had <laughs> You'll to, get another chance. I mean, I had to send the like official. It's here. See that the paperwork right there? Yeah, read it. Did you just get like 50 of them caught printed in case you need to send more <laughs> next week? From the law offices of John Semenkowicz. Wits. Is that a real name? Marley of. Moscow's uh, <laughs> brother? Marley of Meisley. I can't read it. It's still, we're still under, we're still working it out. But oh. they finally came to their senses, at least. I was going to do a whole thing. I was going to have to get on air and go, you know, these shitheads over there aren't doing this, and you guys need to know about it. But no, I don't have to. They came to their senses. Can We've you dodged name? our first lawsuit bullet, folks. Yes. Can you name a, a state or a city so we can use our stereotypes to... No, I, I'm going to leave them alone. No. Somebody over there came to their senses, so... I'll we'll save that card for those that nice. don't, don't come to their senses. That's the thing, too. Like, I always say to people... You know... <laughs> I was like, this can go one of two ways. And I don't really mean it as a threat. I kind of no, just really. mean, like... It's a fact. When you it's stop, organic. When you go ahead and stop using my hop grenade, I'm going to talk about you on the air in a positive light. I'm going to talk about how cool you are and, yeah. and how this was a, 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 a misunderstanding and it was very nice of you to, to go ahead and do what you did. I'm, gonna, I'm even going to help you sell all the merchandise that has my hop grenade on it by talking to my listeners about how cool you are. Or it can go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell everybody that you're some fuckstick who doesn't know how to Google search and, uh, and, and you're using my hop grenade illegally. Correct. But anyhow, I was quite relieved. This has been stressing me out. I thought I was going to get this returned back with, like, yeah, go ahead and sue us. Which I would win, but nobody really wins that. It's, you got to spend money. And then, even though I'm going to come on here and talk about it, I don't really want to be that guy. What's I don't want to have to bash you on the air. John, I mean, I'd do it to Dave, but fuck that guy. That's different. John Sumizold would, would win. He yeah. would win. Yeah. The lawyer would. The lawyer would win. Yeah. I got a song about being misled. From Sugar Valley Brewer. Sugar Valley Brewer. <laughs> Sugar Valley Brewer knows what it means to be misled. songwriter? He sent us a song about being misled. I wrote it before the show. We was misled. Misled. <laughs> yes, Wait, it wasn't point. true. We was misled. What does that mean? What the? I think he misled us with the fucking misled song. He you mis- can't even pronounce misled. got double misled. How do you, you misled us on a misled song? You? Yeah, you can keep your plan, but you better move fast. Tell your doctor you're coming. Cause you know it won't last. You was mislid. <laughs> mislid. Did he read? Did he listen to the episode? <laughs> I don't know. He, he must have gotten the text translation of the show. He didn't actually listen to the thing. <laughs> he was mislid. It just worked better with <laughs> the chords he wanted to pick <laughs> in the song. <laughs> oh. Right. He, he couldn't find anything that rhymed with misled. Right. I was so trying he, to tell that story to somebody this week, and I couldn't remember the word either. I was like, I was like. N- I mean, mislid is mizzles? like close. That, that, it's almost a, a worse fuck up of the word because all you did was change <laughs> S to a Z right. when you're reading misled. But I he think that that's was actually misled. how he just pronounces it. <laughs> but like, you know, Bevo, you can forget it because you're not writing a song about it. <laughs> it's true, I guess. Yeah. I was part of a whole conversation about it, though, and forgot. Well, but that's fine, but you know. He sent me two songs. You want to hear the other? 
I kind of do. Well, is I it about know. my ass? Might be. You want it to be? No. Well, we can play that. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. It was epic and adamantine. Justin went first in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. Justin said he liked it in the dildo mold. Said it felt wet and warm. Tasty went next in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. Broke the hinges off of the dildo mold. Bet you can guess just why. Are there hinges on the dildo mold? Dildo mold. Dildo mold. Then they tried to fix up the dildo mold with baling wire and twine. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Why did you lose your wiener? I don't know. I think I forgot it. Wiener in the dildo mold. It was epic and Adamandy. Apparently it was epic, though. Wow. Uh, I want to hear him say twine again. <laughs> that was great. Well, I'm just trying to think that's funny. Uh, so weird our people are. <laughs> All right, a few announcements that i got to get to some mead tasting. Here we go. Uh, the National Homebrewers Conference 2014 is over there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And you can submit proposals to be a speaker at NHC. Just head on over to Brewers Association, uh, homebrewersassociation.org, and uh, you'll navigate your way to the place you need to be to uh, submit your proposals. Also, uh, governing committee nominations, are it's back. It's time once again to... Uh, uh, nominate and and vote soon for your upcoming governing committee members. I'm on the AHA governing committee, and uh, if you would like to be, there are several spots open this time. Last time around, it was a little tough because there were only two open spots, and you were going up against me and Fred. And let's face it, me and Fred are badasses. There was no way you were going to win that no, Well, why would you? But now there are eight open slots, and you're not going against incumbents like me and Fred. Sounds like a strip club. Yeah. Eight open slots down on Dover and Michigan. Um, go over to... Let me see. Let me make sure I get it right here. It's homebrewersassociation.org, and then you can click on... Um, what is it? Membership, and then you'll see AHA Governing Committee uh, nominations. So, um, yeah, go do it. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate other people. But get involved. Be part of the American Homebrewers Association. And the American Dream. Governing Committee. You got to do it soon. I think uh, the, the nomination window, even to submit yourself, ends uh, December, like mid-December. Something like that. Mm. Is this a picture of Taryn's dad? It ends, on the it join ends November... Th- no, I'm sorry to cut you off. November 30th is the cutoff date. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. That was somebody from the committee when it was in Minnesota. That was one of the dudes who was on the stage. This guy? Doesn't yeah. that look like Taryn's dad? It, it looks like JP's like girlfriend's dad. Dave that's, Howell? That's mine. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Go over to homebrewersassociation.org and check it out. Winter Brews Fest is coming up Saturday, January 25th. Dave, you coming down with Flattail? Oh, yeah, of course. All right. Saturday, January 25th, back in Concord at the Toto Santos Plaza. Ticket information will be going up soon, but mark the date. It's uh, January 25th from 12 to 4. That's that Saturday in between the uh, playoffs and the Super Bowl for you Americans. Um, send in, uh, if you want to be part of Homebrewer of the Week, you can. You could be our Homebrewer of the Week. Just send it over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Tell us why you should be our featured Homebrewer of the Week. You could also send us your brewing disasters for our happy hour segment. You know I like that segment. Because the only time you pussies own up to being, to, to having made mistakes. The rest of the time I got to listen to you. Oh, I'm such a great brewer. Everything I brew is wonderful. I've been doing it for so long. It's so perfect. Time my 44-point pale ale. Oh, 
so oh, did, sick did it advance it. to the second round? No. Fuck you. Get out of my face. <laughs> we want to hear about your brewing disaster so that we can all relate and commiserate together. Send your disasters over to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. New shows are up. Dr. Homebrew, Brew Strong, Brewing with Style. You can find it all on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to any one of those shows that you want. Yeah. You know, Christmas season is just around the corner, JP. It is just around the corner. You know that time when... So homeless people. Just when you thought you couldn't feel lonelier? <laughs> yes, Then Christmas comes around. Yeah, I do know that feeling. And then you go, ah, oh, shit. And you just want to jump out of a car on the Bay Bridge? Right. <laughs> uh, well... Before you do that, what? do your Christmas shopping over on Amazon by oh. clicking the Amazon link right there on our homepage. You can do all your normal Christmas shopping, but if you click the link on our homepage first, we get a little piece of the action, and it's a great way to support the BN without spending any extra dough. You just do your shopping as normal. And a bunch of you uh, you know, shop through Amazon with us already, and we appreciate it very much. Do we have a product of the week, Moscow? Yeah, we do. It's the uh, the Canon EOS uh, Mark III 22.3 megapixel full-frame digital SLR camera. With an EF twenty four one hundred five millimeter USM lens, that sounds expensive. Yeah, it was four grand. So somebody clicked the Amazon link and spent four grand with us. Wow, it's yes. our pizza tonight. Yes, wow. All right, thank you for that. That's got to be a gift to themselves, right? There's no one that is that generous that would be buying that for another, you know, like a loved one. Impossible. No, I I wouldn't do that. Sure. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. No one loves people. <laughs> no one is nice. Not that yeah. much. Not that. Yeah, not that much. No one wants to put off their retirement. All right, download our mobile app, and you can listen to the live shows on the go. Just search BN Mobile in iTunes or the Android Marketplace. Watch all this live, and I believe it's working. Uh, Justin.t... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking misle me, dude. Brewingnetwork.com slash TV. Thank you. And you can watch the show live. You'll be able to see Dave's pretty face today. Um, we'll probably turn that into the ball cam later on in the show as we get as we get misled. <laughs> I like, that, I like that it has it really has infinite meanings. It does. You know, someone wrote in Mislid is different. He said uh, he listened to the Misled show and then he just happened to dig around into the archives to listen to a show after the Misled show and uh it was the show where we defined Californian like you were Cali- you, you uh, just California at us. And now everybody knows that. I mean, right. everyone's been California before. What does it mean again? Uh it's when you say you're going to do something and you don't. Oh, that's right. Or like you're going to show up somewhere and you don't. Mm. Yeah. Like how we told, we promised Dave an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch from Stone's going to be here in 30 minutes and then Dave's <laughs> got to get up and it's going to be embarrassing. But uh, we totally Californiaed him. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. He deserves it. Take it. We was mislit. Yes, said it was untrue. We was mislit. We was. Uh, What's it mean to you? What does it mean to you? I don't know. Not right. what it means to him, I think. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button. You get uh, entered into our More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which is a $100 gift certificate. The more you donate, the more chances to win. Plus, you help us out. So we really appreciate it. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Flippy. eight things that you didn't know about me. In a book. Uh, send your show ideas over to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game? We do have a Twitter game. Uh, Twitter get- game is brought to you today by... <laughs> That's how I'm going to do things from now. I'm just going to yell until everybody shuts up. I think you should. I think you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. good point. Thank you. Twitter Games brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go over to williamsbrewing.com right now. You know, they've been doing it since 1979. Yeah, they have. And they have a drinking bear on their website. Which is even better. And then he, like, licks the foam off his face. It's very cute. Well, it says don't feed the bears when you go to the park, but nothing about giving them a beer. That's right. Man. Go over to williamsbrewing.com.
Let's start to it again. Uh, well, I'm going to change it, uh, much like I did last week, because I'm inspired by Nate's story. So we all just heard that Nate saw some dude get ran over. He was mizzling. And, uh, <laughs> yes, said it was untrue. We was mizzling. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. We was mizzling. It's <laughs> totally fine. The way this show's going to go tonight. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I want to know, that has to, as an artist, you you know, when you create things, especially music and whatever, um, you are inspired by your life, Nate. I'm sure that's probably true, right? So I yep. want to know, uh, what's the title of this brain oil song that oh, this no. uh, run over guy is going to inspire in Nate? Um, <laughs> Can I play? Nate saw some dude get ran over. What's the title of the brain oil song that this inspires? I can't wait to the Sugar Valley Brewer song <laughs> that this inspires. He's working on it right now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I know the chords in it, though, his next song. <laughs> <laughs> the three that he knows, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking catchy, dude. I don't even care. Oh, he's great. Every, he is good at writing hooks. He's very prolific. You got yeah, it. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. I mean, Meisold might not have worked. That's why he changed it. Yeah. He's the That's he's the genius. Mizzled. He's the John Lennon of shitty BN songs. Yeah, he mizzled our Meisold. <laughs> he did. He totally mizzled our Meisold. Isn't it the same amount of syllables? It would work. <laughs> yeah, Bevo, you clearly don't know anything about songwriting. You don't understand in your art in your bathroom on an acoustic guitar while your family goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> He does tell me like he has to do it when his wife's not home. Right. Because she doesn't understand what the heck he's doing when he's singing about Bevo's big ass and being mizzled. That's rude. Just can't explain that. By the way. Sorry, those were his words, not mine. Right. You're a liar. Don't shoot the messenger. You're a liar. (laughs) By calling him the John Lennon, you just inspired Andy Wood to start writing more, Uh, I think. I hope so. Yeah. Sugar Valley does need some competition. Michael Fairbrother from Moonlight Meads on the line. Hey, Michael. Hey, Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's nice to have you back on the show. Yeah, great to be back. You sent us something I really need this week, which is Serenity. Nice. <laughs> so we're tasting Serenity. We've also got, interestingly enough, one of JP's meads in front yes. of us. Which I didn't know you had ever made meat, JP. I did. I did once. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. How long ago? Six years ago. I don't have that. Do you want it? <laughs> You probably I don't. always want it. Let me check for you. Yeah, you do. Which one's yours? <laughs> um, the cloudy one. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just said the terrible one. <laughs> They're interchangeable. All right. Uh-huh. So we've got Serenity in front of us, which is a fabulous mead. Tell us about this one, Michael. So that's a rooibos tea, which is a uh, red bush from South Africa, um, and apricot mead. How did you come across that? Bush. I was at the uh, National Homebrewers Conference up in uh, Seattle, and my wife and I were walking through a spice store, and I saw this tea, and I said, she's from South Africa, the tea's from South Africa, makes sense to me, I'll go make one. Got it. You know, the interesting thing about the smell of this, it smells a little bit like scotch. And it, I, I don't know if it, was this in a barrel at all? No. No. The hot it doesn't alcohol, taste maybe? that way, but yeah, yeah, it's got just kind of a... I like the smell. It's actually a, a, pre, a really interesting aroma, but I'm not used to smelling it out of Michael's Mead. Some of that's coming from Aribos directly, like that kind of woody... like It's like a low tannin kind of a tea, but there's a slight wood-like flavor. Ah, yeah, it's a it. caffeine-free tea as well. Okay. Is that what I'm picking up? Is it a little wood from that, Michael? I think so. It's an orange blossom honey, so you're not getting any um, wood notes out of that. And uh, after primary fermentation, we steeped the tea in the uh, mead till I liked the flavor and pulled the tea out and racked it and filtered it and put it in the bottle. Got it. So you're not actually making a tea and then adding it. You steep it right in the mead. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. 
That's might good. take the risk of diluting the mead with any kind of water. What do you do that in just giant uh, mesh sacks? So the first time we ever made it, we just threw the tea in, and that made a hell of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the tea formed nucleation points, and it all flooded out the top of the uh, airlock. So um, the second batch, we um, basically put it in a hop bag and uh, let the, um, the the tea basically steep into the mead. And when we were ready, we just pulled the bag out. Got it. It's tasty. This is the most interesting one I've had from Moonlight yet. It's got the most different things happening i really like it you get a slight yes. almost a slight bitterness like just did a very slight mm-hmm. tannin from the tea it's really nice it balances the sweetness of the yeah tea definitely really well it's yeah, also orange juice kind of citrusy a little citrus too yeah. yeah it's well apricot too right is that what you said yeah. yeah oh i like this and there's there's no hot alcohol flavor so i don't think that's what i'm getting out of the aroma either no, it's just it's not too sweet either you know i don't you know i don't like them too sweet michael this yeah, one's and good that tannin i think cleans that up like uh like Nate was saying. Yeah. The Roribos is real subtle. It's nice. We had a, a Roribos beer festival in Portland, and it was like 99% fucking terrible. Right. Portland would so have a, a, a festival <sighs> about an obscure yeah. African You had to tea. walk your pet goat there, or else you couldn't get admission. <laughs> what is wrong with that city that you have a Roribos beer festival? Everything. Wow. <laughs> Hippies. Check your deodorant at the door. <laughs> It's like, I, you know, I hear people ask me, you know, how do you make them good? And I'm like, well, how do you make them bad? <laughs> right. You know, you can taste kind of them. Good point. Before you put it in a bottle. Onto JP's mead. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect segue. Yes. I am sort of afraid to try your mead. No, no, don't be, don't be afraid. Um, I know what it's about. So you're not going to say anything that I don't already know. Um, is can, some of that kombucha? Can I ask a question? question? Protest. I'd like to say next time, please send me a sample, you know? Yes, we will. Yeah. Yes, Bevo? Why did you have us taste your mead up against Michael's mead? <laughs> well, uh, well, and, I'll and, tell you. Wait, hold it. Before you answer that, let me I also couldn't... ask, oh, God. why didn't you tell me to taste your mead first? <laughs> because I feel oh. like I might have thought it tasted better if I hadn't had his first. And, Tasty... here, and here you thought you knew everything. So I misled you. <laughs> you totally misled me. <laughs> tasting, that, tasting it that way would have just, you know, JP likes to wallow in... in no, no, no. So. It's, this is not. This is not. So we were talking about the the segment, and, and I was like, "Well, I have some mead that's not very good, but I want to know about aging mead, right?" And so, since this mead is like seven or six years old, okay. Plus, it has yeast in the bottom of it. I wanted to know. I wanted to uh, for us to talk a little bit about how important filtering is to to a beverage like this, and uh, it might if Michael recommends an age cap. Right on aging the meads, like if you you know maybe two years the, at the most, and then or did uh, having yeast in the bottle contribute to the kind of weird aging? Because it it wasn't a terrible mead when when it was still a couple years old. It okay. was made with watermelon honey and then still kind of light and whatever. But I think the honey was way too light to have as much yeast as there is in these fucking bottles. Oh, I, I think I do actually get a little bit of that watermelon. I was going to say there's none left, but there's a little melon in it's there. It's very light. Yeah. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, and I know that. But but So, Michael, what about just aging in general? Are meads meant to be aged? Yeah, I've had meads up to 60 years old. Um, wow. That's yeah. a six zero. And I can tell you I put my product meads on the floor next to the 60-year-old stuff because I didn't want anybody to taste it side by side. So they get better with age. But as JP was starting to allude to, if you leave yeast in the bottle or you know, on top of the mead it's, or underneath the mead, it's yeah. going to change the flavor. So the yeast will italicize, and um, that will not help. 
So you need to rack the meat off the yeast until it's crystal clear. Okay. Or filter it. And you filter all your meats, right? Yeah. You do. Okay. Uh, Are there any other things that are adverse to aging than yeast? In other words, like beer, right? Oxygen's going to hurt a beer. Um, There's several components that might hops drop out of a beer. Is there anything else in a mead besides yeast that you want to not have in a bottle? I haven't gotten to try any hop meads that are anywhere over than a couple years old. But um, I've had apple meads that were up to 18 years old that were fantastic. Hmm. Um, Of course, I made those, so maybe I'm a little biased. But (laughs) Right. um, (laughs) I, I can't say I've tasted older meads that were... You know, usually the the average comment when you go into a homebrew competition is needs more time. Well, that could be one a the judge doesn't know what he's tasting, or b that the mead does need more time. So it's kind of a, a catch twenty two. I had a mead that went into a competition with sixteen years of age on it, and it came back saying needs more time. So wow, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of a you know believe what you want to believe and take what you want to take from it. But the same mead went into another competition and took a gold medal. So it's it really kind of a, a balancing act. Okay. And it makes me think that this is where mead is is kind of closer to wine than yeah. beer because wine is meant to be aged, but but then even wine kind of has an expiration date. Like there's a range in there of when it's ideal to have, mm-hmm. and you can usually find that out from the vintner that you buy it from. He'll tell you, hold on to this for five years and no more. It, do you find that that that's true with meads as well, or or if it's done well, you can just keep on holding on to it. We 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 had one report of one bottle of our mead come back as being vinegar, and I'm not sure quite exactly how that might have happened. Mm. Um, but you know that was a, somebody came to from California out to the winery, picked up a bottle, brought it back to California, and held on to it as like this cherished gold gift to, to share with friends. Right. When he shared it, it wasn't spectacular. And oh, you misled him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> and that's certainly not my intention. My right. intention is certainly to, to make a product that, that will last in a bottle for as long as people want to hold it in that bottle. Right. You okay. know, of course, you know, my preference is drink it quickly and drink it often and buy more. But um, <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, Serenity is wonderful. Another fine mead. I do. Yeah, it's very good. Anything else, JP, you want to know to not make that mead again? Well... <laughs> So, uh, so GP, where did you get the watermelon honey? Oh, uh, it was when I worked at More Beer. We had uh, the uh, our the, the guy that we bought a bunch of honey from. Every once in a while, he would bring out this weird. He had a watermelon honey, he had carrot flower honey, um, and then some other obscure honey, hmm. dandelion honey, I guess, or whatever. And it was it was really pleasant. It was very expensive, but you know, I misled them. So right, yeah. Was it was it really light in color or dark? Yeah, no, it was very light in color. Yeah. Huh. So I'm wondering if it was almost like a pumpkin, because watermelon, I guess, generically is closer to a pumpkin than, mm. you know, vine-type plant. Because yeah. pumpkin honey, I've heard, is just god-awful to ferment with. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember much about this, but uh, it was very good, and it just it was very light and, and flavorful. So, uh, But on the home on the home side, would you recommend filtering, like a, just a, a, through a little plate filter or something? Yeah, it's certainly filtering wouldn't hurt, and if you don't have the uh, the equipment for filtering, just racking two to three rackings should get you almost crystal crystal clear um, mm. mead. Okay, all right. Is this the last four bottles on Earth, JP? No, I think I have like I don't know half a case of these little six ounce 
Cool. You should probably make some room in your house and get rid of that stuff. You think so? You know, I don't, I don't know if you have storage <laughs> issues, but yeah, I, I yeah, I go ahead and stop storing that. I guess. Is yeah, what I, you're probably right. Take a drive over the Bay Bridge with those bottles. <laughs> you know what's interesting? There's nothing. There's nothing like outstandingly raw. There's no infection. It's not like opening some old beer where you go, oh, this is what happened to it. It's just sort of. Not good. You get a sherry. I think, a, I think it's a yeast issue. There's a real musty, like okay, Chinese restaurant carpet kind of thing going. Oh, MSG. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you should name the meat MSG. <laughs> then it would win for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can kind of see on the punt. Well, this is a little cloudy, but there's. I mean, the punt is just covered with. Is that what that's called? That hump in the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, it's called the punt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just it's covered with yeast. I mean, right. you, well, that's dripping, but Don't you drip. can see. Yeah, you can see like the the powdered yeast i mean it, there's oh, yeah. a lot of yeast and i you know like i said i knew what was going on but uh did you know back then that you probably shouldn't put no it on yeast? i had no yeah. i had no idea okay. I, I was like oh that's fine and you know i just did it to enter in competitions and you know i got you know low 30s with that stupid thing and, mm. and that's fine um but um i got a 27 once yeah you did <laughs> this, again this is what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> You don't have to share that. Oh, was this sitting <laughs> eight things? Yeah, was this sitting in your garage? Yes, that's correct. It's been sitting in my garage all seven days. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's a sherry oxidation. That's I can't imagine layer. why that went bad. I know, right? So, Michael, Crazy. we should temperature control if we're if we're saving your mead, right? Yeah, you want to cellar them? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like low uh, mid sixties is ideal for uh, keeping your meads. And does it matter in the bottles that you're doing if we if we store them upright or on their side? Uh, they are a synthetic cork, so upright is fine. Okay. Yeah. It, would it hurt to lay it on its side if, if we're, it's a space issue? Yeah, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. It shouldn't work. Especially if you filter it or, or at least rack it off, like you said. Then there's no sediment, and it doesn't really matter. Got it. Okay. Shouldn't be any tasty. I was down in Atlanta this week, and I saw your photo on a uh, long shot um, poster board still in a shop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in somebody's wall somewhere? Nice. A commercial place? <laughs> yeah, commercial place. And uh, your your poster board still up. I'm like, I know this guy. All right, great. That shop it just it doesn't uh, rotate stock. It's weird. There was a bunch of darts in it, but it was there. Yeah, the was there like some sort of profanity on there? Like, you see this guy? Kill him? <laughs> right. Do they still have the long shot six packs from that year? Just the poster, uh, I didn't see huh? any beer, but I saw <laughs> no, the poster board. I'm like, because right. I was talking about how I ran the uh, the Boston region back then, and uh, hmm. you know, it was pretty cool. Well, if I find myself down there, I'll call you and ask where that place is, and I'll go there by you go. and uh, do something. And look at myself. Go sign it. Go, <laughs> go put a tasty sticker I think I saw that poster up at my house, actually. Nice. We had it up in Studio A for a long oh, time. Right. Yeah, where is that banner? That was awesome. I think we actually have it. It's, it's in the still, corner. Yeah, yeah, we didn't throw it away. I wouldn't it's dream just, of it. Taste. No, it's sort of out of date. Though. Yeah. We should make a. I think slip the roof started leaking, and we put it up there to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a tarp. Was, nice. That was, that was what five years ago, two thousand eight. Uh, yeah, was it? Is that when you won? Yeah. How many months and days ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael, so, did you hear that yeah. I don't have to sue anybody this week? Yeah. yeah, I'm happy about that. And by the way, our last show, I, I talked about Last Apple. I dropped that name the sh- day after that show. Apparently, that's trademarked by um, oh. some uh, wine, uh, cider company up in, um, geez, I can't even remember, Oregon, I think. Yeah. So we changed the name. It's now Last Apple. So we're There you go. All right. Well, yeah, you did your this, research, though. So I, I have some bad apple in a case downstairs. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I'm going to sue you. Yeah. You know, um, That's we, awesome. after that show, Michael, I got this email in our feedback. The guy was all wound up, and he, he's talking about how you, you know, you come on the air and say one thing, and you mean something else. And Meisel, all I could think was, God, I know Michael. I'm pretty sure he didn't just come on the air and lie to us. Absolutely. So not. we send it over to Michael, and he's like, 
these people are idiots. I dropped that the day, like the day after. And uh, people, boy, they just, they, people want to believe the worst about others, you know? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, by yeah, people, I mean me. Yeah, I'm not the first one to ever make a mistake, but when I make a mistake, I fix it. Right. And that's exactly what I did. And, uh, there you well, go. I'm human. Sorry. Well, and <laughs> and you know the, what I like about about what you did, Michael, is you went into the forum where the same guy had basically reprinted his email in the forum, and you just laid it out, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, that makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up." Right. By the way, I'll be suing Michael soon. He, his new logo is a beehive grenade. Oh and I've, shit! I've decided that's that's way too close to my logo. You know what, dude? Um, he'll be getting a cease and desist soon. You know, you, you flip the, the cone over, it does look like a beehive. You know, I can see <laughs> now, that now that you mentioned it. <laughs> you don't even think about it, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like a, an erect beehive. I don't know. <laughs> you can have that. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Boner hive? Yeah. It's a name for a new mead. Erect beehive. <laughs> erect beehive. Oh, yeah. If you want to dip into the dude market. Oh, yeah. Start selling erect beehive, Michael. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right, my friend. Moonlight Meadery. Go check it out. Uh, the Serenity is, is wonderful. I think this is my favorite one so far. I hope I don't good. say that every week because I actually mean it. This is my favorite <laughs> one so far. Um, well, I want to ship you out one, Jason, and you go, oh, fuck, this shit sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was uh, worried when we opened up JP's. I was like, oh, God, this is my first experience with Moonlight. Oh, you thought it was Moonlight. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got to be fucking polite about this? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> you do. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think Michael requires us to be polite. So had no. it been the case, I All think right. you'd be allowed to tell him. Uh, he'd have sent you a fresh bottle. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks, Michael. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. There you go. Michael Fairbrother, Moonlight Meadery. Great mead. Uh, if you don't know it, go f- go find out yourself. Yeah. I was at a liquor store when I went to San Diego Beer Week. I took the train on up to... Um, I was in Long Beach. Right. Liquor store with a great beer selection. Yeah. In fact, a bunch of NorCal stuff that we don't even get around here. <laughs> and uh, he had two shelves worth of Moonlight Meat. Oh, awesome. In the Yeah, so I told my friend, you know, his 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 wife doesn't drink beer all that much. And I was like, I'm going to get you laid tonight, bro. Yeah. Picked up a bottle of Moonlight. Pretty sure he got laid. Yeah. Yeah, he put that in a glass. Works Hell every yeah. time. Whether, I don't care if your wife is a dude. It works every time. You still have to put one of those little blue pills in the thing so it makes her go to sleep faster? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then that's fine. But you only yeah. have to use half if you use them. Oh, fuck yeah. Spider Wrangler's on the line to talk about Secret Santa. Spider, what's happening, man? Hey, just calling uh, in a little bit earlier in the show this time. Good idea. Uh, to, yeah, uh, idea. to remind people to sign up for Secret Santa. Um, this is heading into the last week, so the cutoff will be next Sunday uh, at midnight uh, West Coast time. So people have a week to find the thread on the forum, um, read how to post and PM for the first time. We've got a lot of new people that uh, keep posting how do I PM people and right. not reading the thread. Um, but anyway, uh, find the thread. He's over it, though. Um, yeah, he just shamed him. Yeah. So just uh, can you just search? We can, can you just yeah, search, search Secret uh, Santa? Secret Santa 2013, and should be able to find it. Um, and then uh, hopefully exchange some good beers with some good people and have fun and be merry and all of that. Sometimes when I talk to Spider Wrangler, I, I feel like he's going to jump out of a moving car in the Bay Bridge. <laughs> you ever get that impression? <laughs> I don't. I but- am sitting. In my- 
I'm sitting in my vehicle, but it's parked at the moment. <laughs> I'm sitting in my vehicle in the garage with the door closed and it's running. Right. <laughs> my window's rolled down, but that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not going to jump out. That would be silly. Every time I see a yeah, spider... Or bad things might happen. <laughs> every time I see a spider in my bathroom or whatever, like I saw one today and I, I thought of Spider Wrangler. Think of Spider Wrangler? I saw another one and I stepped on it and I thought of Spider Wrangler. Ah. Yeah. That's tough because like, if you're ever in the bathroom and you're just kind of rubbing one out and then you see a spider and then you got to think of Spider Wrangler. With that beard that he has. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, right? All right, Secret Santa. You got a lot of sign-ups already, Spider? Uh, I think we're over what we had last year. Last year we had uh, 40 and I think we're slightly above that right now. Nice. It's a great way to share beer. You'll be surprised. Uh, people will send you some cool uh, things from all over the country. So sign up for Secret Santa. Thanks, Spider. Yep, and Doc did sign up. Oh, he did? That a boy. Funny thing about Doc, he, he usually does what he says he's going to do. Right. Weird thing. <laughs> well, yeah. He's not very Californian. He's not very Californian no. at all. Must not be from here. All right. Thanks, Spider. All Yep. Doc gave me a, a, a gold tooth this week. Yeah? Hey, you want to see it? Sure. It's right oh. there. New grill. Uh-huh. I, I, I hit in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they put a nice cutting edge on there for you so you can chew good. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah like a savings account. You need that <sighs> stuff later. Just knock it out. That's what, his, on in. That's what his assistant said. She's making a, fu- a very funny joke. No, they're, they're funny she, over she there. She was like, <laughs> oh, now you have a joke. savings account in your mouth. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I'm going to tell Scott the Jew that joke. Uh, yeah, he put on a, I have to have a crown. And he's like, I'm going to put gold on there. And I was like, yeah, you are. We're going to bling this shit out right now. He's probably just uh, trying to hide his money from his wife before they get to work. (laughs) Is that what he's doing? He's using my mouth? I do have two gold teeth like a Swiss bank account. (laughs) Great. So the the week after they get a divorce, he's like, "Uh, Justin, it's time for your checkup. (laughs) I mean, oh, that looks... I need to to get that out of there. That's time enough. We need to replace that with porcelain. We need to put you under. I had to go get a root canal before the thing. Ooh, yikes. Doc doesn't do his own root canal, so I had to go to some broad... Uh, I'm sorry, some lady. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> Did you rate her afterwards? Uh, yeah, write a Yelp review about your root canal. She had to like, um, apparently I'm of the 10% that doesn't go numb like you're supposed to. No. So she gave me like a bunch of shots of Novocaine. You would be, by the way. I know. Yeah. And that's what I said to her. I, I was too. like, I'm just lucky. And so she, she starts drilling through. Yeah. And then I, I feel it. Right. And she's like, you feel that? Well, yeah. I'm not jumping for no reason. Exactly. I just lifted a foot off your fucking chair. Yeah, I felt that. And she felt really bad because she's like, well, here's the problem. If the other Novocaine didn't work, the only thing I can do now is needle it right into the nerve. (laughs) And you'll feel that. She had to do that four times. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm crying and screaming like a little girl. Were you really screaming? No. Tell her you wanted the gas? That's why they gave you the gold filling well, so you wouldn't sue them. she offered me the gas, but the gas doesn't, at the rate that they put it on, like it doesn't... <laughs> that's call, my, call my regular doctor. <laughs> yeah, you have a problem. Tell him how I like my gas. Have him tell you how I like my gas. Talk about gas and Swiss bank accounts. Scott is sweating over here. <laughs> Man. Like, it only mellows you out. It doesn't actually it. affect the pain threshold. But it might put your mind off the... Everything, but it was an extra hundred and fifty bucks, and I was like, uh, "I'll just uh, just give me another one, just go right. for it." Is your mouth still numb? No, now I'm solid. <laughs> but this went on for like a month because it was a whole thing. But now I got grill. Nice. The last time I went to the dentist, I went and saw Doc. That was maybe four years ago. Yeah, yeah. He had to do a partial root canal. I hope you've gotten cleanings since four years ago. 
No. Beaver. I hate the dentist. But I hate gotta Doc. you got to take care of that grill. I brush my teeth. I floss. I do my thing. Do you floss every day? Every day. You have to floss every day. Everybody in this room, every you have single to floss day. every no, day. I barely oh, brush I, I floss day. at yeah, lunch after I eat. I learned that one the hard That's way. That's good. You did. You had to get a root canal. No, I just said, you just have to pay to get shit right, and then you learn the hard way that you right. should floss That's all the time. That's also why I yeah. avoid the dentist, because right. it's always really expensive. But uh, yeah, he, he gave me like six shots, and I could still feel it, and he was like Ooh. spraying the air in there, and I could feel it, and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. And I'm like, uh. okay. Yeah, he does kind of get to that point where he's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, well, he has patience. He doesn't <laughs> shit. Yeah, what are we? Chop liver. Yes. I was still cute and skinny back then. I think he liked me on the table. <laughs> <laughs> No. Gonna, this is a table, huh? Whatever. For everybody? <laughs> Whatever it's called. Yeah. I didn't have to put my feet in stirrups. Yeah. What was that about? <laughs> I mean, the waterbed. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I had to go in at 9 p.m. There's nobody else in the office. I had a lot of candles. It was a little weird. weird. Come to think of it, I don't remember much. I was sore. My shirt was inside out when I... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Do I have to take this call now? Is it about... It's a sour beer question? Yeah, I think it's in regards to what we're going to be talking about. All right, how about we tease the segment? We'll take the call. Joel, what's happening? How are you, buddy? Hi, Joel. Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel. Hmm. Joel? I did that right. Joel that was not, Ray? That wasn't me. Perhaps. My fault no. either. All right, before we go to break, remember, you can go and do your holiday wiener shopping at adamandeve.com. That's right. True. Go to adamandeve.com right now. Use coupon code BNARMY, and you will get uh, 50% off uh, just about any one item. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get three free adult DVDs from genres such as, Tony, what's your favorite genre that you might get an adult DVD from? Stoner! Stoners! I I would love that to be a porn genre. Hey, bro, let's see that wiener. Oh, man. Hey, you know, I just... Look, I just... I think you're really hot. Let's go back to my house and we'll smoke a little bit. It's like tantric sex, but, you know, less romantic. Right. Yeah. Stoner porn. Uh, I don't know. You can get, uh, let's see, there are other categories. Uh, lesbian and my milk. Big boobies and Asians and yeah. amateurs or amateur. So mm-hmm. three free adult DVDs and then free shipping and then a gift. So, Sunshine, we have to turn the air. That's right. Is it Epic and Adam and Eve? Yeah. Use, okay. use coupon code BNARMY. Are there pornos that like follow a plot line? Yes, or is of course. It all just it's called porno. Humping. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. JP lost his wiener in the dildo. I don't need a plot, but I, I do need a setup. I just need a little setup. <sighs> 30, 30 seconds. Know. 30 seconds context, and you're good. Yeah, just let me know yeah. what's happening. Garbage. I just want to know that. What's like, happening is. What you can't see is JP doing the very juvenile finger set. Motions. Oh, I'll put it on the camera. JP likes the uh, wall-to-wall genre. Then. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. That's right. AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY right now. We're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Dave from Flat Tail Brewing Company. We're going to learn all about using adjuncts in sour beer, different ways to do it. You know, that includes uh, malts, it includes fruits, it includes Anal. other types of sugars, all sorts of things. With Dave from Flat Tail, when we come back, it's the session. Hang in there.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. 
For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right. Welcome back to the program. The program that brought you Mizzled. Mizzled! From the makers. Of Mizzled. Of Mizzled. Because <laughs> you pronounce it? Mizzled? What is it? It's Mizzled. Mizzled? Mizzled toe. You have to say Mizzled. Mizzled toe. It's not Mizzled. <gasps> mizzled toe. That's a good one. Mizzled toe. Let's try it. Oops. We was mizzled. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yes, said it was untrue. We was mizzled. What's it mean to you? Mizzled. 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 All right, we got Dave from Flat Tail up in Corvallis, Oregon uh, mm-hmm. with us today. How does Corvallis rank against Portland in creepiness? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, we have a lot less liberals, so it's a little better. But, it's a little uh, more racist? You know, yeah, a little more racist. Good, wholesome American <laughs> racism. Uh-huh. Right. Keeps things in balance. Out there, out there in Cor- Got lots of sexism. Just, just isms in general. A lot of flannel and isms. Yep, but okay. the the good kind of flannel. We're taking it back oh, from like the hipsters. That. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Somebody should. That's a mustache. I mean, Eddie Vedder wasn't going to do it, so somebody should be taking it back. I like it. So Dave's here to talk to us a little bit about uh, sour beers and using adjuncts in sour beers. I wanted to know uh, about using fruit uh, in sour beers and different ways to do it, but Dave actually is going to go even a step further and talk to us about all different kinds of ways to to sour with adjuncts. And we should start with the simple uh, definition of what an adjunct is, Dave. Yeah, so generally, uh, um, I mean, the broadest definition is anything other than hops, barley, water, and yeast. So even, even things like wheat. Any huskless grain can really be considered an adjunct, all the way up to herbs, spices, fruits, sugars, 
anything okay. non-essential. So it doesn't have to. I used to think that an adjunct was something that was non-fermentable, but that's not true. No, 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 no. Just like uh, you know, there was the big "I don't use corn in my beer" advertising thing, and, and that's a fermentable. And that's yeah. an adjunct. Okay. Corn, rice, those are all. Yeah. Got it. Do you use corn in any of your beers? Yeah, absolutely. You do. Yeah, some of our favorites. We do a pre-pro pills that uses uh, locally grown corn, and then we use the uh, Neo Mexicanus hop. Okay. It's a Native American strain. Tastes like peach tea. It's I've great. never heard of that hop. Yeah, I, we only got it once, and we couldn't really find it again. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to kind of make a resurgence, but it's not real big and citrusy. It's got a great aroma, but it's pretty mild, peachy. So I, I don't know that people are going to latch on to it. I think there's only one or two growers. There's one that yeah. Stan Hieronymus talked about. Mm-hmm. There's one in book. Washington, okay. and uh, I don't know if there's any grown in Oregon right now, but a yeah. great hop. Really right. interesting. Historical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. History. Love okay, so corn would be an adjunct. Uh, putting fruit in a beer would be an adjunct. Yeah, absolutely. What are some other examples? Uh, <laughs> like wheat, you said, is, yeah, is so one. Yeah, wheat, so, oats, uh, is, corn, rye. Is rye? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you, you can... Anything you find at the grocery store, really. I mean, Got that's it. one of the things we love doing at Flat Tail is just throwing weird shit in beer. So okay. Find something, find some flavors that match, and toss it in there. Got it. Yeah. So for sour beers in particular, you, you generally people will use... Uh, your regular brewer's yeast, which is, is that Saccharomyces? Yeah. Okay. So you use Saccharomyces, and that will eat up most of the fermentable sugars that Saccharomyces eats. And then you can put what we so- sort of refer to as bugs in a beer, and it will they will eat what, what's left. Or you could add more sugar with fruit or some other kind of adjunct. Is that about right? right? Yeah. And, I mean, that's kind of the American homebrewer way to do it is to add the bugs after primary. Mm-hmm. But traditionally, you generally start with a mixed culture. Uh, kind of a mixed race culture, culture if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I got will. some bugs, JP won't. some sagro. I won't. I should move to a Corvallis. <laughs> JP just moved a little further away in the city. Like how we just, we've just made Corvallis the racist capital of the world. <laughs> All right. We didn't make it that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we generally start with the bugs. And when I say generally, I, I don't think we've, I mean, with the exception of maybe two or three beers, I don't think we've ever added the bugs in late. Okay. But you uh, start with the blend. You're putting uh-huh. Saccharomyces in as well. Sometimes. Oh, oh, uh, we okay. do a lot of 100% Brett and then Brett and Lacto blends. I know we were just uh, tasting beer at the Rare Barrel mm-hmm. yesterday, and they do a lot of all Brett plus Lacto. Okay. And uh, that's that's a good way to do it, too. You, I mean, as far as the Lacto goes, it really needs a pretty specific environment to grow okay. to get that big acidity. So when you add that at the end of fermentation, you can wait months and months and months to get that acidity. Whereas when it's there at the beginning, especially if you add it before you add your saccharo or your brett and you give that lacto time to kind of form a, a big predominant colony, you'll get an acidity in, in days. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference is that it's able to feed and multiply faster mm-hmm. before the beer has fermented, essentially? Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of the misconceptions about brett and bacteria working so slowly and, you know, it takes three years to make a sour beer no matter what is because everyone's throwing it in once all the sugar's gone. There's I nothing see. left for that bacteria or the wild yeast to eat, so of course it's going to take forever because yeah. it's in you know a zero-sugar environment. So Got it, okay. Throw your lacto in at like 80 to 100 degrees with no yeast in your wort for two days, and you'll get big, ac- <clears throat> excuse me, big acidity, and then uh, chill it back down to 60, 55, add some cool cheese, something like that, and that's a good way to get a good, clean sourness uh, without a lot of funk. Okay. Or, you know, add your bread what have you and there's no difference in the character of the lactobacillus if you if you do it early like that or you or you do the age for 18 months yeah i mean there's always going to be a little bit of a difference and you still want to age it uh you know i'm not saying make a sour beer in four days necessarily okay Uh, lactic acid will round out a lot when it's aged 
So even if you get that sourness in three to five days, you still want to give it a couple months, but it doesn't have to be two or three years for every style. You know, not every sour style is a lambic. Okay. Got it. So at, at flat tail, generally what you're doing is either starting with, mm-hmm. su- with, with some of your bugs, your, your, is it other than, other than lactobacillus, Britannomyces you might use as well? We, we use mostly Brett and, uh, we do really mostly wild ales that are not overwhelmingly sour. Okay. Uh, and, and then the sour beers that we do that are very sour are very, very sour. And those, those are the ones we're using lacto. We're getting them hot. We're keeping them hot for a while. And those are aging for, you know, one to two years. Got it. Most of the time. Okay. How, how, what is the capacity for you guys to age? How many barrels do you have around that oh, you're geez. able to sit on beer? I think we're a little low right now. We just did a bunch of cycling, so we're, we're probably about 70, 75 barrels. Wow. Um, hoping to really up that. The 15-barrel system that we just installed is huge for our sour program. Okay. Because before, we could only fill four barrels at once. Now That's, we can fill... Last time you were on the 10. show, you were on mm-hmm. a four-barrel system? Well, it was a six-barrel system, but four oak barrels... Per batch. Okay. So when you've got a hundred barrels and you're trying to cycle things in and out. Oh, yeah. And you can only fill them four at a time. You can't do a lot of the fast, you know, two to six month Brett ferments, which is what we like doing the most. So, yeah, it was really limiting us, but we should be able to kick it up. Okay. So... Now we've talked about basically just using uh, yeast and and the and the lactobacillus in the beer itself, um, but not really adding something for that those bugs to feed on. Yeah. So one of the things that you can do is really work your bugs by the amount of sugar and the type of sugar. So uh, you know, like I was saying, adding lacto bread early when you've got tons of fermentable ingredients, lots of nutrients, that's going to get you a more intensely sour beer. Okay. Temperature also does that. And then also the type of sugar. So sugars like uh, you know glucose and fructose that are really easily fermentable, if you're fermenting with a mixed culture, the saccharose is going to go to town on that and just outcompete your lacto and your brett right from the beginning. Okay. So that's your beer that's going to take forever to get sour, if it even ever does. I see. If you have a wort that's uh, you know something along the lines of a traditional really starchy lambic wort uh, like a turbid mash then the saccharo can't ferment that so it gives the bugs a chance to really come in take a hold so the saccharomyces will do fine on the other fermentables it's Mm -hmm. growing as well but there's something left over to eat it's not going to touch starch got it so if you want to make the best possible uh, environment for bugs mash at 160 you know or just start your runoff immediately and don't allow the mash to convert all the way and you'll get some starch in there oh that's interesting and that way uh you can get your saccharose is going to be active for a little while uh and it's going to take down all of those simple sugars but then half of your gravity is going to be starch okay so that way it's not going to totally outcompete those bugs they still have something to chew on over time got it and even if you do use simple sugars get some starch in there too because that way as the beer is aging it's going to break that down slowly and it's going to keep spitting acid out got it so other than than a mash temperature or or starting your runoff right away you could actually build into your grain bill with certain malts right yeah absolutely so if you're trying to specifically with uh, getting starch into beer oats are one of my favorite ingredients oh, yeah. because rolled oats are so easy to use uh we we do it a couple different ways uh none of which are in the mash i mean that's the traditional method but when you're using bugs put them in the mash it's going to convert. They're going to get eaten up super quick. Okay. So you're not going to get the same body you'd get out of uh, using 10% oats or wheat in like an American pale ale when you're doing a Brett beer or a sour beer because it's just going to chew right through that. So instead, you can throw those rolled oats if you're using like a Grant system in between your mash tun and your kettle. 
Yeah. Throw them into that grant halfway through louder. So once your kettle is up to like 180, 190, and you're sparging in, you could steep them or put them in that grant. So you're kind of rinsing that starch directly off into 180, 190, so there's no way it's going to convert. I see. But that still keeps it out of the kettle. You can just throw them in the kettle and boil them, but that can be a problem with scorching, and you know then you've got all that beta-glucan that's just gumming up your kettle, and it's, it's kind of hard to clean. Can you just steep them? Like yeah. Put them in a steeping bag yeah, yeah. if you don't have a grant? I guess that, that's something that you know we don't think about a lot on the professional scale because we don't want to steep. 50 that's, pounds of right. giant sack. <laughs> right. But that's essentially what a grant does for you, right? So Absolutely. steeping would yeah. be us doing mm-hmm. a grant. There you yeah. go. So instead mm-hmm. of a grant, steep if you're doing a homebrew system. Okay. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a, a turbid mash. What is that? So a turbid mash uh, is a lambic technique. It's like, Originally, a Muslim, it's like a Muslim thing, right? Right back to the racism, man. <laughs> you, need, you do need not, to move to you Corvallis. Do. Do you there's, nothing, our... there's nothing racial about a religion. It's a turbid. Yeah. Oh, sir. It's a turbid. It's a turbid okay. mash. Yeah. Turbid. Turbid. Way to ruin a joke. Go oh, ahead, please. pun words. Anyway, um, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, turbid <laughs> mash. What is a turbid uh, mash, yeah. So traditionally what they do is they'd actually have a large copper screen that they'd push down onto the mash and then siphon the wort off the top. And it would be this starchy, gooey wort okay. that would uh, be a perfect base for Lambic because it would take a long time to eat up. You'd be left with some residual sugars. As the bugs are eating through that starch, they will eventually break it down to you know absolute dryness but if you halt that fermentation even after a year or so some of those starches will have just been broken down into like maltodextrin and longer chain sugars like you'd get from caramel so you'll be left with some body uh where otherwise if you started with a maltodextrin it's going to break it down way too fast I you're see. not going to be able to age it long enough so turbid mash basically just implies that you're you're getting starch into the boil. Okay. So the way that we do it, uh, modern malt is so highly modified and it's so full of enzyme that uh, on our six barrel system, when we started piloting this, we couldn't get uh, the mash to not convert. I see. We mashed in, we immediately started running off, and the entire thing was converted by the time we were done sparging. Wow. And so we've talked about that on some of the Candy Brewit shows and other things where, you know, I'm all worried about my 60-minute mash, yeah. and everyone's going, don't worry, man. It was probably done in 20. Conversion uh, happened. Yes. Less. Well, conversion yeah. happens. You're still going to get some flavor extracted out of there, though, that you won't in a 10- or 20-minute mash. Okay. So I mean, there are reasons to do it, especially with, you know, brewing American-style, Belgian-style, things like that. But when you're trying to get starch in there, it's not going to happen. So the starch is there essentially kind of pre that enzymatic activity. Uh-huh. And that's what you were trying to get out of it. Right, exactly. You want to keep those enzymes from breaking that starch down. Okay. But because uh, br- big brewers anyway, and, and, and even big craft brewers want efficiency, malts have been made to have more enzymes to just sort of have yeah, they're, like that. they're full of diastatic power. I mean, I you, see. you think about uh, also, you know, starting brewing in America when we were using these adjuncts like corn and rice that had no enzyme. Well, of course, we wanted to grow barley that had way more enzyme than you needed I see. to make up for all that corn. So it just kind of kept following that trend. Got it. And uh, most of the time, it's a great thing. You know, who doesn't want their mash to convert? But we run into problems when we're trying to get long-chain sugars into the kettle. Uh, just like, God, I, I can't remember which brewer was talking about it. But a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago on the show, he was mentioning that, uh, you know, continental malt is much easier to work the mash on. Okay. When you have raw two row or especially like Great Western Pale, it doesn't matter what temperature you mash at, you're getting the same thing. Wow. You're getting a highly <laughs> fermentable wort. I mean, to varying degrees, but you're getting a much more highly fermentable wort than you would if you're using like Weirman Pilsner okay. or uh, a floor malted English barley. Yeah. The difference in mash temp is going to make a much bigger difference in a floor malted uh, or German 
malt than it will in an American one. Interesting. Okay. Is it just because of lower enzyme content, you think, is one of the main reasons? Yeah, I imagine or? that would be the... And higher dextrin content. Right. Yeah. 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 So, what did you do to solve this problem? Because here you were trying to get... Uh, starches in the mash and you could yeah so that's where we we mash in and we'll immediately start transfer and uh that we're not going to get any starch that way but we will get some longer chain sugars we do a, a faster than normal louder so instead of two hours we're going to do an hour ish sparge we're going to hit the flame as soon as that wort covers the bottom of the kettle okay uh instead because of waiting. raising the temperature stops yep. activity right and then as soon okay. as the the kettle is at a decent volume and a good temperature above 180 or so we'll add the oats to the grant and we'll start getting that starch in i see hmm. So oats, as you said, this is kind of your favorite yep. way to add starches. It's easy. It's great flavor. Uh, it just does everything we need it to do. We also use a lot of unmalted wheat, uh, which clearly helps cut the enzyme down because there is none. So I see. Uh, we'll, in our lambic styles, we'll use anywhere from ten to fifty percent unmalted wheat that we get uh, locally out of Eugene. Okay. You like using that in the Grant too, as well, or in that kind of? No, it, the unmalted wheat is too hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually. We've had pretty good results using it, even in non-sour styles, and uh, we we get decent extract out of it. But if it's not soaking in that mash, if you're just rinsing it, I don't think you're going to get anything off right. it. Unless we hammer milled it, and then if we did that, we're going to have all the flour in the... The oats are so water-soluble. Yeah, that, they yeah. just disappear in the kettle. Got it. So, just to summarize for my feeble brain, <laughs> Saccharomyces yeast eats simple chain uh, sugars. Yeah, simple and, and medium chain. And what you're trying to do is add long-chain sugars in the form of starches mm-hmm. so that your bugs have something to eat and take a little time and they can grow because the Saccharomyces isn't going to eat it. Correct. That's basically the summer of what we're trying to do when we when we make some of these sour beers. You got it. And this goes the same for Britannomyces or Lactobacillus. Uh, is Pediococcus the same? Or is that a different... Man, maybe Nate can altogether. help me out with the pedio. Um a little less familiar with how yeah. PDO would... In- we don't use a lot of PDO. Interact in that environment, but I know that PDO do things like produce diacetyl and would have oh, yeah. a, a, quite a long fermentation time, similar to what you would be getting from Brett or yeah, I mean, you know, you, less so lacto, you, but you Brett for sure. really use PDO without Brett because you need a yeast strain that's going to clean up all that diacetyl and all uh. that funky shit that PDO throws out there. Uh, the guy at the Rare Barrel gave a great analogy for that. Yeah, well, uh, I forget which one it was, but what the the PDO was the, was the party guy, right? Who, uh-huh. who leaves a yeah. big old mess, and then Brett is the one that comes by and cleans everything up and rounds out the PDO. So PDO is the Meisler. PDO is the Meisler. Yeah, <laughs> it's dead. like like the odd couple. Like one's Oscar. I think Oscar was a real clean freak or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, that was it. Was a real good analogy when he said it. <laughs> Yeah, and um, then you turn it into the odd couple analogy. Then I turn to the odd couple because I'm an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going down the Moscow route. Right. So I, I do think that, hey. that PDO probably does produce some interesting acids, like organic acids, that those other guys wouldn't. So people really like the flavors of that and could, could blend really well. But, it's but it sounds less yeah, user-friendly for a the little, novice. A little less for oh, the novice, yeah. definitely, except if you're going to use it raw. And that is a bug that you do have to age for a while. Okay. Because if, if you make a PDO beer and, and you cool it after three months... If it ever warms up again, or even if it doesn't get that warm, but in a 40, 45 degree environment, it'll still spit out oh. acetyl. Okay. Yeah, you'll, your VDK numbers are just going to skyrocket. So okay. that, that's something that has to mellow out for quite a while. And you need Brett or Sacro, but really Brett's going to be the only thing that keeps working long enough to clean that up. Okay. So speaking of cleaning things up, with the lacto, 
you you did mention the uh, acidity. Es- essentially, mm-hmm. that after a while, that's what you're adding to the beer. Is that the vinegary taste I end up getting out of some of the you know like a Grand Cru, for example? So that would be acetic acid. Okay. So acetic and acidic being two different things. Got it. Acetic acid is obviously a type of acid that will give you sourness, but that's vinegar. So acetic acid comes from acetobacter, which is a, another bacteria. Okay. Um, I've heard people say that PDO can produce some acetic acid. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure that's Very, correct. very small that's, amounts. Yeah, I, that's I, what uh, Jay was possible. saying yesterday. But mostly acetic acid is coming from acetobacter because there's too much oxygen exposed to it. Exactly. All right, let's try one of your beers uh, right. while I'm uh, kind of asking these questions. Pop open any anyone you want. So we have two, uh, and, you know, because I had no idea what the fuck we were going to be talking about on the show. Right. They're not sours so much as I just broke the cork off. You. Yeah, Scott, you want to help me out here? What a dumbass. Here, I can. Right. Uh, we might have a uh, wine opener. We do have a wine opener. Yeah, okay, but it's not wine. Will it work? It might. You want to have a Leatherman. Leatherman in the house? Boom. I have a leather, New guy. I have a Dude, leather sack. Fucking Wyoming I, has a leatherman. Of course he does. In Wyoming, no, no, you, you have, have to have that. Now, right? He has a leatherman so and a crossbow in his, other back, <laughs> in his other pack. Ready for this shit. The Highlander is in the studio. Dave, what's the difference between um, lactic acid mm-hmm. coming from lactobacillus or me dropping lactic acid into a beer because you could do that yeah too, you, right you can don't fuck this up wyoming you can do this come on he is sweating look at his palm oh oh come on that's bottle condition you got to keep it upright fucking new <laughs> poor tony uh, where, you know what he provided you with a letterman a le- whatever a letterman be nice to him here would you like me to letterman. do that i'll do yeah, it here, here you you talk i'll do it all right there you go no. thanks buddy anyway uh, keep it up right or lactic- gets pissy <laughs> <laughs> lactic acid that you add you know, it's just straight lactic acid. It's really harsh to me. Okay. It's got more of a sour milk kind of character. Yeah. We've fucked around with that in uh, our cucumber Berliner, and we, we've tasted it side by side. Nobody nobody chooses You felt like you were cheating. Got it. Yeah, well, that too. You just feel like a dick. So, <laughs> I have had beers where the, the lactobacillus didn't really do what the home brewer had hoped. It didn't give a, as enough of the acidity that they were looking for. So, they did a combination. They did that. And then, and I ha- and I tasted the beer, and then I tasted the side by side where they dropped a little bit of lactic acid in it, and it was much better. And they called hmm. the beer dropped acid. It's it awesome. Do <laughs> yeah. yeah. you have a I was just making that word association in my brain as you said that. Yeah, but it. Uh, so in other that words, seems like a great way to compromise. It was, it was a compromise. Yeah. They had tried the lactobacillus, and either they didn't provide enough long chain sugars for it to do its work, or maybe it just hadn't hung around long enough. So he just dropped the stuff in. And the difference was really apparent, and it was a much better beer because of it. I mean, because he had designed the beer to have that that flavor. And you already had a little bit of the real thing, like the yeah. you know, gentle, naturally created one, and you just right. dial it up a little bit with that. So, of course, I'm not cool. advocating doing this you know, instead of lactobacillus. I really just wanted to know the difference. Yeah, and it, so. it can work, too. And, I mean, I'm sure we may have been a little bit jaded when we were tasting it because I, I like doing the, the kind of old-fashioned way. So right. there could be that. Tell so, us about this beer. This is our third anniversary ale, and it's a blend of our Belgian Golden Strong, 75% Belgian Golden Strong, 25% Syrah Lambic. Okay. And, uh, well, Syrah Lambic style ale, excuse me. Uh, the Syrah Lambic was just over a year old when we did the blending. Uh, right now, it would be, uh, I want to say a year and a half, shy of two years. Um, and basically, I know we haven't talked about the, the fruit part of things yet, but this is one of the two ways that we'll generally add fruit to a wild ale. Okay. And this is where... 
I want the bugs that I'm putting in this beer to be the only bugs. We don't want anything contributed from the fruit. So we uh, we actually... And is some, it common that fruit has uh, some of these bacteria all yeah, over? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. uh, that's that's definitely a big thing to talk about is what is on okay. fresh fruit. Mm. But in this case, we, we didn't want the wine yeast. You know, that wine yeast is going to act like sacro, and it's just going to go to town on that wort, and you're not going to be left with any of those bugs you want. I want it to be a real Brett-forward beer. So we uh, sulfided the grapes, uh, hand-crushed them, sulfided them, let them macerate for, I want to say, three or four days, and then added it to our cool ship after the wort had cooled and gave it two weeks to ferment on the grapes and the skins and then racked it into barrels. Flattail has a cool ship? Well, it's kind of a giant cheese tank. Okay. Uh, it's my flatbed, but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an, an F 250 F- that we've yeah. caulked. <laughs> right. we, we use that. You know that's you know that spray the commercial where the canoe goes in the water. It they, works. You, it fucking works, man. <laughs> uh, Just keep calling it a cool ship. It's that's much pretty badass. Yeah. This is you our guys miracle a, seal. Landed. A vessel for that. Yeah, we have two. Okay. So, um, but, sorry. So was this uh, red grapes or, or white? Grapes. Sarai it's, said it's pink. Well, I don't know if Come that on, came man. from the barrel or pre-added uh, or what. Don't yeah, no, this is Southern Oregon no, I'm trying to misle you. Okay. It's because no, you Sarai. shook it up, JP. That's right. God, I, yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, so this is from Del Rio Vineyards in, uh, I think, Medford, Jacksonville. Why yeah. did you uh, macerate the... Usually you don't macerate... I like that word. ...red, uh, red wine. He wanted to talk yeah. about macerating on the air yeah, with you, us. Yeah, absolutely. You wanted to... Like extended maceration, like, like fermenting. Look, JP gave you like what? Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, no, you right, you right. do macerate red wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no, want I'm... the skin contact to get that color and get the tannin extraction. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking. So we actually wine. extended the maceration even longer than a traditional red wine maker would. Okay. Uh, and if we over extract tannins doing that, great because it's blending into a beer. That's not going to be a right. standalone one. Okay. No, so you're this right, was right. four hundred. Of course, I am. Come you're on. right. Uh, this four hundred pounds of Syrah grapes in a fifteen barrel batch. Wow. I believe. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot. A so bit. the process you did was to kill whatever other... Yeah, okay. so I wanted to uh, have this be an ambient fermentation with yeast that floated through the brewery door. Corvallis yeast. Yes, Corvallis yeast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Risky business. Yeah, I, I, I taste patchouli. And, oh, oh, no, see, yeah. the, the Corvallis yeast outcompetes all of the patchouli yeast. Oh, because right. it's racist. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Corvallis yeast. Competition is, is racist now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, back to the beer. Who has um, a giant wiener and loves this beer? This guy. It's very, very tasty. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> Everybody Bebo. in the room, apparently. Even Beaver. Where's that bottle at? Anybody? I don't know. Oh, there we go. Thank you. And he put it on the camera for folks at home to see. I this am. is a really nice beer. Yeah, go for it. Actually, I was Thank just you. raising my hand to see if maybe I could get a glass. Ah. <laughs> And there's a lot of body in this beer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Speaking yeah, of the, the Belgian Golden Strong <laughs> going into the blending on this finished at 0.99. Okay. So it was bone dry. All of the body in there is coming from that Lambic just being loaded with starch in the first place. So Got this it. is one of our turbid mash beers, or at least the Lambic portion of this. Okay. And uh, it, it's funny because even with all the starch that got into there, after six to eight months in the barrel, it was crystal clear. Okay. So clearly there's no starch left. But th- there's some long chain residual sugar in there because it was it was you know really sweet at like ten oh four. So in the bottle, if there is still some long chain sugar, mm-hmm. if I hold on to this bottle, is it going to continue to ferment, or have you filtered everything out? Oh God, no, no, we don't filter yeah. anything, and uh, any of our wild ales we don't filter or fine as a rule. So this this will definitely 
even though it's not sour right now, it's got yeah. some funk on the nose, but it's not sour. If you sit this away warm, 65, 70 for a year or two, it'll definitely sour eventually. There so that's is still awesome. a little sugar left in there. I, I really like doing stuff like that, and we have our humulus lambicus up here that we dry hop in the blending tank. And because uh, it's kind of like that, you know, guys remember Goosebumps, the choose your own destiny shit? Yes. Yeah. It's like choose your own destiny beer. You love it. Oh. Yeah, there you go. See? Moscow knows. So you can drink it fresh. Apparently he's a Jew. Uh, d- Moscow knows him. Well, Stein. Come on, right? I see. Yeah, Arles, yeah, Goosebumps. Yeah. But what was better? Are you afraid of the dark or Goosebumps? Are you? Oh, are you afraid? Absolutely. Now, yeah, the written or the TV show? It's hard to... The equal, equal. Goosebumps they both scared the hell show. out of me. Recruit TV show Nickelodeon. Oh, I only read right it. Oh. Sorry, I only read it. Equal. This is the first time I've ever heard Scott not take a side. Ever. Ever. Isn't that taking a side, though? <laughs> yeah. Saying something is equal? Equal, you assholes! Yeah. Yeah. You Republicans. Wait, so what? this is a great beer that I would recommend people pick up a little bit of this flat tail and do that side by side. Drink one and then save one for a year and taste the difference. And I like experiments like that, too. I like to be able to see how a beer evolves. Yeah. If it's going to evolve in a right, of positive course. way, of course. This, this will not JP on you. Beautiful. <laughs> What's that even mean? You just got JP'd. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> It's like misling, but dirty. <laughs> yeah. I think she's right. That's the description of being JP. I kind of like it. It's, it's, it's being misled, but welcome. dirty. Dirty misled. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we've got more beer to try. When we come back, we'll start talking about adding fruit to beer uh, to, to get some of those flavors. Because I love a, a, a good fruit lambic or any sourness that comes from that. I don't want it sweet. I want it dry yeah. and tart. Get all that fruit flavor. Yeah. And sweetness. You know, I think the next segment's going to be equally as good as this one was. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> this is the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat. I've been swinging through this forest for fifty years. Ever since we ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House online at creekmonkey.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner,
owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, multi-character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind. But I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night, with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate, perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
Hello to everybody listening in Corvallis, Oregon. What's up, people? Ms. Hi. I hear that they're hanging around... Uh, I hear they're they're, getting, they're dipping into everybody's stash while they're away over there. What a bunch of they're, at, they're, they're at, mizzling people. They're at Ian's place, rocking his stash. They're at Dave's place. Everybody's misling these two guys. That's that's BS. That is BS. That's BS. It's also awesome. That's what I would do too. <laughs> F these guys. They're gone. Let's see what's let's see what uh, they're aging in the barrel room right yeah, now. Yeah, cracking some barrels open. I yeah, if send... any interns are listening, you look fired like the rest of them. <laughs> you are fired. You're expendable. You guys have interns? Well, actually, I only have one left. <laughs> Can't fire him. His name is, Sh- his name is Sean. He's too short to see the yeah. to sign the document. No, you he, know? Yeah, I pay Sean. He was here. Oh, yeah, he was Little on the Sean wall phone. Wall phone, Sean. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, he's forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> the handsome one, yeah, pretty much. Remember, yeah. Grandma sure Mary died. is crying right That's now. That's right. His grandma called in. Oh, Grandma. Hey, Grandma. I remember Grandma Mary. Whatever. You only remember the lady. This is the guy oh, she was who sweet. I showed up at Jester King and was like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah, I was in your studio. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jester King? I don't think he's ever been to Jester King. That's some other guy you're a dick to. No, that's, yeah, that's what I'm what saying. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah, uh, why don't you slow just, down there? I didn't follow follow there. along. Okay. No. God, words hard. Justin, uh, how many times do I got to tell you to drop the nice to meet you from your vocabulary and just start saying nice to see you? Nice Across to see the board, you. You're, you're, a, you're a huge star. It's, it you got to do it. <laughs> it doesn't work, though, because sometimes I do the nice to see you and they look at me like, that's creepy. No, they We've don't. never met. That you're, you're reading their look. They're not thinking that. I if they are, if they are who can, He's correct. Who, you'd rather have that look than the, we've met before. I was <laughs> yeah. in your studio. I spent the night at your house, bro. <laughs> I just your, your wife. Damn it. You let me. Was that you? No. Misled. <laughs> totally <laughs> misled. <sighs> These guys are going to get back to their brewery, and people are still going to be just passed out everywhere. <laughs> That's actually how the last intern got fired. I mean, among like really? a bunch of other things. But yeah, it was the day of our third anniversary party, and fucking 3.45 a.m., I get a call from the cops. And they're like, hey, oh, no. someone is in the brewery actively, <laughs> and we know they're still there because... They didn't just set off one alarm; like they continue to set off alarms. Wow! Like, they're clearly just walking around your brewery, going to town on something. So here's I, my this is my impression of Flat Tail based on this story and and knowing <laughs> you guys. And tell me if I'm wrong. Flat Tail is the epitome of do as we say, not as we do. In other words, they're following an example that some of you leaders are setting because you know how to party and work. And then, then what you end up with is interns or whoever else who can't do the fine line between when you work and when you party. I'm yeah. being serious. No, like, you're, you're totally right. And that we, we've had issues with that where we try to explain like, hey, it's it's great. You, you can get drunk and you know vomit <laughs> on your mom. That's fine. Or, or Just grandma, don't, we don't do it while you're on the clock. Right. You know, clock out and then take your pants off. And by the way, when it's time to clock in, you better be ready to work. Yeah, again. no shit. Slam I, I don't a want beer, to hear about a hangover. Grow up. I don't, yeah. Stop being such a puss about it. He wants to take know, a nap on a sax of green. But not like everybody that. can that, do that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, it turned out it was our, our fucking intern had blacked out on a grain bag. And <laughs> I, I knew it. wakes up the next morning and fucking dumbass he is. I love you, Andre. You were a great intern. Um, yeah, right. And I would love to write your job recommendation anyway uh and he like stumbles out tries to find water and then the alarm goes off and he just freaks out and runs okay <laughs> and he runs i would do that too yeah. like, fuck that i'm out of here so that's the kind of guy who would leave a moving car on a day break <laughs> there you go. That, that was, i should text him to make sure he's okay right <laughs> oh i got caught boom 
At least he didn't wet himself on the pile of grain we bags. Don't, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Penis sweat. <laughs> he said his penis sweats a lot. It's a dysfunction. It's actually a disorder. And you can't dis- in Oregon, I bet you can't discriminate about weird things like that. No, you can't. And no, it's no, a you- very rare disorder anyway when your penis sweats profusely. <laughs> you guys have to stop. <laughs> He's just wet milling the grain for you. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's a lot of enzymatic activity that goes along with a sweaty penis. Just, That's the real stop. secret to our sour barrels. All right, let's try another beer. And we're about to talk about uh, actually using fruit in the beer, which is uh, certainly a big part of our topic today. Uh, What I want to know is uh, let's talk about sanitizing fruit or or not sanitizing it to begin with. Because you did mention that there there could be all sorts of, is it called microfauna or micro bacteria? Yeah, microfauna, bacteria, all of the above. It's on there. Okay. So the, the first beer we had was a perfect example of sanitizing your fruit in order to remove any outside yeasts and bacteria and stuff like that and just let a concentrated culture uh, shine. Whereas the one we're drinking now, which, by the way, is basically a barrel sample. We just bottled this a week ago. Nice. So it's in no way totally done yet, but okay. uh, it's picking up a little carb, apparently, so it's getting there. In um, this one, this is an apricot habanero 100% Brett C fermented barrel aged something. See, that makes me want to hate you. Like want to go ahead? <laughs> it's a free country. Yeah, it's like it's I, America. This can you just call it hundred things ale? Because there's a hundred things you have we, to tell we me. We had one of those. It was, it was called the kitchen sink ale. Okay, that was our no boil rye oatmeal African cola nut um, <laughs> right. cherry juice. What the fuck else was in that? Sweat penis. Sweat penis. That's in everything. <laughs> That's in it. Well, so anyway, uh, in the case of this one, we wanted whatever yeast was on those apricots to do its thing. And it hasn't yet. This is this is ninety percent Brett C that I think we're tasting in this one at that yeah. point. But uh when you're doing that, you can't just go down to Freddy's and buy some apples and toss them in your beer. Okay. Because then you're getting like dude's hand yeast, not You really wild are yeast. getting a bunch of yeah. bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean you may as well just leave your carboy out and ask people to, like dip their junk in it while they walk by. It's okay. be the same thing. Yeah. So if you want to do the fruit yeast, go to an orchard, pick the fruit yourself. Okay. Or use fruit from your backyard. Or, you know, you could probably get away with organic fruit at a fruit stand, something like that. But really, you want it to come right off the tree. You don't want it to have sat on a truck across several yeah, borders. Okay. Exactly. All right. Um, so what we did was we got some fresh apricots, freshes, and uh, basically just squeeze them to the point where we could pop the pit out, and then we throw the... Uh, you know, kind of, I guess, a rough puree is what you'd call it. Just a smashed apricot into the wort. Did you do it by hand? Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, we pop the pits out by hand, and then we throw them through a, an apple grinder. Did you have gloves on? Probably. Okay, thank you. That was <laughs> no. We don't no. know for sure. Yeah, that was that, a no. that's, a, that's a great point, because you, you do put gloves on, sanitize well, your hands. clearly you'd wash your right. hands. I mean, I'm sort of joking, but it would be better to put yeah. on sanitary well, no, gloves. no, but people don't think about that. A lot of the time, people say, okay, I'm making a sour beer, so fuck sanitation. And okay. Exactly the opposite. Yeah, you don't. We've all want... had sour beers that yeah. didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> so but, stop doing that. Right. Yeah, that's a huge lesson. Wear your gloves. Use your sani. Okay. Get everything just as clean as you would if you were brewing a Czech Pills when you're doing your sour beer. And the only point at which you're not sanitizing is the bugs you're adding. Okay. So. So all y'all stood around squeezing all these apricots. I didn't really do it sorry, so much they? as like the interns that were still left at that point and Sean. But yes, we okay. all sat around squeezing apricots. Got it. 
And uh, then the meat of the apricot goes into that batch, and we actually use the, the kernels for a different beer. But uh, let that apricot just float on the top, and the yeast will take hold. I mean, you'll see, if you don't pitch anything else, you'll see a krausen from fresh fruit. Wow, okay. So that's a, a great place and a great form to add it in fresh, mm-hmm. and you know where the fruit came from, and it wasn't on a truck. Uh, I There's still a lot of that fruit left in this beer, right? Because like you said, it's it's young and, and still not Yeah, great. I mean, it's even when we put this in the bottle at, uh, I want to say, 1004, 1005, mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to get down to 0.99. Wow. And um, so there, there's not a lot of sugar left, even though it's still young. Okay. But yeah, I haven't actually sipped it yet. I like it, but I'm I'm agreeing with you that it's it's young and it's going to turn into something I think quite remarkable. Yeah, still very sweaty. Brett C to me, it is a little has sweaty. a sweaty character yeah. when it's mm. young. It's short of ropey. It's not like young pedio where it's just real gnarly. Okay, but it, there's definitely a leathery, sweaty character to young Brett C. That's so in this big time. Why Brett C and not some other strain of Brett for this particular beer? I, first, I, I really like Brett C, uh, but a lot of that is because of the tropical fruit, the pineapple, the right. really just intense tropical aromatics it throws and what i wanted to do with this beer was get an incredibly huge fruity citrusy estuary just big tropical citrusy aroma Mm -hmm. and uh you know if we had done brett b we're gonna get horse funk right brett c is gonna give that fruity tropical character and that's what i wanted i think this is a great example of brett not necessarily being overly sour either right this is a much more complex interesting beer Mm -hmm. Uh, just having that, not necessarily with the influence of PDO yeah. and all that other stuff. You're showcasing all the things right, right. you just mentioned. I also Fruit, think you got... Citrus. Yeah. yeah, and you got all the tropical flavor, mm. but it's like the tropics where nobody's wearing deodorant. Because <laughs> it's a little sweaty. Like, it, your descriptor, I yeah, think, is right. It's like honeymoon right. and It's not that strong, by the way. I'm, I'm really exaggerating it. It's a mild... Yeah. But it, your descriptor it's, is right. It's it's coming down, too. I mean, when this was coming out of the barrel, it was much more intense. Okay. and uh, That's interesting. And uh, also habaneros in this one, and really wanted to get as much habanero flavor as possible without getting the heat. Okay. And clearly there's a little bit of heat, but that's going to drop mm-hmm. out even more than it already has. When we were blending this, there was quite a bit of heat, and even just in a week, that's that's already mellowed out. How did you add the habaneros? So, uh, two different ways. Basically, fresh habaneros that were de-veined and de-seeded. Mm. Uh, the veins and the seeds are where a lot of that heat is. So put the flesh in there, crushed up in the secondary fermenter. Uh, we got some good flavor out of that, but we didn't get any heat. Wanted a tiny touch. So we also had a uh, ethanol habanero extract, basically for, I want to say it was two months or so. Hmm. And uh, uh, we were soaking these habaneros in ethanol and then added that to the blending tank. And, Actually uh, added the ethanol. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all of these habaneros are also, I should say this, grown for us in town by our, our buddy Bill Wren and uh, Moody. And uh, they, in Oregon. Never, I know, right? Moody. Whose name is <laughs> My Moody? name is Moody. What's your last name? Moody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cher. It's just one name. <laughs> Moody, His first name is actually James. He does have a name. He's going to hate me for this. Uh, they have a company called Grumpy Bird Peppers, so they grow all of our peppers. Okay. Uh-huh. Nice. Shout out. Now, so <laughs> what, I, what I would worry about with the peppers, and I don't taste in this beer, it's a, a flavor descriptor that Nathan taught me about, It is that green pepper flavor, yeah. that you, which is an you, off flavor in some beers. You get that sometimes from coffee beers, which is odd, That's right. but you yeah. get yeah. it sometimes from yeah. actually adding peppers also, and it gives it this vegetative 
yeah. strange, you know, this jagged flavor that doesn't meld with the beer. Which not I not get in this beer. No, not I don't at all. Get a green pe- I get a little bit of the heat that you're looking for, but I don't get a green pepper flavor, which is a good thing. Yeah, I Deveining think, and taking the seeds out probably helps lower that. Getting okay. rid of all yeah. the vegetal mass you can that doesn't have a good flavor. Right. Okay. And one of the things I see that continually blows my mind is people throwing, like, stems in. And when you've got this amazing fresh fruit that you're adding, and then you don't remove the stem, right? why are you going to the effort of getting <laughs> such a great product, and then you're throwing in basically part of the tree? Yeah, you're not smoking the stems yeah. anymore. No. You're not in the seventh grade. Yeah, you're not. You, don't you, put those stems in my joint, man. <laughs> exactly. Why would you do it to your beer? Oh, and by the way, uh, my wife just texted me. Apparently, she and the intern I just talked about firing actually pitted all of those apricots wow there you go so you're like uh my wife did it wow you're a dick oh you have no idea <laughs> uh, get back there and squeeze more apricots we're not done yet another She's bin left. She, she doesn't make enough money to not you know help out a little bit and i'm sorry that i missed this but where did this go th- these all these squash, uh, squeezed apricots where did they go in the process of the into beer? the secondary it went into so secondary. yeah okay. well i mean actually same tank uh but during secondary fermentation. So after the, the Brett C had kind of done its thing, we put the apricots in, floated them, and uh, got kind of a, an additional second high krausen got from it. that. And then it, uh, after that went into barrels for probably about three months. Pretty short barrel time on this one. Is that the only way to add fruit? Could you do it in primary with everything else, or would it just yeah, sort could, of disappear? But you're going to lose a lot of that subtle... Uh, aroma from okay. the fruit. I mean, think about how vigorous fermentation is. You're churning that wort, you're churning everything in it, and you're blowing all of that CO2 out. Right. So I mean, you're actively scrubbing aroma out at okay. that point. So if you put fruit in in the primary, it's going to be really easy, but you're going to lose everything you're trying to get. What if you did both? Put it in primary and secondary. Well, why would you, though? Yeah, well, yeah, all right. That's the Yeah, answer. I mean, I, I guess if you, if you put it in both, you may as well just use a little bit less and only put it in the secondary. I I don't, so that I, makes sense it, yeah. because you you wouldn't because you're scrubbing it out in the first, so you're just sort of wasting money. Right. I mean, maybe I'm, someone can think of some reason to put it in. Primary, well, anything that goes through a ferment is going to be it's going to have a flavor uh, that's held over. Yeah. You may you know get some of that, but it's probably not enough to worry about. Unless you wanted some of the yeast that was on the skins of the fruit or or the vegetable or something oh, yeah. that you were adding, then that might be a reason I could if, think. But otherwise, I don't know. We have a actually downstairs on tap is a sour wit that's fermented with a hundred percent wild plum yeast oh and uh i'm drinking it now it's very good there you go in that case you would want to float that fruit in the primary right to get the yeast i mean because that's what your primary fermentation is going to be accomplished with so right. uh can you get case- abby to bring me a glass of that bevo i think she'll is she <laughs> is she old enough to bring beer yeah she's old enough to bring beer she's not old enough to climb those stairs oh, oh wyoming <laughs> wyoming, wyoming, wants to do it. It. wyoming can you make it back up you the stairs? are bro and why are you drinking heretic beer? This is the Flat Tail Show, motherfucker. Snake River. What? Don't worry, Wyoming. I'm also drinking heretic beer. Uh, I too yeah, fist every show. I am too. See? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Isn't the evil twin good? Yeah, it's really nice. So uh, let me just segue just for a second. I'm so proud of Jamil and this fucking beer. Of all the beers he makes, which they're great, I always go back to Evil Twin, which was the first heretic beer. It is one of the best beers on earth. It's, it's a pretty big beer, isn't it? It's pretty big. I mean, and that's super drinkable. That's part of why I like it, because you have yeah. one and you're like, oh, my day just changed. <laughs> I'm stuck shaking. I'm not so angry at <laughs> JP now. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Because I'll, I'll say things if you want. A question for you, Dave, about this about this beer that we're tasting. You said it was it's uh, filled straight from the barrel, essentially. And it has a little bit of carbonation. Mm-hmm. So was it 
uh, sparkling or effervescent at all for, straight no. from the barrel? No. This no. Is so all it, happened in the bottle. We, what we do is we have a little seven-barrel single-wall blending tank. So we'll pick our barrels. In this case, uh, like I said, they hadn't been in barrel for very long, so it was easy because every barrel was tasting great and virtually identical. So we, we really just went down the row and uh, did our first three barrels into the blending tank with that ethanol. And as we're filling, uh, we're kind of dosing it, get to the point that we like, and uh, try to do it towards the end, but while we're still filling, so we're mixing that ethanol in. And then as soon as we've uh, filled it, we go right into bottles. So actually, the night before, we'll take our sugar that we're going to bottle condition with, and we'll pump the sugar into the blending tank. And then the morning of bottling, that's when we're racking it on top of that sugar. So it hasn't started fermenting yet, doesn't fuck up our bottling. Right. So what and we're then, drinking uh, is bottle conditioned, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. How long has it been in the bottle? Jeez, I think a week, two a weeks. Week? Yeah, it's, 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 it's it has very, carbonation. very young. It, yeah. it does have a significant so amount the, of carbonation. These are all in a hot room right now. Basically, we, we ripped the toilet out of our ladies' room in the back of the brewery. And uh, we've got a space How heater thoughtful. in there. <laughs> well, you know. You can never do that in California. Find no a way. lady in the back Shut of down. Flat Tail, and I'll put a ladies' room there. Uh, <laughs> right. Other than my wife, you know, pitting apricots. Right. She's going to text you now. Uh, hello, I'm the lady in the back of Flat Tail. Yeah, I think I just got that one. <laughs> yeah. What, what, temperature, okay. what temperature is that room at? To get 80. 80. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good way to get things to carbonate quicker. Yeah, and you're going to start building up some acidity, too. Okay. You'll find the passed out intern in there just sweating his balls yes. off after he drank too much. <laughs> old penis sweat. Uh, Change his name. Never gets old. <laughs> All right. So just real quickly, let's go back to sanitizing fruit and just tell me the different ways as a home brewer I could sanitize fruit. So, I mean, the, the biggest two ways are just heat and sulfites. You're not going to want to... If you're doing apples, you can float them in peroxyacetic uh, or a very, very, very light bleach solution. That's what's done on a commercial scale. Okay. But I I wouldn't recommend doing that. Could you... Uh, As a homebrewer, could you freeze the fruit? Eh, that's not going to get rid of everything. No? Oh, really? Oh, really? The lips? Well, I mean, think about freezing a yeast slant. Okay. And then warming it back up and fermenting it. Got back to life. They're like zombies. It's exactly zombie yeast. Oh, good to know. That's kind of been an old school homebrew rule of thumb thing that doesn't yeah. necessarily kill everything though no in fact i don't think it would kill a lot of things yeah. nice cool. yeah um i mean it's it's going to make them less viable for sure but i don't think it's going to kill much right um you can heat it but in most cases that's going to do the same thing as adding it to the primary where you're really getting rid of a lot of the volatile aromas that you want in there so our favorite method and by say favorite uh, you know taste the best but sean hates it because i make him do all the work is sulfiding things so run it through, uh, like we have an apple grinder, and we'll run, let's say, apples or grapes, whatever, through that grinder, and then add sulfites, and we'll aim for like 100 parts per million. So something that you would not want in your beer. Uh, too many sulfites. But it's in 5, 10, 20 gallons of fruit, so it's not going to matter. Once it's blended down into the whole batch, you're at like less than 10 parts per million. Okay. So cover that up for 24 hours. During that 24-hour period, uh, you're going to be sanitizing everything in there and then it's still cold you can even have it in your cooler totally fine so long as you mix it thoroughly and then uh go right into the secondary okay Uh, only other way really being uh, heating and when you're heating whole fruit you're gonna get a lot of browning if you're using vegetables uh we've done trials like with our we have a cucumber habanero lime saison what is wrong with you people (laughs) el guapo will be in bottles and available in sacramento county this spring cool um yeah so el guapo uh, we, we did a trial with heating, we did a trial with no sanitization, and then we did a trial with uh, the sulfites. 
and the no sanitizing had you know a two week shelf life before it started souring. The the heated stuff, you know, just pickle juice. Uh, oh, especially with the the vegetables, you're going to get that. I mean, cucumbers technically a fruit, but you're following mm-hmm. here. Um, so the sulfites it keeps it clean, and it's like you're smelling the fruit fresh off the tree. Okay, it just preserves the aroma absolutely, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're using a uh, juice. Yeah, like if you're using, if you want to get an intense apple flavor without being cidery, you can't use fresh apples because okay. then you're just making a beer cider blend. So you can take apple juice and boil it down into a syrup, and that works fairly well. Like not like shitty apple juice, like like treetop no, like, or whatever, like fresh squeezed apple okay. juice, or yeah. you know, I mean, treetop if you want to make JP beer, but yeah, uh, if you want it to taste, <laughs> I good, like that then. you're now the shitty brewer in the room. <laughs> I know, I don't know why. For I mean, one I guess show I am, ever, but... it's now you. Why? I don't know, but I'll take it. Own it. I'll take. Love it. it. I don't so, think I can own it. So you reduce, it, but mm-hmm. take good apple juice and you reduce it. Yeah, I've done that with cherry juice and it had uh, good results too. Okay, I, I can't think of anything else we've done, but yeah, cherry and uh, apples work really well for kind of making that syrup, and it, and then it's just so easy too because you boil it, you cool it down with an airlock or something, so you're not getting bugs into it during the cooling process, and then you toss it in the secondary, boosts your alcohol a little bit, and you get a uh, less aromatic definitely, but you get a really intense. Uh, flavor okay what about other forms of of adding fruit because we've talked about mm-hmm. whole fruit fresh fruit that you've fucking hand pulverized or your wife did anyway uh and now we talked about juice what else is there so one of the biggest things on the market right now that's a really great alternative is uh, fruit puree okay there's a company called organ fruit and they make aseptic purees so they're 100 percent sanitary fruit purees Okay. And they ship them to you, you throw them in the top of the tank, and you're done. So that means that they've done all the debugging uh, yeah. for you I'm in not, some way? I, I imagine they're flash pasteurizing it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, but when you have that flash quick heat to pasteurize, you're not losing as much okay. as you are when you're doing a like, stovetop heating. And maybe so, they do it after the puree is made, like you would flash mm-hmm. pasteurize any other liquid. Yeah, so. I imagine so. And and that's really easy. Again, bring up the rare barrel. But uh, we we were in there yesterday. They had a black raspberry sour, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. That's really good. good. Great yeah. fresh fruit aroma. I mean, it, it's and that was done with a puree. Puree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would put this in secondary, kind of the same as yep. as everything else. Same exact thing. Okay. We do that with a lot of our quick fruit beers. Uh, we do a hoppercot, uh, which is like a American wheat dry hopped with amarillo and uh, apricots in the secondary. And that's a beer that we want to be ready in two weeks. You know, wow. beer, drink it fresh, have it on tap. It's going to be a draft beer that people are going to enjoy at the pub. We don't need to spend, my wife doesn't need to spend six hours <laughs> preparing this fresh fruit right. when we can get a $70, or actually it's, it's like 40, 40 or 50 bucks for okay. 70 pounds of fruit puree. It's super cheap. I, I mean, mean it makes sense. It, it It's, to me... It's not of a lesser quality. If it's a no. good puree, then then fresh fruit. I mean, it, it is fresh fruit. It's just yeah. in a different form. There are differences. One of the things, and I don't know how they're removing seeds, stems, skins, etc., but okay. you don't get as much of the fruit uh, as you would using fresh. So that skin on the fruit is going to play a role. There's tannin in the skin. Uh, there's cellulose, which is another uh, long chain uh, uh, spacing out here. Help me out. Carbohydrate. That, okay. uh, so yeast will eat that. Uh, brewer's yeast will not, okay. but bugs will. Okay. So uh, just like starch, getting that in there, cellulose is something you can introduce that the bugs will digest over time. Uh, you have to be careful because you can get that vegetal green pepper flavor we were just talking about. Um, but the skin it tends to have more tannin 
I okay. find, and, and that can be great in a big beer. Yeah. So like apple skins or uh, the seeds and raspberries, you know, when Belgian brewers are making Creek, they're not removing anything from that cherry other than the stem. You know, the pits are growing in there and everything. Oh, that's interesting. And uh, the yeast will start to eat that over time. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. So that you won't get that with puree, but you, you don't always want that. Okay. So kind of, you can pick and choose. Or, you know, if you're just tired or your wife's working, you can use the puree. <laughs> right. Now, I feel like this is a silly disclaimer, but for some reason, I also feel the need to say it. When we add these fruits to, to secondary uh, homebrewers, it is going to re-ferment. Oh, yeah. So it needs to have a way to release CO2 just yes. like your primary ferment. You don't want to put it in a keg that's... Because like, I mm-hmm. didn't really do secondaries. I would rack off from carboy to keg, and that's my secondary. I'm done. But you can't have a sealed vessel. Right. Well, you you can. You could use it to condition your beer. So like our cucumber okay. Berliner Weiss, we fresh-juiced, Andre fresh-juiced cucumbers. And uh, then we use that juice to bottle condition the beer. So that was our priming sugar. Got it. You can do that, but That's it will absolutely re-ferment unless you chill it. And then you're going to be left with something super sweet and just undrinkable. A, a beer like this that's in our glass that you've just bottled, and you're waiting for it to not only bottle condition, but also kind of the bugs to do its thing. How have you measured that it, the bottle's not going to explode, I guess is the simple question I'm asking. How do you know that it, there's not enough sugar to make that happen? It's just a spreadsheet. I mean, there's a formula for it. So there are basic, equations. Basic rule of thumb is... Like on our, our Kilsch, we naturally carbonate in the tank. We'll cap the tank with a PRV, a pressure relief valve, uh, at 10.12. We know that beer finishes almost right at 10.08 every time. Okay. So that's one degree Play-Doh or 10.04, and that gives us right around two and a half volumes, which I is see. where we want the Kilsch at. So for a beer like this, uh, this was at, uh, I believe I said 1004, it may have been 1005, somewhere right in that range. We know this is going to ferment out to 0.99 or 1. Okay. And we want more than two and a half. I want three volumes of three and a quarter volumes in this beer. I want it to be really champagne-like. Okay. So, uh, you know, you just balance out how much sugar versus how much carbonation. I see. Well, that's a simple equation. Shit, I might even be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the Probably spreadsheet not. is great. I think it's available online. It's called like Mallet Bottle Condition excel google that and you might find it okay or email flat tail i'll send it to you there you go this beer is going to be rad at yeah. three volumes and kind of champagne like i like mm-hmm. when you describe it like that i can taste this beer that way it's going to be awesome yeah i'm stoked it's coming along exactly how i'd like it to what's it called again so people can find it on the shelf no idea <laughs> oh you don't know yet uh, shit with apricots and habaneros got it uh, if you can name it today misled oh misled <laughs> that we we may have it by the way, that that is, could be it. That will be a seasonal, certainly. By the way, if you're playing along at home, that was three misolds uh-huh. in one little yeah. segment right there. Uh, <laughs> another, by the way, uh, Bebo's going to die. Oh, that's a good beer name. No, but like, literally, she's going to die. <laughs> oh, really? I feel really bad right now. Oh. I Are you think look- I'm allergic to your beer. Oh, you look kind of. You do look funky right now. I feel really awful. And Are like, you going to use me? I might, actually. The, oh, wow. Can, can somebody get her a bucket? Or a bucket. No, I can leave if I'm going to yak, but... Okay. No, I'd rather... That one has holes in it, mesh. Tony yeah. gave her a oh mesh God. bucket. Remember what that a time, Sam, trying to give me a colander to vomit into? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with... He just wanted to catch the chunks. Uh, <laughs> he wants to look what you ate. Do you think it's wow. the beer? I, it happened as soon as I drank it. I took one sip, and I was like, this is not Boom, good. you just got flat tail. Feel- can, oh! you, can you imagine if tomorrow's headline is flat tail killed Bevo? <laughs> Killed unpaid intern. 
Yeah, see, that was the problem. Don't. We didn't drink it all, but you did, bitch. <laughs> no, I didn't. Remember that time four years ago when I said I'd get you? So long as I don't put a hop grenade on, though, we won't get sued, right? No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, you'll be complimented. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe it's the the pepper. The yeah, I don't know. We've drank the shit out of this. But beer, like, she may be water. allergic. No, but to I've, it. I've I've I don't do hot spicy stuff, so I've never had that before. Oh. So I don't know. Maybe. Oh, that that could I don't know. Be less than fun. <laughs> it is less than yeah. fun. Ian can kind of form sentences. Maybe he could moderate things. You look better now that you're laughing. Thanks. But a minute ago, wow, I thought you were going to turn inside out. I feel pretty bad. I might. Oh, dear. I wish you I'm would. I'm turning my microphone off. Drink more, maybe. You should probably take your clothes off. <laughs> At least your top. So you probably constrict it around the chestrial region. Yeah, it's not good for you. You, no, you need to not. breathe. You guys are idiots. Are we? But we can still breathe. Shut up. <laughs> I can breathe. Damn All right, it. anything else uh, other than purees, that we, a form that we might add? The fr- purees, yeah, juice, whole fruit. As far as can fruit you vaporize goes, fruit like you yeah, do THC? You can smoke it into the beer. <laughs> right. Um, just put in that carb and just exhale through right. a carb stone, and uh, you'll and be good. Get it. You put the beer yeah. in a bong and smoke right. through it, and yeah. then bottle it. Uh huh. All right. What about other adjuncts in sour beers? So uh, you can use things like coffee and chocolate and. Uh, different sugars, things like that, in sour beers, just like you would in any other. Uh, one of the biggest things, though, that you have to realize is that sour flavor, even in a as a good quality, is still something that we associate with spoilage. So when you pair sour beer with things like coffee or chocolate, okay, be careful. Uh, for example, uh, Block 15 and, and us, we did a collabo, uh, and it was a blend of our raspberry beret, sour raspberry black ale, and their, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but a black saison. Two excellent beers. And we thought, let's blend them and age them on cocoa nibs. Great idea, right? And then Ian smoked, well, <laughs> roasted the cocoa nibs about ten times more than he was supposed to. So so we then <laughs> had some smoke into the beer as well. Okay. And what we found was the sour with the chocolate made us feel like we were drinking sour chocolate milk. I see. And we took two awesome top dollar beers and just ruined a bunch. Of uh, <laughs> how many? How much did you make? Oh, it was It was only a couple kegs. But, okay. I mean, it was like the last two kegs of Raspberry Beret we had. Right. So, so you're surprised that a stoner fucked something up? <laughs> Wait, which one of us is a stoner? I don't know. Okay. He, I think he was referring to Corvallis in general. All right. I'm too hot. The entire town. You know, couldn't just... I'm just throwing this out there, and I'm not a professional brewer. Well, um, but couldn't you have poured, like, some into a glass and then some of the other one into a glass, like, before you mix the final... Hired. You are hired. <laughs> Man, I should just call you All right. before I do yeah. anything. <laughs> Test something out? Wow. <laughs> I mean, because it really was just a blend, right? Yeah, no, we just went for it. <laughs> You're like, oh, uh, we, we, you what know, a actually, great idea. No, we, did, we did save one quarter barrel okay. of the unnibbed version, which I think is still in the brewery. I don't think we ever actually released this. Yeah, it, you don't no. have to roast the nibs. They come pre-roasted, yeah. unless no, they say No, I buy them raw. Oh, you do yeah, buy them raw? There's oh, this okay. awesome place called Chocolate Alchemy out of Eugene. It's about the only thing the city of Eugene does right. And uh, <laughs> you can pick your specific nib. Huh. And uh, he, he writes these super esoteric flavor descriptions oh, about the nibs. Yeah, that sounds and great. And it's real douchey, but he's spot on. That's what's sad is because he's huh. totally right. Yeah. You don't want him to be, but he is. Right. And I mean, he had these nibs a couple of years ago, and it was like, you know, Sunday morning eating bacon <laughs> while watching the news with your pants off. <laughs> and you're like, and yeah. Like, well, dude, I mean, <laughs> my pants are off, and I'm yeah. watching the news, and I've got bacon. This is exactly what these nibs are like. But it's wow. Tuesday, but you're not going to fault him for a couple of days. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
but it's an excellent point that you make if uh if whatever component whatever adjunct you're adding mm-hmm. is a sourable or a, you know it just goes bad you don't want to accentuate those those flavor right. descriptors in our mind like it's, it's sort of like a memory yep so yeah. you, when you guys tasted it, it like sour milk yeah so this is this is why we did a really big batch of a rauk lambic uh, because we figured, that wow, sounds this, this sounds terrible. like it's going to be terrible, terrible, and it's not going to go together, so we should brew that and hope for the best. Uh-huh. And it, it actually did turn out great. Okay. So sometimes it works. Uh, it, it took a full two and a half years. We just kegged it. We'll be releasing our Smoky and the Lambic uh, in a month or so. Nice. And it, it works. It's weird as hell, but it works. Uh, whereas the chocolate and the sour and the smoke. Not so uh, much. No, not even a little bit. It, okay. Just like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want a sour milk stout. Right. Exactly. That would be the worst thing you'd ever drink. It would be, well, except for water sour milk, and honey, meat, but second worst. Second worst. Third second worst. Because yeah. sour milk would be twice. one. JP's mead would be right. two. Huh? And then okay. that would be yes. dicks. You guys are dicks. Uh-huh. So, okay. So, yeah. but we could use, if, if we're paying attention to things that might not go together well, we could use things like coffee or chocolate or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just be careful. Have a light hand. You can always add more. You can't take it out. Okay. You know, the only way to take flavor out is to brew another batch and blend it. Okay. Uh, which you, which you can do. Don't dump it. If you've got 15 gallons of something that was great and then you threw chocolate in and it doesn't work, yeah. brew another 15 gallons and then do it. This crazy new thing I just learned on the Brewing Network. Yeah. Take a couple glasses. Right. What? Blend it together. Sure. See if it works. Maybe you can save <laughs> the batch. Or you could call Block 15, ask for every rare barrel they have <laughs> to send it to you and put it all in a and bag. And just mix it together. Yeah. Yeah. Nick hates me. <laughs> yeah. Right now he's going. Doesn't. Oh shit! I have a glass. <laughs> that, that's why we, we didn't. Yeah. We could have. I have glasses. Well, this is a big collaboration we did for some brew fest, and, and by big collaboration we did, I mean we remembered that we had to do a collaboration like three days before. Right. They needed the keg, so Nick came over to Flat Tail. We drank a bunch of beer and said, "Like, yeah, we should do this. That that won't suck at all." Was it like the rare goose feather brew fest? No, I think it was a weekend after the fucking other one. Yeah, it it, <laughs> yeah. it was actually. For that same beer week, it's, <laughs> oh, it's called Killer Beer Week. I see. Uh, this guy named Angelo, uh, he owns Brew Public, the blog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's doing some cool festivals and stuff right now, actually. So, or we just finished Killer Beer Week. Oh shit, I should know this. Sorry, Angelo. That's fine. But uh, he doesn't yeah, expect it was, it was part much of, of you, week. I'm sure. No, yeah. he's, <laughs> it's like whatever. He's got it. By whatever, Marleyov. It's Marleyov. <laughs> Is it though? All right, I do have questions from the chat room, but I have to point out something in your notes that I, I we have to talk about. And you've mentioned in your your outline for me that the barrel itself as a fermentable. Yeah, what absolutely. is that? So when you are doing extended aging uh, with Brett and PDO and lactone bugs like that, Brett specifically will start to digest the barrel. You know, wood is made of cellulose. Okay. Just like the skins and the fruit. You know, it's going to have more of it, and it's going to be much harder. It's much more tightly packed. But if you leave something uh, 100% Brett beer or traditional Lambic in a barrel for two or three beer, uh, years or beers, um, yeah, it will start to eat that barrel, and you'll get a really unique woodiness out of it. And, and it's like a, it, you know, people talk about the ancillary flavors of oak, like coconut and vanilla, things like that. Right. You'll get actual oak. Wow. So it sounds like maybe a little bit of it would be good, but yeah. it could quickly ruin the whole beer. So if you're doing something like a, you know our session sour wheat, it's a two percent alcohol uh, sour wheat beer. I wouldn't want a bunch of wood flavor in there, right? But we have something like our Wild Five Quad that's a sour quad, and absolutely, 
Okay. Leave that we we left that in the barrel for a year, and it it ju- that's where it just kind of starts to pick up some some extra woodiness. Right. I mean, you've probably all tasted it in beer and just not put your finger on it. And, and it's not uh, it's not like you're licking a two by four. Yeah. But it's more of a true oak flavor as opposed to just straight vanilla or something else like that. Is it me or are these fucking zombie yeast badass? Like you can freeze mm-hmm. the crap out of them and bring them back to oh, life. Yeah. They eat through the vessel that you're fermenting them in. It's the in. Wesley Snipes of yeast. <laughs> They are blade. <laughs> they don't pay taxes. <laughs> They're very, very black. Yeah, oh. I think that's those are the right two things that he actually you go, Bevo. Corvallis just went. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> well, I hate their yeast. I'm never buying flat tail again. Kolsch is the only beer we sell now, and, and the white ale. Let's go shooting. Right. Wow, so I had power next week. It's a good point you you made. It's just cellulose, so uh, I I wouldn't have thought they could start to eat through you, that. When we cut our barrels open, when we're finally done with them, it looks like little worm trails almost That's inside disgusting. of the. Yeah, it's really pretty gnarly. But I mean, you've seen a, a gross ropey pellicle too. It's not a yeah pretty thing. No wild ales. No, I don't pay too much attention to the beers I love while they're in the fermentation process because right. it's disgusting. Yeah, you know. It's like uh, it's like uh, seeing your girlfriend for the first time without the Wonder Bra on. It's not what I'm paying for. It's totally misleading. No, not mine. Uh, But yours, like the royal you, like everybody else. But no. Yeah. All right. He keeps talking about this. Shut the... Nice cover. She's she's here. Still not getting laid. Is it misling? It's fucking misling. It's got misled. Pretty sure you just misled your girlfriend. That's boring. That's all right. She's used to it. All right. Questions from the chat here. Uh, Joster Hughes writes in. What? I don't know. So if you don't ferment out and then add the bugs, because we were talking about how you put them in in the beginning, um, what is the percentage of primary yeast and sour yeast that they do at the start of ferment? So what is the blend? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I can give you a good example. When we're doing, like, funky saisons, uh, we'll generally, cell count-wise, I mean, not much as far as the bugs. Okay. Uh, Okay. we're, we generally usually uh, will do like uh, three quarters saison yeast and then one quarter bugs. But when I say one quarter, I mean like four liters or excuse me, three liters saison to one liter of bugs. But one liter of bugs does not have the same cell count as a liter of saison yeast. Just like if you have a vial of Brett, there's nowhere near as many cells in there. But you can still do a kind of three to one, and that's a good blend. Okay. Other than that, we generally do 100%. I mean, we don't do a lot of blended strains. Most of our stuff is all bread. I see. Okay. But people could, like you're saying, they could just do it by vial. Just yeah. go one, one to one or, or two to one. Throw a vial in or... right at the beginning. If you're yeah. not doing 100% and you want to mix a couple yeast strains, just throw it in right at the beginning. Okay. Here's a question from Eagle Dude. I have a 60-gallon barrel that right. I'm using as a Solara, uh, which is which is what... That's where you like take beer out and you add yeah, it, you back it back in? back in, yeah. Okay. Um in that type of setup, where would the addition of fruit be advised? Uh, or would it be best to stay away from fruit in a Solara setup? I mean, ugh, I, I would only add it towards the end of your project. The, the problem I see happening is you're going to take some out a year after you put that fruit in, and it's going to be awesome. Then you're going to add some more back in, and now that new fermentation that's occurring is just eating up old used fruit. I see. Um, you're going to have all the good part of the fruit done. You're just going to be chewing away at the pits and things like that. Right. Or if you use, you could use puree, and uh, that would be a good way to do it. Okay. I would say use puree because then you're going you're gonna to get less and less fruit the more you draw out and add back in. But you're not going to have a bunch of 
you know, white skins on the bottom there that that have just had all the color and flavor stripped out of them. Right. That you're still mixing up every time you add beer. Yeah. Nobody wants a bunch of white skin hanging around. Right. <laughs> yeah. What a pain Unless in you're the in ass. Start complaining about shit. Like, oh my god, I make too much money. <laughs> uh, okay. And um, all right, that's all the questions I have. Although apparently I'm supposed to mention that it's Movember. Which is what? Like we grow shit for men's health? I don't know. I think I think it's for dumb. men's health. Stupid. Tony? Isn't like for prostate something? It's for balls, like, it's right? For balls it's for balls. And balls. Dudes grow facial hey, hair and balls should be good. don't balls shave. Are good. Yeah, balls but are good. Promote balls. the balls. I have not shaved yeah. my balls I, this Did month. I do that right? I think. I don't know. I, I think right. there's a specific BN Movember movement. If oh, it, there is? Probably going on in the forum. Does it raise money for balls? Hell no. if I know. I don't have balls. I doubt it raises if money for balls. If it doesn't have a pink ribbon on it, I don't buy it. Right. If the pink ribbon is for boobs, what does the ribbon look like for balls? It's like a baby shit green ribbon. Yeah, it's a boner ribbon. It's a two double ended right. boner. It's actually like two testicles without together. the sack. Yeah, like they're be. just the testicles themselves. They're unraveled too. Going downhill. Oh. Looks like a jellyfish. <laughs> Is that Ugh. testicles yeah. unravel? Sure, man. I don't know. Are you yeah. a doctor now? Yeah, I had a buddy that had testicular torsion. See, what it got that? tied up. It's it's. Oh, oh, oh God! Tony's oh, drunk. Wyoming balls. Tony, I think it. Tony's from Wyoming. <laughs> Boom! I think that's what it is. He's like, he's never been around this many people in one room. <laughs> How does testicular torsion? So happen? it's when your your nut twists itself inside the sack. Ah. Oh. So yeah, all the veins and nerves and shit that are going down to your nut get like tied mm. in a knot. Oh. JP lost yeah. wiener in the dildo mode. <laughs> That's how it happens. That's how you put your wiener in a dildo mode. Yeah, you leave a nut behind while you're yanking out. Oh, boy. All right. Dave, that was highly instructional. I know. I feel a little weird about it. I feel like I need to puke on something. I do sort of feel like you're a competent person. I, oh, shit. <laughs> feel like you've I, ruined... Can, can we drink this growler, or what can we... You might have ruined this? your... You did bring you a crap load of beer. I yeah, feel like we're, we're not drinking. We're what failing happened? so far. Well, I'll tell you what. We got a lot left to do, and why don't we just we start go. drinking? Yeah, let's just get wasted. I think I'm going to have to take a cab home if we start this. Cab's a home. We, we actually made sure to drop beer off and then drive the truck back to the hotel... Oh, yeah. ...and cab here. Right. Because otherwise, I would have just ended up trying to sleep in the truck. You are a responsible Oregonian. Working on it. We even made sure to not take our guns to California. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, we did like a gun check. We cleared it out, all the hard drugs gun Now, and when you say we, I look at Ian, and I ain't buying that. He brought a gun. <laughs> I guarantee he snuck a gun in. It, it's in yes. the bag with a muffin. Look at that guy. It's he brought bottom. a fucking gun. It's, it's the like, orange hat. It makes him look like a hunter. He's, he's like, like no, Dave, I got rid of them all. You'll, you'll notice, by the way, through this whole conversation about Ian, he hasn't been able to say a sentence in reply. <laughs> I kind of like that. He's my perfect so, co-host. See, he's covering for me. <laughs> uh, Ian, will you take JP's place from now on? Because I really like a co-host who shuts the fuck up. That's bullshit. <laughs> you know how many times you've yelled at everybody in this room for not, for not saying enough? For not talking? Yes. I would never yell at you for it, Ian. Because <laughs> he's taller than me. You gun-toting Corvallis racist, you. <laughs> this is the beauty of a guy who never talks you can just pin a bunch of shit on him he, yep, he's not going to defend himself yeah, we no. went over it yesterday his goal was to only be able to say yes and ha ha <laughs> he's doing great he can't even man. Do that. I think he's doing perfect we got a couple of ha's but can we get a yes <laughs> yes. yes there we Fantastic. go 
All right, we do have a lot left to do, and yes. hell, a lot of beer to drink. So that's yes. what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Home Brewer of the Week, plus we've got Happy Hour, plus we've got Feedback, plus you could call in and ask Dave questions if you want. 888-401-BEER. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's something. <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> Let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure makes me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it and then it can ferment in my gut it totally works the beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich your colon won't know what hit it <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio thebrewingnetwork.com because like beer radio shouldn't suck you're listening to the session Deep dead. 
401 beer. This is the session. Oh, there's beer everywhere. Yeah. I'm four-fisting it over here. Yeah, you are. Which is illegal in some states. In most states. Can't four-fist. Can't. Fisting in general is illegal in some states. Is it? Yeah. That's why I don't like some states. Not the state of Corvallis. But the state of confusion. By the way, Wyoming's super tanked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We're, we're, he's, we're trying to get him to do a beer suicide, so he wants all the bottles that we're opening because he's just a super beer guy. Yeah. But some of them have a decent amount. Pull them all together and pound uh, it. Oh, the bar shot. I think he might do it. Oh, is he gonna? He's gonna wallet phone, right? He's gonna. Phone. I think he's gonna be yuking pretty soon. You should put him in the booth with a uh, Bebo. <laughs> the yuke booth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's where I put up the glass. So Spray Ian's wife over. just actually texted him to yeah. check and make sure that he didn't actually have a gun with him. <laughs> See, because uh, I I don't even know the guy, and I know the guy, and she's like, "Oh yeah, he's got a gun somewhere." Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, if you're what? looking for a place to calculate your your sour beers or any other beers for that matter, head over to beersmith.com. You can get the Beersmith homebrewing software. I'm beta testing the new version uh, right now. But don't you have to brew for that? Yeah. So by beta testing, I mean like I tell Brad like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally looking at that for you." It looks great so far, Brad. <laughs> because he realized that my input would not help him in any way, shape, or form. You're like, I found a bug. It didn't make my beer better. What's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, I was like, Dave, hey, uh, Brad, my my beer still sucks. What happened? Uh, it's not the fault of Beersmith. Go check out Beersmith homebrewing software at beersmith.com. Get your free 21-day trial. You can brew with confidence. You can do all the calculations that we've talked about today. If you're looking to, uh, to, to bottle condition, you can do carbonation calculations. You name it. It's all over there. It's available on the PC and the Mac. And uh, it's a great piece of brewing software. And I, I only mentioned the new version to point out that the guy is on top of things. It's always up to date. It's the only fully up-to-date brewing software out there uh, available to homebrewers. So go check it out, beersmith.com. Get your free 21-day trial. All right, we got a lot of things to do right now. We do. We have a lot of things. We have to do our uh, homebrewer of the week. Mm-hmm. And JP, yeah, I think you're going to be pleased Am with, I? with who our, our homebrewer is. Why? I can be pleased. Uh, can I do the intro? I have a an issue, um, Moscow, where I need to play the intro mm-hmm. and then call our guy. That's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a couple sentences. So then you can you can. Yeah. Uh, Wait, why would I be pleased? You're you're gonna see. It's hard for JP to imagine that he would be happy with something. Correct. That's absolutely correct. I don't understand. I'm going to hold your... All I have to say is, JP found his dildo in the dildo store, dildo store, dildo store. JP found his wiener in the dildo... That's how it goes, right? Mold. Please stop. It's time for your close-up. Now, the BN Homebrewer Spotlight, brought to you by Logic. Yes, indeed. And uh, this week, the guy uh, we're going to feature, he said, I could tell you about how I brew. He said, I could tell you what kinds of equipment I've built myself. I could tell you my brewing philosophy, like light beer. Fuck no. And, of course, all the crazy songs I send in. Yes, this week, it's Sugar Valley no! Brewers, our home brewer of the week. It turns out he doesn't just strum a guitar. He also sings, or I was going to say sings. Yeah, he sings and he brews. He, he's a beer guy. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't I, imagine he has any time left over to brew. 
with all the gems he sends us week in and week out. Maybe he hasn't brewed since he started writing songs for the BN. But God before that, him. he used to, you know, he sw- swung a match paddle with the best of them. By the way, I'm looking at his photograph on Skype, and I'm pretty sure he was the most dominant killer in the 1970s. He's a very... Is John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. <laughs> Big dude. How do you get urine out of a clown suit? Sugar Valley Brewer! Are you there? I'm here. Hey, buddy. Can you hear me? I think your songs this week are stellar. Oh, kudos. In fact, why aren't you singing your replies here? Except for for Meisled. (laughs) (laughs) You Meisled us. I wasn't sure I pronounced that exactly right, but, you know, I can... God, you sound as creepy over the phone as you do in the songs. That is just fantastic. I know, he's everything you'd hoped for. And more. (laughs) I like that he wrote Meisled. Yet he couldn't just listen to the show again to see how it's pronounced. <laughs> Sugar's like, I'm an artist. I can't be bothered. I actually give him credit for that because that means he only pollutes his mind once with right. this crap. All right. Sugar Valley Brewer is our home brewer of the week. Why don't you tell us why? No. <laughs> And done. Yeah. If, it's, if it's not in song form, he's tongue-tied. You can sing it. I didn't, I didn't quite catch it. Oh, sorry. Tell us why you're our homebrewer of the week. What'd you send in to Moscow? Oh, I, I sent him a couple of uh, tunes. I didn't know if they would uh, make the cut or not, but uh, you guys were talking about um, having some dildos made a couple of weeks ago, and it was just another one of those inspirations that I had to cobble together a little tune and send it in see if you like it. Can we get Grandma Mary Wait, is he to our translate of the week because of the songs, Moscow? No. Tell us about your beer, you douche. Jesus. <laughs> oh, tunes. Do you know the oh stick here? We was mizzling. <laughs> I was. Yes, said it was untrue. We was mizzling. I, I thought he was a brewer. He's feeling mizzling, too. What's mean to you? We yeah, was you can keep your plan, but you better move fast. Tell your doctor That's Nate's coming, favorite part, you know where he fits the syllables in. You was he looks All right, <laughs> give us your brew stories, sugar. Okay, <laughs> sounds um, weird. I've been brewing about uh, about four years, uh, uh, all grain, about three and a half years. Um, I like to brew all different styles. Uh, mostly concentrate on IPAs. Mm. Matter of fact, I. Uh, I brewed four batches today. It's the first time I've ever brewed that many in one day. Whoa. In one day? How the hell yeah. do you brew four batches in a day? Well, I, I built my own equipment, and uh, I have a couple of different mash tons, and uh, so I just I do I always do two at a time. I like to, I like the different styles, and so I do like to experiment with, with and do different styles. I'll do different two different ones in a brew day. Gotcha. So, um, what were the four from today? They were all uh, um, very hoppy American pale ales. <laughs> I love it. Sick. I love it. It's not. It's not just like a normal fuck you to JP. <laughs> it's a quadruple fuck you JP. That's fine. I'm going to do four IPAs in one day. Oh no, hoppy no. pales. They're very different. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you find that all the smack talk about the hoppy stuff on this show does does it? it you, does it make you want to brew more, or have we convinced you that it's not as good? What effect does it have on you? Uh, it makes me want to brew better. I listen to you know the discussions and the techniques and uh, all the stuff from you know Doc and Tasty and uh, all the the great uh, master brewers, uh, professional brewers that you guys have on and um, and Dave. I try to, I, I try to pick too, up man. tips and Come techniques on. and. Um, <laughs> 
and incorporated them into my into my brewing. Did um, you did you design all four beers yourself today, or, or were they clone recipes, or what? Um, I designed all four. Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing most of my own uh, my, uh, recipes now. I use Jamil's classic brewing styles book quite a bit. Yeah, it's a good book. And what do you do? You just kind of take that as a base and then and then adjust them. Yeah. Yeah. The, a lot of times, uh, the local homebrew shop around here won't have the exact ingredients, so you, you're kind of forced to ad- adapt. You I know? see. Yeah, sugar. When you, when you said you you designed your equipment, did you design it to do double batches like that, or you just built one system and then built another one, and you kind of operate at the same time? I, I always wanted to do um, uh, a multitude of, of variety, so. Um, I built two mash tons pretty quick when I started doing all grain. I say I designed it. I used uh, John Palmer's How to Brew. There's a, a great, uh, you know, uh, design for the um, for the mash tun filter in the back of How to Brew. Okay. So you know that's that's the first thing I went to and uh, and uh, used that as my template and uh, it's always worked great. Love and, it. Uh, you know. How many gallons you brew it? What what size is your system? I've five at a time. Five. So you made yeah. twenty gallons of beer today. I did. You're my hero. It was. I'm tired. I'll sleep well tonight. Brewers, brewers are going to you know that brew that much are going to sleep well. Do you? Do you? Uh, this is a serious question. Do did you, you just drink? Fall down? I'm pretty no, sure his, his airlock got breached oh. and he got sucked out into space. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, fun side note, I'm pretty sure Wyoming is fighting Bevo's child right now. What? <laughs> who's who's going to town out there? I mean, there's yelling. It's, it's really uh, I'm great. I'm going to go check that out. Uh, she's probably No, don't worry. The ass. kid's winning. Right. Actually, I don't see either of them. <laughs> or, or Sam. <laughs> Sam's like, hey. Sam's like, I can't take my kid. I better go look for them. Wyoming <laughs> raised good babies. <laughs> no, really. I'm Sugar, good. do you drink while you're, while you're brewing? Uh, no. You don't. What do you, what I, do you I found do? that when I drink, while I'm brewing, I tend to forget uh, certain additions, like maybe the yeast nutrient and the, uh, wor- the Warflock tablet at uh, 15 minutes. Uh, so I, I always wait till I finish. Yeah, I should or, or probably... At least, or at least start, you know, going into the into the chiller. Right. I should probably follow that advice. I remember Jamil saying that one time, and I thought, God, that's stupid. But that's dumb. It's, yeah. there's something to it, isn't there? Yeah. You know yeah, how- I, uh, I've got an issue I wanted to ask you guys about. It's uh, going into my ho- my uh, counterflow chiller. Does this look red uh, to you? <laughs> you know those red things on the end of your dick? <laughs> One of mine's white. Is that is that a problem? <laughs> the discharge is never good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Going into your chiller. Yep. Uh, the, uh, I'm having trouble with the hop sludge clogging the thing up. Is the only way to defeat that is to... Get a pump and pump it through there. Uh, what's your chiller? It's a counterflow. Okay. And I'm coming. I'm coming out the bottom of the uh, boil kettle. Using pellets or whole flour? And, uh, is with the with the amount of hops I'm putting in the, these batches, it's uh, just clogging this thing up, and I'm having difficulty getting it to drain. Pellets or, or whole whole leaf? It's pellets. Yeah. Are you doing a whirlpool? I I try to, but it doesn't seem to. What, it doesn't what, seem to help. What's the shape of the bottom of your kettle? 
Uh, flat or is it a gig? It's just yeah, it's just flat. Flat is the and outlet on the side or in the middle? It's on the side. Uh, when, I, let I'm me ask you this because I this, I fuck this up. When you do your whirlpool, do you let it sit after you've done the whirlpool for a good long time? I'm I'm trying to get more patient with that. Yes. Uh, what is the right amount of time to let it sit? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're the home brewer of the week, sugar. What is this question? <laughs> yeah. and answer? Yeah, yeah, Why don't you know? Who came in second? You know what? I, I a like good home calling. brewer of the week doesn't say he knows everything. So I like it. You know, you got to let it sit for it. as soon as it feels like you've waited long enough. Wait another twenty minutes. Uh, what I used to do is I would yeah, do I the that. I would do the whirlpool and then I'd be like, oh, see, I whirlpooled. Now I can go. Right. But the point of the whirlpool is it all has to settle into the cone yeah. in the center. If yeah. it's still spinning, yeah, let's it's look and not see if it's spinning. Enough. Throw a ping pong ball in. Yeah. So how how do how long do you do the stir to, to you know to create the cone? How, how long about do you fifteen seconds? Stir it? Yeah, you barely got to do it. You don't Just have to get go, it moving. Yeah, it doesn't have to move very fast at all. Yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't want to. It's dangerous. Like you don't want to get it going crazy. Well, just, I mean, you can you can do it really vigorously just to make sure and give pour yourself. the boiling wort on your face. Yeah, you don't want right to flop out the of there or the and then write a song. Shake the uh-huh. kettle. <laughs> no, I mean, sh- shake the kettle up. Boiling wort all over my face, over my face, <laughs> over my face. Yeah. Sugar Valley Brewer all melting over my... his face with some boiling wort. Mizzle. Spinning the crap out of it, though. I mean, on the professional level, we're we're pumping that. We're getting it moving fast, and we we're actively pumping it for 15, 20 minutes, and then it's sitting what is, what's for that about? fifteen minutes, actively <laughs> pumping it. Here. Once it's spinning, it's well. Spinning. I mean, after I'm done actively pumping it, then we start running the beer through the pump, and it spins the wort. What do you just hate your power and electric company? <laughs> yeah, we have pretty cheap utilities in Corvallis. You know, everyone that lives in the nice part of Corvallis does. So, Back it up in Southtown. Again, I'm no oh. professional, Dave. So, wait. Well, you, you know, it's, well, the reason we we have to pump it so hard for so long, yeah, yeah, that's what we want to know. Um, Why is because we have such a bigger volume of material to pump. I see. So like, move. Oh, you're when, still moving it in, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when JP is pumping his shit, right? I mean, yeah. he doesn't have to pump JP that hard. He loses it. Yeah. Has anybody brought up? A nice. hot bag? Oh, that that's a great idea. Uh, no, because oh. we're waiting to talk about the whirlpool once that's it, done. That's called the sack in this Whatever, part of the discussion. Whatever, I don't discussion. care. But right. look at Bebo it's pulling a, a hot bag. bag yeah, that holds You don't stuff. have to pump it as hard if you've got the sack. Right. <laughs> if it's covered. <laughs> because then the sack just gets in the way Well, anyway. but, you know, sometimes all that pellet goo is so small, it just bleeds right out of the sack. And then you've oh got to pump gosh. it with a sack in it, and then you're going to bruise the sack. A uh, filter bag today, uh, and I, I, I put a, a ton of hops in that, that a little came thing? out, uh-huh. and uh, and it's still they clogged. Just, they just went they 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 just went right through that filter bag. All right, something's got finer mesh. Something's going wrong. Yeah, finer mesh. And I, I would venture to say something's going wrong with your whirlpool. You're not letting it sit long yeah. enough. Now that being said, I've done a good whirlpool and still clogged my um, my counterflow because I'm because with the pump. I'm actually like sucking word out. So you could, uh, since you built your system, I assume you have the technology to put in a uh, like a plate about an inch away from the from the outlet. You know, you just weld in a little wall, right? Does that make sense? It's just yeah. like a little two inch wall. Uh, my first kettle that I got from More Beer had one of those. I don't think they do it anymore because they they've used a different device now. But that's how it. I think it used to be done. And it's just a, it's a diverter plate. 
right? It, it, yeah. it it's a little wall between the liquid and the and hopefully the mound of yeast you're, or, or, or hops rather that you're building during your whirlpool. That's what we've got. You got the same little yeah. diverter plate, uh huh. And one of the one of the cool things you can do too uh, is get a real fine mesh bag. You should be able to. Mm. I know more beer sells a variety. Oh, yeah. of you know different uh, types of bags. And when you get ready for your hop addition, just get one of the the super huge sacks and just dip that sack in the kettle. Yeah, and then kind of tie it up around the outside of the hole. Yeah, and then the get kettle, the mini mash right. sack, yeah. the big one. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. then drop yeah. your hops yeah. into it. And it, it's like it's not even in a hop bag because there's so much volume inside of that giant sack. That's a good call. And then when you're done boiling, you just yank the sack out. Yeah. And then pump it. And then pump the shit out of it. <laughs> and then you get a boner, right? Is that what you what? use when you huh? make your like a spaghetti sauce, Justin? Uh, no. When you make a sauce, but you make I should. You but use I should. some sort of a bag. Making yeah, sometimes right I do, but I tie the or it's there's a name for it when you tie all the tie herbs the together on. and you put them in there. But yes, I should use the, the sack. Should know this. Um, too hot. That, that does make that does make sense though. <laughs> I keep I keep adding more and more hops late in the bowl because I I can't get enough, I can't seem to get enough hop aroma and flavor um, to suit me. Any. I, 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 I about decided I'm going to have to just buy hop extract and some syringes. Ooh, I mean, no. it's just ridiculous. No, no, you can do it naturally. You'll be all right. How long do you let it? Hops. How long you let it sit after you spin it? Are you going after? I have, how long do I let it sit after flame out? Yeah. Um, normally, no more than ten or fifteen minutes. So that's that's all right, sounds so like it could be my problem. Yeah, yeah. If, if the, yeah. Are you are you doing a flame out addition? Looking for more. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a, a ton of flame out addition. Don't do it unless you're going to wait at least thirty minutes before you take it out of there. You're just wasting your time. Thirty minutes. Yeah, yes. you know. I mean, or commit to it. Sure, fifteen is good, but thirty is more realistic. Even forty-five. Add yeah, your hop. Here's what you do: you you flame out. You throw the hops in. Right after right. you do that, you start your whirlpool. You put your spoon in there. You get the little thing going. Then you forget about it for thirty minutes. Yeah, go get the fermenter ready. Just pump it and dump it. Just write a song. Yeah, write a song. Yeah, write a song for thirty minutes. It's you know, it, it, preferably not about my butt. Call it, call it one day. Move on to the badge. Beef will have a sweet ass again. <laughs> no, I won't. And then in parentheses, we all hope. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the things way, you have to realize is when you're about those ass tweets. Ass tweets. Tweets. Ass cheeks. I think is what he's in. Does Bevo's ass have a Twitter account? I will follow that. (laughs) It It should. It does. It's impossible not to follow. It will in about eight seconds. See it from space. There you go. Bevo's ass. I hope that Bevo's ass has more followers than the BN by next week. (laughs) Bevo's ass cheeks. I think is very like a Ferris wheel. Bevo, we all know that you like like uh, that you like um, accents. What's this one doing for you? He and reminds me of Herschel from The Walking Dead. I don't know. Hey, guys, can I, can I ask another question? No. <laughs> no. You know, we have eight oh, years of podcasts got you on. We're done. Let your hair sit back Hang here. low. Everybody now. Dear Bebo, let your hair hang low. I don't let Scott tell me what to do. I'll bring you all you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the next line was delicious and round, but then I was afraid that I made that line up. <laughs> we all made that line up in our heads. Right. Over and over. When's the part about hair down there? Yeah, that's that the next verse. It's coming up. My <laughs> 
big baby. <laughs> Used to hang down there. Dear baby, comes next. Your big boobies, I long to see. So nice, he said it twice. Yeah, one for each boob. Delicious and round. Oh, good. See, I'm not a creep. <laughs> Still are. Just not as creative. Of a creep. And just when, like, this is the best part about the song is you thought it couldn't get worse. It gets worse. <laughs> Down there. <laughs> Lovely people, do you have hair? Down there. And then it still gets worse. <laughs> when I'm whacking my wine, it won't do. It's better having him on the phone. Till I'm dreaming of your Down there. You are one creepy dude. You need to whirlpool for exactly as long as it takes you to spank it to Bevo. Oh, no, you got it longer than Wait, that. Wait, no, no. What six, are you, not Six spanking. <laughs> six spanking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sugar Jack, the mad jacker. Six and a half if you're creeping on her Facebook while you're doing it. <laughs> All right, Sugar. Uh, did you have another question? We got what time for one more? Um, the five point two stuff that you put in for your pH in your mash. Nope. Yeah. Don't do that. What? No. Uh, what a, a question is if if you use that pH, the five point two pH adjuster, the buffer. Do you does do you also? Uh, is it okay to add the gypsum and uh, other water treatments, or is that it. doubling up uh, the water treatments if you do that? Tasty, what do you think? Uh, don't use the five point two. Well, why are you using it? Uh, well, it's um, you don't know what your pH is, and you just want it to be right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a pH what, meter yet. What's so. your water like? Is it hard or soft or just right or? My water is very soft, and um, so I had it tested, and so I've been uh, doing gypsum treatments to uh, bring it up to uh, the right parts per million. Gotcha. So if you use the 5.2, which I use, by then the I way, would, I would use the 5.2. Can then, you add? You, then I wouldn't use the gypsum. I would just let wouldn't. the 5.2 do, do all the work. And right, because that's why you're adding the gypsum, is you want it to correct the pH yeah, or maybe for the pH. or maybe for flavor if you like the what you know yeah. calcium sulfate could do but the buffer's still going to work if you add the salts too yeah it's going it to so you, you right. can still add You're not salts. negating it okay yeah, yeah yeah you can still add gypsum to get some of that hop crispness and the buffer's still going to work got it does the gypsum bring out hop flavor as well as bitterness more so it's just going to kind of give you a crisper cleaner bitterness it's going to uh, accentuate that. In but the what, also, bit. what kind of hops are you using? Are they like high cohumulone content hops, or, or what are you doing? I'm using Chinook and uh, Centennial and uh, Cascades and Simcoe. So, also. like, three out of four of those are some of the highest cohume hops you can use. So, when you look at, like, a, a little hop workup, look at the cohumulone, the myrcene. Those are things that are going to give you more of that harsh kind of a, a mouthfeel, harsh bitterness. So if you're using that many uh, of those high cohume hops, then definitely throws a little bit of gypsum in. It's going to accentuate the bitterness, but it's also going to round it out. 
and maybe you know toss out Ca- Cascade or toss out Chinook, one of those high cohume hops, and replace it with something like Nugget or Magnum or Warrior, something that's really low cohumulone. Great mm-hmm. advice, Dave. All right, Sugar, that's all the time I got, but thanks for being our home brewer of the week. And other than that, thanks for all the great uh, entertainment and art that you send us. You bet. All right, brother. Enjoy your show. Cheers. Thanks, man. There you go, Sugar Valley Brewer, otherwise known as the Great Sugar Valley Brewer. Ah. And uh, his uh, words of wisdom and questions of not-so-wisdom were brought to you this week, as always, by Logic, Inc. Go to EcologicCleansers.com and check out their One Step and Straight A, their non-toxic, biodegradable, and non-corrosive, super premium cleaning products for all your brewing needs. Logic, Inc., home of the best and environmentally friendliest cleaning products on the market today. EcologicCleansers.com. I love it. Oh, my God! You've got mail. Yeah, that was fun. All right, time to do a little feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our friends over at craftbeer.com. Go to craftbeer.com. It's everything you need to know about the craft beer scene. They've got uh, articles on food, beer, microbrews, bigger microbrews. Everything beer that you need to know is over at craftbeer.com. Go check it out. Uh, Some good feedback today, JP. Yeah, I thought it was too. Jeff writes in, Dear Bevo and Meisling Asshats. I'm loving the shows recently. Good mix of info and bullshit. The new segments are great. I really like the blah, blah, blog, but if you're going to just rip off stuff from Corolla, at least do the obvious, totally topical Bevo trivia. Oh! I recently signed up for monthly contributions as well as signed up for the AHA through the BN. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, what is that? Is totally what? To- I don't know what the totally topical B- uh, That's the, He does total, totally topical TiVo trivia. Mm. So yeah. he's saying it's I see. different. You know what I love? I don't listen to other radio or podcasts anymore ever. So <laughs> I don't even know when we're ripping shit off. It's fantastic. You guys can come in with ideas. And I'll be like, "That's fucking brilliant," Let's and I will have no idea. Strippers. <laughs> no have, one's ever done that before. We should interview strippers, right? And porn stars, and try to get them naked. And JP, shit. you're a genius. Thank you, buddy. All right. Do I actually have to do something? <clears throat> no. Yes. Let's go to Patrick. Let's do it. Hey guys. Hi. Just a thought on back-sweetening bottle-conditioned cider. The basic message from the Drew Show was that you can't bottle-condition a sweet cider because conditioning uh, yeast will just ferment the juice in the bottle. So why not make a dry cider in the bottle and then back-sweeten when you pour it in the glass? Just get some fresh juice and add it to the glass fermented uh, add it to the glass uh, fermented cider to taste. Each drinker can then make it as sweet as they want. It might not be the same as getting fresh cider apple juice, but you can change it with each glass uh, until you uh, know how you like it. Thanks for all your help and ask Hattery from Patrick. Sort of. Because you have to still adjust the acid levels, and you, you, there's still adjustments that you need to do after you back-sweeten. Okay. So you can't just make those adjustments up front, and then, uh, at least as far as I'm, I'm learning now, is you can't make those adjustments up front and then back-sweeten because it's going gonna, it's gonna to change things. Okay. So you need to back-sweeten and finish it all filter it, and then make your adjustments. And wouldn't that water it down quite a bit? Well, oh, alcohol-wise, yeah. yeah, that's true. Blend that apple juice with some vodka could go. <laughs> and who wants that? Done. Me. Not right. right now. <laughs> but later. Thanks for writing in, Patrick. Marcus yeah. writes in, you guys are being way too hard on yourselves about the Cider Show meltdown. I listened to the podcast during my gnarly commute to and from downtown D.C. and noticed my laughter made people move away from me on the D.C. subway. Win-win. Top-notch prairie gibberish from Doc. Uh, it is prairie gibberish, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And a little extra distance from my fellow Americans on the way to work. Drink it up, keep it up from Marcus. 
I don't think we were being hard on ourselves for the cider show. I was quite proud of our meltdown. I think there was one listener who felt that it was a little too much. Yeah, well... It's not like we fucking wandered the streets talking to a wallet. <laughs> yeah, right? Who the fuck does that? Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. The cab will be here. Are you sure, way, getting... you guys? No. You can go home, JP. It's fine. The cab will be here. Hello. Oh, hey, shit. wallet Siri was very adamant about that cab being on its way. By the way, Sean is texting me right now saying that he feels like he's not drunk enough to call in. So so he's working on it. He's well, better hurry um, Sean is on hold right now. Ha! Well, don't misel us, Sean. Hang in there, Sean. Busy. All right, and finally, our spam of the week. Here we go. My dear beloved one. (laughs) Greetings in the name of God. Please let this not sound strange to you, for my only surviving lawyer who would have done this died earlier this year. My only surviving... Who? What, do you have, like, ten lawyers? Apparently. All right. I prayed and got your email ID (laughs) from your country's Christian guest book, which I have... Been with my late husband and like to visit once more, if God will, in His infinite mercies. By the way, if our email is in the is in the U.S. Christian directory, it's to avoid us. I'm sure. Is there a Christian directory? I don't know. Apparently, Bo, you calling her a liar? Are you calling Mrs. Rose Fallon's a liar? (laughs) I am. I think I am. I don't think that exists. Well, let's let's hear what else, Mrs. Rose. I am Mrs. Rose. Callens from London. Oh. I am 58 years old. I am suffering from a long-time cancer. It's a long, A-L-O-N-G. That's one word. A long-time cancer. It's different than cancer because it just like came along one day. <laughs> right. Uh, a long-time cancer of the lungs, which also affected my brain. Oh. No shit. Clearly. Is that what you're writing in all caps? <laughs> I was brought up from a motherless baby's home. Can you do this in like a do you mean an orphanage? Chinese accent? <laughs> Why is, 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 what is a motherless baby's home? Is, did the baby actually... Was the baby's name on the lease? Like the baby rented the home? And, this is terrible. I love motherless babies. Homes. Emancipated baby was, right there. I was brought up from a motherless baby's home. Was married to my late husband for 20 years without a child. My husband died in a fatal motor accident. Before his death, we were true Christians. He died in a fatal motor accident. Weird. This is depressing as reading JP's diary. <laughs> Presently, the money is still with the bank. What money? She hadn't introduced the the money earlier. Well, she did now. Now You've been hooked. Remember, cancer affects the brain. Presently, I'm with my laptop in a hospital in Switzerland where I've been undergoing treatment for cancer of the lungs. That's the one she got along. That also affects with her brain. It is my last wish to see that this money is invested to any organization of your choice. (laughs) Really? Just like happen to have one of those. I just want it to go where Justin wants it to go. (laughs) Dear God, I love this woman. I love Rose. It's my last wish to see that this money is invested to any organization of your choice and distributed each year among the charity organization, the poor, and the motherless baby's home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where the motherless baby lives. So, how am I going to fucking give back? At the home. By the way, that baby's got it going on. Yes. It's fucking like Coke Tuesday. And Motherless babies. <laughs> doesn't even have a mom. Right. Just a baby hanging out, like shitting all over the place, and being a baby in a house by itself. Justin. Yeah. You should stop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want you, as God fearing person, to also use this money to fund churches, orphanages, and widows. So she knows what a fucking orphanage is. So clearly, the motherless baby is a separate entity yes. than the orphanage. That was Maybe. intentional. Maybe it's like when, Maybe you it's know, like a nunnery. two dudes have a baby. Huh? Huh? <laughs> it's just a gay 
father gay babies. Baby. It's a gay baby. It's a gay baby. <laughs> well, the baby doesn't have to be the gay. The motherless baby's home really likes the caps lock key, I've noticed, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep I'm in mind, Googling motherless baby's home right now. It affects her brain. The, ca- right. the lung cancer also affects her oh, brain. My bad. So here we go. You hey, are requested to send me the following information to enable me to use it to write a letter of authorization on your behalf to the bank so that they will release the money to you as my new next of kin. <laughs> Yours in Christ, Mrs. Rose Callens. That's all you need. You just need some information and boom, we're kin, bro. Give it to her. I will. So I typed in motherless B-A-B and then motherless baby's home comes up like four different times in different countries. It, there are places like that. Whoa. In Lagos, in Abuja, in Ikeja. And are there pictures just like a bunch of babies partying and shit? I don't know. I didn't click them. <laughs> They're drinking <laughs> Rubu Baby Rubu Ray. It There's like babies doing keg stands. Yeah. Yeah. Which Conor is funny because it's, it's spam from, a, from, a, from an English broad, but she's speaking like, uh, you know, Kenyan. clearly, yeah, like African. Right. You don't say motherless babies homes anywhere else except <laughs> translated from Africa. I'm pretty sure, I, you know, I'm pretty sure it's you were raised thing. in a motherless babies home. I think so. Yeah. It would explain Motherless a lot. babies. Home. Motherless babies. There's home. an orphanage that's like top tier, and then right. it's like motherless babies home. That's but it's the there. home of a motherless baby. I mean, clearly. Oh, is that a picture of a motherless baby's and home? And tell me, it's not two dudes no, holding a baby. It's a bunch Thank of dudes. You. With it's a bunch of dudes with a fucking baby. Dude, dudes with mirrored sunglasses too. It's awesome. It's dudes with four babies. This is like an institution well, started in Corvallis, where you know, no, wait, one of two them's a girl. Respectful gay gentlemen have a baby, and then Corvallis takes it away from you, oh, moves it to this home. That's shit, what this is. that's the motherless babies. That's the motherless home. babies. Probably wow. people in Uganda recruiting early for troops. I would like to donate money to the motherless plan. babies home. Well, if we get it, it sounds like we're a lock. I would just also based like on to, our email address. Yeah, yeah, I would also like to donate cocaine and weed. Let's do it. Yeah, don't fuck this up. Wait, do you have any? Because what if? If you can't party in a motherless baby's home, where can you party? I, you know, I don't even Answer know. me that. I can't. Ask her. We'll ask Mizeled. her. <laughs> they I seem to be own. only in Africa, so she's English but was raised in Africa? Don't question her yeah. motives. And now is in a hospital bed in Switzerland. Yeah. She, she's a world traveler. She, mm. You know, you she's guys rich. are insensitive. She had the kind yeah. of cancer that just comes Spelled along. like incense? It just comes along. <laughs> yeah, it comes along. Yeah. It comes along and says... Hey, I know you attacking your lungs. Exactly. And brain. And brain, apparently. <laughs> All right, that's it for feedback. <laughs> that is it for feedback. I think that I'm was supposed, fun. I think I'm supposed to take a break now, right? I don't know. We still have a lot of show left. I know. A lot of beer left. We got to make it a quick break, and when we come back, believe it or not, Oh, wait, we got to talk to uh, oh, Koala Phone. Yeah, Drunk Sean's on the line. Did you say Koala Phone? He's going to yes. black out if you don't put him he on said, in the next, like, 30 seconds. He said Koala Phone. Shut up. What's up, bro? Like four different times in different countries. There are places like that. He blacked out by the fucking TV. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're no, like. That's, 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 that's our show. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See how loud you are when you yell? I am loud. Yeah. I like it. It's soothing. You don't find it soothing? I don't find it soothing. <laughs> hey, Sean. What a dumbass. Just for the record, that was not that loud when we were on the phone the first time. Do you, do you, he think, he's, do you think he's holding a, a wallet up to his head? He, uh, like, fed fell right now, over for us with the phone on. and it landed on the speaker. The phone is clearly You might a have wallet. some grain, grain sweat. Yeah, he's wet oh, milling God. a bag of grain right now. <laughs> oh, oh shit. He, it sounds like my wallet's light. No money. He's penis sweating all this, over this your This is where I send right him the text now. message like, hey, here's tomorrow's schedule, 5 a.m. <laughs> Mash in. Yeah. 
wipe up your penis sweat before you get to work. <laughs> well, and you have no auger. Oh, yeah. That's the best part about their system. So yeah, we, to make Sean mash in, he has to haul the grain up. Oh, we we actually did a collaboration with. What Oak do you mean? Shire. You actually mash like above the mash tun, uh, or not? So, mash, grind above yeah, the mash tun. Yeah, tub? I guess we could talk about the new the new system a little bit here. So when I was designing, just don't it, tell me your whole life story. Just oh, first the metal so cooled. <laughs> no, I was just thinking like, how can I make my employees hate me more? So yeah. the mash tun is thirteen and a half feet tall, and uh, you have to go up through two flights of stairs to get to it. And then I forgot to order an auger. Um, <laughs> How do you uh, forget to... And Never by mind. forgot, I mean like we were out of money, so <laughs> I didn't order an auger. And uh, I feel like there's something else. Oh, yeah, we don't another, need rakes. Another flight of stairs? No, no rakes. <laughs> so the system shows up, and you know we're all stoked, and Sean's just stoked out of his mind. He's like, wow, a lot of stairs. <laughs> he gets to the top, and he looks it's at the mask. It's like, don't worry. Hey, hey, where are the rakes? Did they forget to bring them down? I'm like, ha! No rakes. <laughs> Suck it. That was an option we could not afford. Gotcha. Here's a rake. It was only 7% of the total cost, but I still didn't get it. Wow. Uh, and then there's no auger. So what we do is we have, uh, it's pretty high tech. If you can follow me, we got big ass buckets. And uh, we mill into big fucking buckets. And then we drag the buckets from <laughs> one room into another room. And then we take those 60 pound buckets and we take them up two flights of stairs, and then we hoist the buckets onto our shoulders, and that's where the grain goes into the mash tun. That sounds really fun. It's awesome. Dave, I'm going to give you the internal voice of every employee you've ever had. I quit. Still got one, baby. Still got one. It goes like this. (laughs) Fuck you. I quit. (laughs) You know what, though? His wife loves it. Sean lost 30 Pounds oh, that a boy. Since we put the new system in. All through penis sweat. All through penis sweat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweat. also, I should mention he has to stand on a box to reach the man way on the back. That is awesome. Seems <laughs> like uh, tall. That's Super tall safe. Man. Yeah, well, it's gravity <laughs> fed, so it's 100% gravity from the mash under the kettle. I see. Right. Is it stuff you can add later? or? Oh, is- yeah, but why would I? <laughs> <laughs> Things are going great. I didn't like fat Sean. That guy was a dick. <laughs> Shape up, Sean. You're going to live longer, bro. <laughs> This is part of the employee, you know, fitness plan. I like it. Got to keep everybody healthy. So, what's your brew house size? Fifteen. Well, actually, our mash tun is a thirty, but wow. we have a fifteen barrel kettle. So All right, quick break. When we come back, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go. Have oh. Sean on yeah, the phone, yeah. and then we have Sean over. on the phone. Hang in there. It's the session. We got a lot left to do. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer, apps for finding a pint of beer, apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer, and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. 
know, the Brewing Network's very own code writing fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolf Brow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool, free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolf Brow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. J.P. Founders Wiener in the dildo hole, the glory hole, the glory hole. J.P. Founders Wiener in the glory hole, whose fleece was white as snow. Mizzle. Uh, give me your glass. <laughs> he lost it, first of all. I, I don't know what glass to give you. Just that one is fine. Can you... You're going to rinse it? No. What are you going to do to it? I'm going to put beer in it. Jeez. All right. And what's a dildo hole? Oh, it's well, a, a dildo Mold. Mold. That's Remember, JP had suggested that we should all take molds of our wieners and sell the dildos on Adam and Eve. Yeah, don't you remember, Bebo? And you need a, you need <laughs> no. a mold Clearly. to do that. You can't just like, you don't just take like a photo of a wiener and I then either, make a dildo out of it. Oh, gosh. I either was not here that week or definitely chose to that. block that. Because we, could, <laughs> because we could make a vagina mold, too. I think it would sell. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, a flashlight? Yes, you yeah, can. Yeah, that would sell we like can. 10 to 1. Oh, my God. A Bevo flashlight would... Hey, I'll give you a commission, Beef. For sure. I'll give you like no. 2%. That's disgusting. 3%? All we need is a picture and we're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> God, Casey, you'll... I was just thinking how le- how how you gotten slightly less creepy. Yeah! <laughs> and, and, then, yeah! and then you totally oh, redeemed yourself. Oh, I've been hiding it for... You know. <laughs> Now, you'd finally have to answer Sugar Valley's question about whether or not there's hair down That's there. That's why picture's w- all we need. When they do the fleshlight, they they try to make it accurate. Please just stop talking. I just poured Kolsch in my cider. Oops. In cider. I poured nice. Kolsch in cider. Oh. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, wow. What a bunch of slackers. Their Kolsch is super clever. Oh, wait. It's oh, nice. you thought you had the same beer in the glass and then you yeah. poured on top of it? Probably a, well, probably probably a pretty good blend. Oh, your cider? It's not bad. First of all, you did it all flat tail style, where you're just like, fuck it, let's put these two things together. I don't even care right now, yeah. <laughs> Magic in um, the glass. It's not great. Let me taste it. <laughs> it's actually, honestly, it tastes like people's homebrew. <laughs> so it's not good. Yeah. Is that a bad thing? I think JP's gone five weeks without insulting homebrewers, so I, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He's I'm, due. I'm on the mend. Mm. 
I mean, it's not terrible, but I would rather drink one or the other. I wouldn't like it to drink like, both. It tastes way. like your mead. <laughs> so not good. So it is horrible. It's, yeah. Okay. It's not good. No, whatever. Now I need to dump it. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't finish that. What was wrong with that? I don't understand. That meat was delightful. JP's it was my meat. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't sweet. It was kind of white, whiny. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you guys know, are crazy. There's nothing right with it. Just, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Moscow, you've been doing so well. Your palate has been uh, developing, and now you're like now. Now we just gave you a forty in a paper bag, and you're like, "What are you talking about? It's great." Of I, Mickey's. I do like myself a forty. <laughs> hey, hey now, Mickey's. Come on. Sorry. Don't be insulting Corvallis. Pretty sure they've got a GABF medal or two. I apologize. That's true. Really? That was actually, I think, Bud Select. Yeah. I'm now two fisting flat tail. And both are fantastic. I prefer both fists. I have the Kulshin one and the Belgian Strong in the other. Yeah. It's kind of a good combination to two Go, fists. Little cleanser. <laughs> yeah. So our, our only sober partner right now back in Corvallis is probably going to shank me if I don't mention that Kulsh got a GABF silver this year. Oh, it did? Yeah. Nice work, boys. And uh, the little green got a bronze. Nice. And then the Belgian Golden didn't get a medal, but it did make it to the final table. Wow. Dude, good work. Yeah. You guys are making good beer. I Sometimes. like it quite a bit. What yeah. is a, a sober partner by flat tail standards? Just not blacked out? Well, I mean... He's sober. He's had eight yeah, years. Yeah, he, he can still spell his name. Oh. He's not supposed to drink while he's on heroin. Right. There you go. There you go. I fucking love this company. You guys run a loose ship over there. You <laughs> <laughs> guys got to come ships. visit. You can camp out in the backyard, ride the pigs, shoot some guns. It'll be great. Can I just park the V-Dub in the backyard? And, Actually, yes. And but sleep in the West Only like four months out of the year because my backyard turns into a swamp. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I only have two-wheel drive on that bad boy. Oh. I think Wyoming's uh, sleep in the needs front a yard. jacket. Hey, let's talk to your bro, Sean. Sean, what's up, man? Don't do this to me again, you fucking asshole. I told him he had to turn it down. Hi, Sean. How are you, my little sweetheart? My little sugar bear? This is J.D. J.D.? Yes, this is J.D. That's my gay name. That's our bartender. Oh, is that who we're talking to, not Sean? No, we're talking to Sean, but he said, is this J.D.? Are we talking that, to Sean, though? Is apparently J.D., like Sean, if that's how oh, you're hey. talking to him. Hello, my little pumpkin man. Uh, what's up, Sean? No, I like that. I like it when you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> what, when we call you Sean? And Big Papa. He likes both. It's a song. It, you know... I don't Biggie, get it. Biggie Smalls. I love it. I, I, yeah. Big Papa. Never mind. I, no. I don't really know hip hop culture, but you know, <laughs> whatever you like. Corvallis racist. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what do you have to say to Dave, Sean? This is gonna be good. Something sensual, maybe. Don't don't, don't bait me. <laughs> What does that even mean? I mean, Dave has spent most of the show talking about how you excessively sweat from the penis. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Most people do that, don't they? <laughs> it's a common... <laughs> yes, it is. I do it all the time. All right. right now. That's, that's not normal. Would you like to defend yourself for making phone calls into your wallet? Again, I thought that was normal. Oh, that's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. Hi. Oh, why did you say so? Crazy yeah. guy. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember who I 
am. I just want to say thank God for Kate the Great. Like oh, Kate yeah. the Great's the one who saved you because I was having fun. I was sleeping in the truck. I, <laughs> I had an awesome puking angle from that truck window. But Kate was like, "We we gotta help those dudes." <laughs> <laughs> and I drove away like they're fine. Yeah, everything's JP great. The, JP the asshole's like they're 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 big boys. Yeah, I found a potted plant. <laughs> See, I fertilized that shit. We're good. Kate the Great, man, saving lives, so, making right. friends. I even moved I from the bed of the truck to the cab. Go ahead, Sean. My take home from California was Bevo is really good looking. Yeah. Very nice girl. Thanks. Justin, great dude. Thank you. Uh, you JP, really kind of a dick. (laughs) But in a good way. He's, I mean, in a good way, but he's not going to help anybody. Hey, uh, in my defense, I, I pulled up next to you and I said, are you guys okay? And th- verbatim, you said, yeah, I just called us a cab from inside. And so I said, oh, well, cabs are on the way. That's fine. I'll leave you alone. But he just didn't mention that he did it through a piece of rawhide. And that he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever find the voicemail that Justin left you? Oh, did I leave one? Oh, it's amazing. What yeah. did I do? Well, he asked you to, to I, call I, his I phone because he lost his phone. Okay. And you're like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm calling your pocket. But right now you're you're like talking to your phone, <laughs> right? I don't. Maybe I was drunk. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, yeah. I think there were many a drunk at the end of that show. <laughs> yeah, I do think that you were not the only drunks. You just happened to be the ones trying I, to sleep I lost on the street. My, my popcorn puke bucket, right. though. I was really <laughs> sad about that. It was going to be a trophy. You, Tasty, don't sit over there all smug and quiet no. because you realized it was your fault. No, no. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I, I think I supplied it. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> you got, yes. You, I remember you went uh-huh. to the truck afterwards oh, and then came yeah. back and said, yeah, so guess what we did? And I said, you guys are fucked. <laughs> I, as much as I would like to take the blame myself. Yeah. You want to blame it on somebody else now? got to throw it to Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he force-fed uh, you a cookie, didn't he? Probably the worst influence on humankind. He's a bad influence. And probably the <laughs> best person ever. Right. Like, if that's... In other words, he's Satan. That means I'm stupid. He's like he's Satan. He's like the... He, 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 he's, he's very nice. He sucks you in, and then he fucks you with and a cookie. pumps it hard. <laughs> it was great, though, because we got to listen to a whole realize. new show. <laughs> on the way home, we're like listening to our own show. And uh, it was yeah. like the entire second half. <laughs> what? This is great info. We got our shit down. <laughs> right. Oh my God. When did we say that? I do like that. You're like, wow, this is a new, this new material. <laughs> these guys are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hire these guys. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much for that info, Tasty. Uh, no problem there, buddy. All right, Sean. Yeah. I I gotta go. I got a couple things left to do. Anything you want? All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Are you at the pub right now, or what? No, I'm drunk at home. Oh. <laughs> See, he's a rec- he knows the line. He gets it. You should go get on your lawnmower. Party hard. <laughs> work harder. Stay off your lawnmower. Don't listen to Dave. He's he's not looking out for your best interest. <laughs> oh no! I, I've mowed the shit out of this lawn. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he missed a spot. All right. Later, Sean. Thanks, brother. All right. There he goes. Call somebody else. <laughs> somebody in the background told him to hang up? I think so. <laughs> That'd be Renee. Yeah. That's his wife. Yes. Good move, Renee. Uh, here, tie a string to this red plastic cup and call somebody else. That's what his wife does. <laughs> so she knows how to keep him busy. All they keep saying back to me is... <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. All right. I think it's time to do a little bit of... Uh, 
Happy hour. That's right, brought to you by Sabco, maker of the Brew Magic Brewing System. And now, let's see who fucked up this week. Well, it was Mike Caffaro that fucked up this week. He says, about a month before NHC, my brew buddy and I had an idea to make a smash beer for a club night. We decided that we wanted to see what a 100% rye beer would taste like, uh, but that was not crazy enough. So we decided to use all mash hops to see what that would do. Uh, since rye is quite sticky to brew with, we chose the brew-in-a-bag method with rice holes to prevent a stuck mash in the normal cooler mash tun we use. The boil kettle has an electric heating element, and we decided to use uh, that to do a step mash. After constructing a stainless steel cover to keep the bag well above the heating element, we loaded up the bag with 30 pounds of rye. And uh, that's where I will stop and uh, let Mr. Caffaro continue the story because this is where it gets good michael what's happening brother what's going on hey thanks for being on the show and uh now mike his picture is with charlie papazian on his skype photo and he looks like that fucking swimmer stoner champion (laughs) michael phelps he looks like michael phelps you get that all the time right i was him for halloween like four years ago (laughs) you should be michael phelps Look at this photo on here, JP. What did you wear to, around. to the party you went to? Did you just go show up in a Speedo? Yeah, why not, man? Uh, sure. I, wore, I, wore a speedo. I wore like this Speedo, but they're like, go to your knees. And then I wore um, a swim cap that said Phelps and had a USA flag. I had goggles on, and then I had a USA uh, Olympic jacket open, shirtless, with like seven medals, gold medals hanging. If I were Papazian, I would post this as my photo, because it's, it's, it's Phelps and Papazian. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm just hanging out with Phelps. <laughs> Smoking weed, you know, just chilling. Uh, all right, brother, tell us about your brewing disaster. Uh, well, um, my buddy and I were deciding, like, let's brew a, let's brew a kind of crazy beer for NHC. So we uh, decided on a, actually, my my brew buddy Drew decided on a hundred percent rye beer, and so we're like, well, let's do a smash. Let's do you know the same malt and the same hops, but let's do all mash hops. So let's just go crazy and, and commit to this. So. We decided, all right, let's do 100% rye and uh, and do a brew in a bag because otherwise it's just going to get stuck and we're not going to be able to get anything out of it. So uh, we did brew in a bag in the boil kettle. And at his house, he lives out in Long Island. I live in New York City, so we didn't really try to do it in my apartment. But uh, we uh, we basically um, put it into his kegel that has a uh, heating element in it so that we could do a step mash. That way we could try to you know, break down some of the proteins and get all the way through and get hit all our temperatures and, you know, try to do it the right way. So okay, we start the process, we, uh, you know, match in, we get it going, everything's going well. And, um, we decide let's, let's do some recirculation to keep the temperature even cause we were kind of getting temperature readings all over the board. So we, uh, we start uh, recirculating and all of a sudden, uh, it stopped recirculating and it just got, uh, got stuck. And, um, so we're like, hmm, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden we smell the burning smell. So we're like, oh, oh shit. No. So we're like, all right, what are we going to do? So we just pull the bag out of the, out of the kettle and we dump it into the, uh, the cooler mash tun we use for, uh, for kind of all the other beers we brewed. And we're like, okay, hopefully we saved it. You know, we pulled it off quick and, uh, um, you know, hopefully the beer's still good. So, so we uh, decided, okay, well now how are we going to get you know, our temperature's up because right now, right then we were probably at like 120. So we said, all right, let's go to decoction. So we started shoveling everything out, going down to the stove, doing a decoction. We did, I think we had to do 
four decoctions to get us up the temperature. Wow, what a mess. Yeah, it took forever. And then, uh, so finally, you know, be- between going and, you know, getting some of our ingredients, setting everything up, getting our water going, doing all this, kind of fixing our disasters, we uh, we finished the mash and it was like 2 a.m. So we're like, all right, we got to go to bed. You know, we can't. We can't. Uh, we can't do this. We gotta. But you didn't even continue the boil or anything. You just finished the mash. No, we just finished the mash and left it closed because it was like we were exhausted and, and okay. so frustrated and everything like that. All right. So then uh, went to bed. Woke up early the next morning and uh, came back to it and uh, said, "Okay, well, let's see if this thing will drain." You know, we added rice hulls. And wait, wait, wait. Uh, important question. Who was the big spoon when you guys went to bed? <laughs> I just got to, I mean, you know, you didn't, you didn't well, go all the way back to Long Island, so. Uh, well, we were in Long, in Long Island, but no, I didn't go back ah. to the city. Luckily, he's got a multi-bedroom house, but I was the big spoon because I'm taller. Fair enough. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, uh, so we go out, we, um, and we started to try to, try to drain. And, you know, I've done a lot of beers with rye and wheat and them and stuff like that. And, you know, get some stuck sparges here and there, but we built a pretty good manifold. So it drains pretty good, or I can reset the grain bed and get it going. But this time it was like nothing was coming out. So we had the resort to basically, well, I had the resort to basically handcrafting the beer. So I took like a spaghetti strainer out of the kitchen, like a metal one, and put on my Blickman gloves and just started scooping and pressing it into buckets. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was bad. So did that for about 30 pounds of rye. Um, Fuck that. I got to tell you, I'm giving up at this point. I'm yeah, calling I mean, it a walk. Never How- say die is not working for you. <laughs> How much is the grain? Say 40 die. Bucks? <laughs> say it. Uh, you know, it's not about the money. Right. Well, you, no. you, it was, you had to beat this thing. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, I'm making this fucking beer. Like, no matter what, this beer is getting made. Like, I put this much energy into it, like, we're drinking it. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. So you, you can't let it win. So you're literally <laughs> pressing the grain, essentially. You're scooping it into a colander and pressing it out, like, like wringing it out. Mm, yeah, hand-pressing hand it, like, you know, for hours, basically. <laughs> um, it was about 14 gallons all finished. So, wow. you know, imagine, How are you like, adding water to it? What's that? Were you adding water and then squeezing it, or uh, I mean, how'd you get fourteen gallons out of it? That was just how. That's what that was how much there. we had. That's what they uh, added. How much liquid okay. in hell? Squeeze, right. baby, squeeze. Right, wow. how, okay, how did the beer come out? Well, so you know, we we finish up, we get it all done, and I, I didn't tell you. Well, not the worst part, but one of the <laughs> you know continual horror stories of this entire experience. Right. So finally, go to boil, get everything in there. Boils, no hops added because we put everything in the mash, so that was easy. And then uh, we finish the boil, and nothing will come out of the ball valve at the bottom of the kegel. So we're like, what the fuck? So basically, um, pull out the siphon, start siphoning it from the top. It was so <laughs> thick that it just took like two hours per carboy to drain out. Guys, why is it all thick? Is it all starchy? The beta glucans. Oh. Beta glucans. Yep. Okay. It's one of the only. Yeah, it, it was like syrup. I dumped. Hundred percent rye. It was just like syrup. Even so it's just super thick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would have had to try to break it, it down insane. between like ninety five and one hundred and four Fahrenheit okay. before the one twenty thing, or maybe you guys did, but maybe not long enough, or it was just too much of it. I see. Yeah, we started down there and then started stepping it up, but you know, it was once it started burning, it was a lost cause. So, um, so basically, at that point. Got it all done. And actually, it took so long to brew this beer that we made a starter out of its own wort. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Starter out of its own wort. All right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And and I actually tweeted that picture up to you guys when I was making it. So, if you look back in your tweets, you'll see it. Okay. Um, I would love to do that. (laughs) No one knows how, though. 
So basically, uh, at this point, you know, fermented out, and uh, you know, I go back to New York City, and, and my buddy finishes brewing it, you know, and uh, and gets it all done and kegs it, and he's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if we're gonna be able to serve this, you know, I think the burnt may have carried over, so. The so burnt. Brought- Never mind that it's like oatmeal. He's just worried about the burnt flavor. <laughs> well, believe it or not, it it, it fully it fully um, uh, fermented out. You know, totally self converted, and you okay. know, and the, the yeast uh, did its job, and you know, and it came out, and it was like this crazy orange color. Interesting. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And but so, it tasted. Uh, it still tasted so we, burnt. We dragged the the kegs to. Well, we taste it first, and it kind of tastes like like burnt. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. You know, maybe we could just call it a, a smoked rye beer, you know? <laughs> I love how we just name things. It's smoked right hey, now. you know how we fix this? We name it. Exactly. <laughs> Look, hey, we'll call it the sun's too close. <laughs> it just, that's how yeah. we fix our beers. Well, it's like those breweries that go, oh, we have a, a cross-contamination yeast. Oh, this is a Belgian beer now. You didn't know that? It's, our, it's just like our pale ale, but it's Belgian. Dude, I love this fix. This, yeah. this, is, this is up my alley. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so then we uh, we we lug all our kegs to NHC and uh, you know bring it out to club night and try to sneak it in and say it's a uh, it's a smoked rye beer and so you know there are uh, our old president um, our ex president she uh, she goes oh let me try this I, you know I tried to make a hundred percent rye beer once too and and she tasted it and she's like oh it tastes like ashtray pull the shit out of here <laughs> oh god so, so all that work we didn't get to serve it ah. Uh. Is that is that why she's not your president anymore? Do you overthrow her in a coup? Like this beer's great, you're out. They killed her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, first of all, Michael, thank you for sharing this story. This is a great brewing disaster story, and something that could happen when you start to get all crazy. And we're going to do a bunch of rye. By the way, a bunch. I mean, a hundred percent. This is a fantastic story to share. But second of all, brewers learn. You gotta you gotta know when to hold them and know when to <laughs> fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And then when to kick your mash tun over and go <laughs> get a commercial beer. So did you guys bring that beer back home and attempt to drink the rest of it, or do you still have it? Uh, I think we dumped it like about a month ago. Uh. So we, 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 tried it, we tried to save it for a while, and it just didn't improve. So. You know, Maybe I you hate add to say it, but this is one of those stories that I... Believe it or not, I want I would want to taste the beer along with the story. See, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I was thinking like this is what people do at NHC Club Night. Right, is they bring their shitty beer, <laughs> and then that's why people hate homebrew because you bring your shitty. You know it's terrible, but every time we come back from NHC, we're like, why aren't people tasting their beer before? But but, but Michael but, no, clearly wouldn't have done that. Correct. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is a beer that I agree with you. I would like a printout of yeah. a, of what happened. And 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 to taste the beer and know the story and then and then discover that would be much more interesting than just oh yeah. no we meant to do this terrible thing. <laughs> right. Uh, I was thinking to send the bottle, but actually you guys started this whole um, you know brewing disaster segment happy hour. Yeah. Like the week after we dumped it, so I would have Got sent it. you guys some bottles to taste oh, it. But, uh, yeah. No, just, that's uh, cool. I'm just later. pointing out like this is you know there are, there are other disasters whether they be infections or something that you're like yeah I, I don't have to taste that, but this would be a unique experiment just to. Know know what yes. that tasted like in the end well you've, uh, ne- you've never had a smoked belgian pale ale <laughs> <laughs> glass of molasses ashtray remember ashtray, ashtray. Hey, oh that's Ma- a terrible descriptor mike does it make it better or worse to to speak about it on the show you know is it cathartic um no i like telling the story because it's funny and you know it's just what are you going to do you know we were trying to do something and then and, and make it a little bit more advanced and and just you know, you're going to fuck shit up when you try to do that the first time. See, that's a real home brewer right there. He's right? not afraid to say, look, we tried. We just wanted to finish the brew day. We 
did this thing. He's not ashamed about it, Bevo. You say what you do. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. You say what you do, and, and that's a, and 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 on my, uh, I, I entered uh, I think three beers into NHC, and two of them went into second round. So you know, I'm not a horribly shitty. Hell yeah! Out of boom! Out of that's a good redeeming quality. All right, were, were either of them in the smoked category? Smoked beers? <laughs> no. no, one <laughs> was everything in smoked beers. All right, Michael. Well, enjoy your retirement from swimming, and I uh, appreciate the uh, contribution, brother. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks, man. Later. Uh, that's Michael, and he is our uh, happy hour specialist, is what I'd like to call him, because he was a kind of a badass. Uh, happy hour is brought to you today by Sabco. Upgrade your equipment to the next level with a Brew Magic brewing system, because better equipment will help you avoid brewing catastrophes like these. Is, that's right. Is there equipment that could help you avoid this particular <laughs> catastrophe? JP nodding, yes, there is. Oh, yeah. A high school degree. Yeah. <laughs> I think. The Sabco Selvos. Kind of, there's that kind of equipment. Uh, in this particular case, maybe, maybe not. It depends on how, you know, the way he ended up having to extract the wort from the, from the grain. I, if the Sabco could have helped him, God damn it, everybody on earth should buy a Sabco. <laughs> uh, I do, like I said, you know, I definitely said, oh, why didn't you bail on that? I now have much respect for though, that he's like, nope, we're doing this. <laughs> One love? We're doing this. Yeah. One glove. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's even better. All right. That's our happy hour. Now, guess what, guys? You're in for a treat. As we wrap things up tonight, JP has invented a new game. That's correct. It's not Guess My Number. It's a new game. Is it Boner Chicken? It's not Boner Chicken. That's not new. (laughs) Nothing new about that. Sean, whoever you're with right now at home, play Boner Chicken. (laughs) Go. Is is his dog? (sighs) I bet he loses. I bet Sean loses. I bet, that little, bet that little red lipstick dog beats him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, Jip, did you rip this game off from Corolla? I did. I ripped it off from Corolla. <laughs> okay, good. Then I'm down. Like yeah. every other game. All right. What is our game tonight, JP? Uh, the game is called Find the Fake, where I have four beer stories here for you, and you have to choose the one that is not correct. All right. Let's get some callers on the line. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. I'll tell you what. We've got some flat tail swag to give out, right? we got some hats and oh, T-shirts. Sure, there may not be any more hats. Oh, oh, did you're you're wearing it? That's oh, you swapped out your hat. A, well, me and uh, you know Captain Handsome over there had oh. one. How about oh, yeah. you sign it and then I'll give it sign the hat in oh. penis sweat. Well, we got t-shirts. We have t-shirts. I'll tell you what we we won't do this because it's probably not legal. But hypothetically, right. we might even throw a flat tail thing. I know what you're talking about. Liquid Consumable. thing. Consumable. Like a thing in a hard Sample. case. In a hard liquid. case that yeah. probably has a crown cap on it. Yeah. We might put a couple of those in the box as well. We might. To who our winner Stick is tonight. In the box. Yeah. We might. Yeah. Nothing like putting some hard things in a box. Right. Mm-mm. And shipping them. Triple eight four zero one beer Call us up right now. 888-401-BEER. I'm excited to try a new game uh, apparently invented by JP. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, I did rip it off from another radio show, it's but okay. that's for who cares? You know what that's called? What? Radio. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, is- that's what I want to say to that feedback guy. I've said it before, but everybody <laughs> rips off everything from everybody else. Tune into any other radio show, you'll hear all the same stuff. But you know, your radio show ripped off the first radio show because you were ta- they're talking into a mic, and then now you are, and that's bullshit. And dude. you're wearing headphones, and yeah. they did that too. All right, the phones are lighting up. Uh, while we while wow. we get our callers in order, yeah. I'll mention this in uh, in college when I started doing radio. I did a um, 
And I didn't think I stole it, but I also didn't think it was like an original thing either. We just did it where we went around San Francisco and we interviewed homeless people <laughs> asking them trivia questions, right? Well, apparently, and I, by the way, I'm a Howard Stern fan. Howard Stern had been doing it for years. And I didn't really think about it at the time. I just was trying to think of a funny thing to do on the radio. So me and my co-host on the college radio went and interviewed these homeless people. Right. And by we, I mean him because they totally grossed me out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, they have open sores and boil. I mean, you know, well, yeah. <laughs> the segment was fan. He would walk around the Tenderloin in San Francisco, which is really the only bad spot of San Francisco. That's not true. And interview these cracked out homeless people with, uh, you know, your standard questions like who's the president of the United States and things like that. Great segment. Totally done before. Uh, well, my instructor's like, he, he looks at me all sarcastic, like, although I didn't pick up on it. He's like, yeah, so where'd you come up with this great segment of yours? And I was, I don't know. I, we just thought of it. Isn't it great? F. <laughs> he, failed. Oh! <laughs> he failed me wow. because he's like, you totally just did another person's segment. And I was like, really? Because my partner like walked around San Francisco interviewing people who are like dangerous <laughs> to do this. Not even a D. And yeah, he failed me. <laughs> so there you go. What are you going to do? So any theft you do is fine by me, JP Thanks, in Moscow. Buddy. That's radio. No, you don't want to share that. I'm, is it theft if, well, you, you, if you openly the, the acknowledge it? You it's know. way better than the mead, so... It's fine. Whatever it is. All right, we've got four people on the line. Jip, uh, should we take four? Uh, yeah, let's take let's take all four. All right, Moss, you're doing scorekeeping. Uh, let's see who we've got here. Line one, we've got Matt from Georgia. Matt, what's happening, brother? You ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, we're going to give you some flat tail swag and potentially some... Uh, Flat tail herpes. Non-schwag. Let's see. Who else do we have here? Casey from Folsom. What's up, Casey? Turn your shit down. You know that. Idiot. I, I just I just did, but okay. I grabbed my glass, too, so there's that. Good job. I did it. I, I just, but I also did the other things. I have two hands. Thank you. The other thing is my my dick is also sweating really profusely, so it happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to grab some towels and. <laughs> I'll know. tell you at the break. I'm gonna give you Sean's number. You guys can talk about uh, <laughs> remedies together. Yeah. All right, let's go to Beaton Husband no, from he- Idaho. Beaton, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? Thanks for I'm being ready. on the show. He's ready. All right, no. and we'll go to Chris from Newport, Oregon. Represent. Hey! What's up, Chris? Newport How are you, brother? Smells like homeless people. Hey, Chris. Hello? Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you, man? What? Hey, how are you guys doing? Representing Oregon right now is Newport as racist as Corvallis? Uh, more racist, man. Yeah. Okay, come on now. Yeah. All right, being yeah, Dave knows what's going on. I knew Bring I went like, rogue for a reason. Chris, being a fellow Oregonian, answer me one question: Does yeah. Ian have a gun on his person or not? <laughs> Fuck yeah, he does. Of course he does! <laughs> in his purse? <laughs> in his purse. Um, it's not from Portland. It's in his purse, yeah. yeah. All right, JP, describe the game. Well, um, I pretty much did. Do it again. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, no, I have four stories here. They are beer news-centric. They are beer news uh, that I'm reporting on. Uh, little summaries of four articles, and but one is not real. Okay, four so stories, three are real. Fake. One is not real. You get Your job is to find the fake. Okay. Now, as studio audience, I encourage us to play along and in- advise our contestants. Um, uh, but let's do it. Go for it. Oh, what's the tiebreaker here, by the way? 
Oh, because there's four people and four. We're all going to catch the. Thing. I have a second round if we need. All right. So we, we could, could do a tiebreaker. Okay. Or um, big dick contest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Tasty Time broke in. the dildo mold. I don't know if you know that, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you can only guess why. Well, the hinge. The hinge break the whole thing, but the hinge... Yeah. The hinge came It off. had rusted. <laughs> wow. Go ahead. All right. The first one is called Oh Heavenly Beer. A distributor in South Dakota is reportedly selling their multi-million dollar brew empire to a church. The first church of Christ in Sioux Falls has put a bid in to buy the beer distributorship and now faces a backlash from some of the locals. The issue at hand, they say they want to keep their beer and their religion separate. One beer drinker was quoted as saying, I like beer and I like Jesus, but not in the same place. The profits from the new business would go to various charities around the town and the state, including a battered women's shelter and the struggling local YMCA. Bevo is going to be my lifeline on this one. I'm going to have to ask her opinion. But no motherless babies. Motherless babies? No, Mm. they got left out? Yeah, Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, second one. It's called Fermenting Frenzy. College courses on beer brewing and fermentation are nothing new, but a new offering at a Colorado Learning Center is drawing some unwanted attention. Ralston Valley High School in Arvada was offering a course in beer brewing to their science students. The course went through each step of the fast-growing hobby, with the end result being a successful alcoholic fermentation. What? Now, the course was fairly diverse. The teacher in question is also reviewing wine and spirit fermentation, with the goal being to teach kids about the variations in alcohols. In case the kids need it, the teacher is offering extra credit to those students who go on a tour of the local brewery, Coors. All right, so chemistry and science, but is it okay to do that with high school kids? All right, what's three? Down under dodginess. Aussies are known for their ingenuity. Well, okay, maybe not, but one brewery looks to change that. Carlton United, a brewery in Melbourne, Australia, is looking to cash in on the trend of so-called luxury beers by going to great lengths to tout the handmade nature of their special brews called Crown Ambassador. The brewmaster, Tully Hadley, handpicks all of the hops used in the beer, which only adds to the price tag. Quote, it's not like any other beer you would taste, said Carlton. The rich, malty, and caramel with complex layers of luxury. We use the best malt we can get, and it's aged for three months in the best French oak barrels money can buy. The price tag for this beer, a cool $99. And then we ferment it in a Bentley. <laughs> Don't you always use the best malt you can get? <laughs> you would think so. And doesn't Jim Cook also handpick all of his hops <laughs> over in Germany? I mean, I've seen the commercials. Uh, the last one is called Save Your Suds. An unidentified man in Great Britain is thanking his beer for saving his life. The man was out on the town for a night of drinking when he wisely decided to strip naked and jump into the near-freezing waters of the sea. Rescue workers say that the eight pints the man had earlier actually slowed his body's reaction time to the cold and helped prolong his survival. After 45 minutes of being in the water, the man and his friend, who had become unconscious, were saved. And there you have it. All right, to summarize, story number one, uh, heavenly beer. It's where a church doesn't want to mix their Jesus and their beer. Story number two, high school kids are brewing. Uh, story number three, over in Oz, they're making luxury beer for 99 bucks. And story number four, a guy saves his own life by drinking too much before he jumps into cold water. Correct. Okay, uh, let's go first to Matt from Georgia. Which one is the fake story, Matt? Uh, so which one... Only one of them is fake? Only one's fake of those ridiculous stories. And by the way, Brewer's Code, no Googling. No Googling, yeah. you shits. <laughs> I'm talking to the, you! Sorry, what was the fourth one? Casey, I see you. Googling, I thought Googling was masturbating. That's different. What? 
Okay. Uh, um, what do you think, Matt? What was the fourth one? Uh, the fourth one was uh, a guy saves his own life because he, when he jumped into the cold water, the high alcohol alcohol content of his blood saved him. I'm going to say that one's fake. Okay. You're writing these things down? Yep. All right. Let's go to Casey from Folsom. Number three is fake. So that's the second to last, right? Yeah, that's the guy in Australia selling beer for 99 bucks because he handpicks all the ingredients. I'm going to call that one fake. Okay. Let's go to Beaten Husband from Idaho. I love that name. Okay. Should be called Husband. All right. The first one The first one sounds real. The second one, that's just too fucking easy. They can't be real. Uh, second, the third one, which one was the third one? Uh, third one, what's the Australian dude selling beer for 99 bucks because he handpicks the ingredient? Yeah. An Australian guy actually picking quality ingredients. Bullshit. <laughs> this guy's an Australian racist. <laughs> Just try helping Foster. Like, by the way, hey, who, you're, you're on, about, who on planet Earth about... hates Australians? They're the like the nicest people you'll ever meet. Are He's they? like, yeah, fuck the... They they're, ain't picking shit. They're criminals, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> he didn't say they're bad people. They just don't like quality. I see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm stuck between the fourth because I've heard of drinking too much might save your life in a car wreck, but mm, I've heard that. also heard about a lot of people dying of like hypothermia because they're too drunk passing out in the snow. Where do you live? The second oh, he's one, though, is the second one that this is in America, the the high school class. Yes, sir. America, America, Colorado. America. Yeah, Colorado. God, I just don't see see anybody getting away with that crap. Mm. It's that uh, I'll just go, I'll go with the second one. It's it sounds like uh it, it sounds like bullshit, but it's probably real oh. for some reason because it's too easy. For some reason. So I'll go with the second one, man. Uh, I stand by your uh, stand by your cause. You know, I hate to admit this, but I followed Beaton's logic all the way through that discussion, <laughs> and I'm with him 100 percent all the way through. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I follow everything you're saying. All right, Beaton's going with the high school kids. That yeah, brings is. us to Chris from Oregon. What do you think, Chris? Well. uh... I've had a bottle of Dave's barley wine already. Boom. So I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'm just going to go number one because everyone else has already picked the other one. So fuck it. Whatever. All right. <laughs> go and follow that logic. Bevo, what do you think about the first story? That's the church story. The, the church story. Um, it would certainly be a very um, surprising move on behalf of a church, but there are several churches who are trying to... Uh, present themselves as being, you know, yeah. down. <laughs> down, so to speak. Well. <laughs> Why did you do the universal sign for a blowjob? <laughs> Except well, she just, did it from two actually, just, I just read this article um, just just uh, a few days ago about how churches have been changing so much over the the last ten years and how we're trying to get so far away. You're I trying mean, to be cool. I mean, the royal we, not m- me myself, but trying to trying to distance ourselves. So much from what the uh, general opinion of yeah. Christian and churches are. So it would be wouldn't be surprising, but I, there's no way that's real. Okay. Because yeah. if Think it was past. real, I'm sure I would have heard about it. Right. You should be on the radio. Thank Very you. Eloquent. All right. So Beaver calls number one fake. I, you know, I'm inclined to. Can you read us the summary for one again? I can read you one. Yeah, hang on. Let me get back there. Or just some of it, you know. Uh, well, it was about the distributor in South Dakota is trying to sell their... Especially in South Dakota. ...their distributorship, and a church wants to buy it 
to have the proceeds go to various charitable uh, actions, but uh, there's people within the community that don't want that. They're very religious, and they don't want to mix alcohol and religion together. So, of course, that's so the re- part that's true. But They're getting backlash but from that. did anybody ever even think of buying a distributorship as a church? By the way, is, it, that. is it legal to do as a 501c3? I don't know. The, the uh, PAPS ownership got mixed up. That's why a private equity firm bought PAPS, because they were owned by a non-profit religious oh, group. So it is possible. Yeah, this is bullshit. Oh, these are tricky stories, JP. Mm-hmm. They are. Tasty, where do you fall in the four stories? On the four. Uh, I believe that the uh, the luxury beer a guy from Australia is a fake. It's a fake story. Yeah. Why? Is it too expensive or the hand-picked thing? The, the grain aged in, oh, in barrels or something? What was that about, really? Okay. Doesn't make any sense. It's just too much. Yeah. Nate? The church distributor one doesn't seem to add up to me. Yeah, it would have right. been more of a story. Ian, what do you think? Which one's fake? Definitely Australian. Australian. You don't. You don't buy the the, the luxury beer. Dave. Yeah, no, it's a church. I don't think it's legal. Uh, well, it hasn't happened yet. So Moskowitz. Yeah, the the public schools having minors ferment alcohol seems inconceivable. I, they they won't let elementary school kids have a recess. They do it so. in Wisconsin. They they do. Yeah, oh. our third partner uh, Jason. Their high school field trip was to Liney's. Wow! Wow! Yeah! Wow! Dude! Okay. Well, then I, know. I yeah, then, Wisconsin. Then I then I I see. No, I think the church story is completely plausible. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if that was true. So I guess the Australian. The, that's the, the uh, through process of elimination. I got five bucks on the church. Who's in? Oh, I got I'll five. Make, hmm. I'll oh. bet you oh, yeah. for sure. I don't have any I'm cash, not, but I'll same. say I. Ian's I'm in. in. He's putting in five bucks on Oz. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm agreeing with you, so I'm not betting. That's right. You can bet on it, and if we win, we split it. Okay, then I got five bucks on that. Who else is in for five bucks? Moscow's in. Nate's in. All right. Cast your votes. Uh, Moscow, you got these. I'm in for the church. The church has got to be the fake one. Tasty's in for uh, Oz. Uh, Ian's in for Oz. Dave is in for Oz. Church. church. Dave's with me on the church. Uh, Nate is in for church. And Bevo's in for church. All right. it's a lot of money on the line. Well, I will tell you that there is a man in Great Britain, an unidentified man, actually thanking Beard for saving his life. That story is 100% true. Okay. I like that. The rescue workers uh, told him uh, after they asked him how many pints he had to drink, and he told them the number. They said that probably did uh, slow your body's reaction time down and allow you to not go unconscious like your friend. Would it help jumping out of a car on a bridge? (laughs) It might. It absolutely might. Just curious. Um, and then jumping on the car <laughs> bridge. <laughs> I also will say there are a bunch of parents in Colorado that are very unhappy that their student their, their children are actually learning about fermentation wow. science. It's true. Boom. That God. had to be true. God bless America. Damn can you America. imagine if your extra kid can earn extra credit by going on a brewery tour? Oh, I would, I would love him. I'd love it's the amazing. little guy. I think I'd be I a room mother. The should probably sponsor that. I think you're right. Yeah. We should Chains sponsor this. You might not let them drink it, but they can probably. They can brew it. it. It's totally legal. Yeah. you can brew beer. You just can't touch it. <laughs> do 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 do. Can't touch this. Um, watch him drink it. All right, you watch him drink it. And um, of course, there oh. is a uh, distributorship being sold in South Dakota. But a church is not buying it. Ah, that's what they ah say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! It's great because I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Heavenly Beer was an entirely... There is actually no distributorship being sold in South Dakota. I lied about that, too. Uh, that is a 100% lie. Oh, Meaning right. there is a brewery in Australia selling, quote... And that They made up that term, quote, luxury beers. Right. Yes. He's an old caddy. Terrible it's a cool term. ship. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what number was that? That so was story three. number three, number, which no, means Casey got it correct. Casey, no, no, two that people. Was number no, one. It was number one. Number one, one. Number one, one was, was the, the fake one. Chris, Chris, from Chris from Oregon. Chris from Oregon. Yeah. Bringing it home to That's Oregon, right. Flat Tail. Yeah. Chris is our winner. So he doesn't need any Flat Tail yeah. beer, obviously. He must be in that plenty already. Tell Dave that it's all his barley wine that got it right for me. So. That you tell Yay, alcoholism. <laughs> All right, send an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. I don't care if you're in Oregon. We will send you some flat tail swag, courtesy of Flat Tail Brewing Company. Thanks for playing, all of you. Uh, JP, what a great game. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Where's my money? We got round two if you want. And where is my money? (laughs) My money! JP, uh, Moscow, we each, what do we get? Uh, like a dollar fifty each from, from fucking Ian at Moscow. That's yes. what we got. All right, keep your money, but next time, I'm taking it. Yes. Both yeah, you of are. you. You no, too. No, no, keep your money. You too, you gun toting maniac. I'm taking both of your money <laughs> no, next no, no, time. No, no, no. You got to. That's look, blood money we, there. We bet. We have to pay. It's, it's not right. He's right. I agree. Pay up. <laughs> <laughs> so we each got five bucks. By the way, the crazy kid from... Can I take from, Ian's $5? The, the crazy <laughs> kid from Wyoming <laughs> donated a shitload of money tonight. He's wow. like, I've been listening for what? a long time. What? I've never donated. And he pulled out a wad of cash. Like you, 200 bucks. Can you make it rain right now? And, and, and <laughs> I will dance on your table. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Come no, on, I'm, sweetie. I'm not dancing on your table. <laughs> Why do you got to tease us like that? <laughs> I got five bucks. I'm All good. right, here it is. Uh, this is from uh, Tony from Wyoming. He, is he totally hooked us up. Yeah, uh, he everyone said, downstairs is ignoring him though. He's telling everyone a story. He felt bad that he hadn't donated all this time. So really? let's fucking make it rain, wow. kids. Wow. There we go. All right. All right. I'm tasty too. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could game. make it rain more often. <laughs> you really don't make it rain very often. You didn't do it very well. <laughs> Know how to, yeah. You know how to do it? You actually make a drought yeah. happen. You, you oh. gotta spit it out. Oh, you do? Oh, you spit uh-huh. it out? You don't just yeah. throw it up? No. no. You make no. it rain. Why all of a sudden yeah, am I the whitest kid in the room? You really I don't know. fucked that up. <laughs> Shit. We'll, we'll take you to some titty Tasty bars when you come to Oregon. was fine with my technique, I think. <laughs> it worked really well for me. <laughs> <laughs> he was fine with it. All right. Are we done? We are uh, done. Yeah, I think we're done. All right, Dave, you were a badass tonight, man. Thanks for being on the show. Why, thank you so no, much. No, no, Twitter game, sorry. Ah, uh, never mind, Dave, you sucked. All right. <laughs> Twitter game, what was our Twitter game tonight? Uh, our Twitter game was, uh, let me get back to it because I kind of forget. Oh, uh, Nate saw uh, someone get run over by a car, run it over. Ah, who what would be the himself. Sugar Valley song? Yeah, no, what would be Jimmy the brain oil song? In the dildo uh, mold. The dildo mold. The dildo mold. JP. In the dildo mold. It was epic and adamantine. Justin went first in the... Grod's on the line. What's happening, Grod? Oh, gee, we can't talk to him. Great. All right, moving on. I like how everybody just expects that they're going to be on, on hold for 20 minutes, which is usually true. Grod, what's up, buddy? Uh, I wanted to have a chat with um, Tony from Wyoming. Uh, he's downstairs. Tony's, Tony's, Tony's raging. Grod, you're a motherfucker. Because <laughs> that means I have to bring his drunken ass this up. Is gonna be, no, he's not even paying attention. I no, I, come on, bring me upstairs. Come on. He is down there talking to poor Taryn and oh, Abigail. She's not acknowledging him at all. Sam and is. Sam. Hey, Tony. I think he's you, have like, a, no, no. you have a call on. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't have a call. He can't hear me, Grod. Good. I think this could be a good idea. 
He's had like five bombers of evil cousin, man. He's doing good. Poor Sam the asshole is just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's, well, I love Wyoming. That sounds great. Sorry, Grodd. I tried. He can't hear me. No, come on. Are you kidding me? He's in the middle of a... St- Actually, he's now touching Abigail. What? <laughs> well, not really. He's touching her blanket. But Sam's now taking it back. It's more like he's just spinning her. Wait, Sam has him in a headlock. Like Talk- a plate. Tossing oh. her up in the air. He's chugging heretic from the bomber. Oh god! Oh, he's wearing yes. her. He's wearing her onesie as a cape. What, what do you want? Sh- Abby's onesie as a cape, and he's chugging heretic evil twin by the bottle. I will <laughs> bet five bucks that he pukes in the next thirty no. minutes. Oh, oh, god. oh here he is. Uh, Grod is on the line. Grod wants oh. to talk to you, uh, Tony. Yeah, got to put the headphones on, or you won't be able to hear Grod. Yeah, he's, Grod. He just took all of the microphones from the studio. <laughs> And put them in his face. <laughs> Grod, go ahead. He's now has his headphones on. You, you may now speak to Tony. Tony, I must ask you, um, what makes you come to the uh, Martinez thing? Excellent. I love questions. Uh, well, what the fuck? I uh, yeah, what the fuck indeed? I I came here because I love the Brewing Network. Yep. There you go. Simple answer, Grod. It- is that it? I mean, come on. Hey, um, Tony, uh, tell me about your history with home, with home brewing. Oh, well, my parents taught me to home brew about uh, nine years ago. When I was four. About four years old of age. So, I just, uh, well, what do you want to know? Ask me a question. <laughs> Ask me a direct question. Yeah. A, di- grot, a direct question this time. This is why it no one likes Grod. question, I thought. <laughs> this but time, also, a direct hey, Tony, one. Tony, Tony from Wyoming. Yes. Um, Speaking. Do you uh, all grain or all grain? Extract? All grain, indeed. Tony, what did you tell me before the show? Are, are you you're going to open a place? Yeah, in Casper, Wyoming, hopefully in about, uh, about a year. In about Next a year. Next year. Uh, January 2014, we're going to start breaking ground. What are you doing right now? I test air pollution. For a living? For a fucking living. There's no air pollution in Wyoming, is there? No, but we're out in Santa Clara, so we're testing it hard. <laughs> Santa Clara sounds like it's in buddy uh, California. Well, yeah, he's out here working. Yes. Yeah, I, that's that's why I'm here. Uh, I'm in California. Uh, he's on the clock. I'm sucking gas. I'm testing shit. Grod, are you happy with yourself? Grant, well, you're I'm from uh, Australia. I'm very correct. disappointed with with Tony's answers. I mean, he sounds like a a full on douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Australia, Tony. I, uh, I, 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 he doesn't. A, he doesn't know. I'm a fan of Grod. Grod. They're upside down. Why? It's nice to meet you. Why? I just I love you guys. Uh, no, but I'm oh, Grod. Oh, uh, next boys. year, October, um, Australian National Hamburger Conference is on. And uh, see, I expect never, some of you guys to be out here. I've never on, uh, entered in homebrew conferences. I just, uh, I brew beer and I hope people like it. That's about it. I've never entered any competition or anything whatsoever. Yeah. All right, Tony. I'm going to hang up now. I've had enough. <laughs> see you. See ya. Bye, Grod. Bye-bye. Bye, Grod. Grod mentioned the Australian National Homebrew Conference. God, if only we were to get invited to that one year. I wonder if we would go. Well, they must not care. You know, they didn't invite us. I'd go. You'd go? I think I would. So if they were to call 
say tomorrow and be like, guys, we heard the show, and we heard that the only thing stopping you from coming to the Australian National Homebrew Conference is, is, a if, paycheck. is if you were invited. You yeah. guys would be like, we're down. I'm I'd down. down. I'd speak at it. So let me get this straight. So if, if the call came in tomorrow, I could guarantee that Tasty and Nate would show up next year to the Australian Homebrew Conference? I'll do it. Yeah. All right. Well, the, it's it's out there in the ether now. and uh, Ethernet? I guess it's up to the uh, Australian National Homebrew Conference. They they're all, see us they're all too drunk to know anything right now. What, now it's you're up to them. now. What are you, Tony? Now you hate all the Australians. I don't hate anybody. They're just all. It's a fact. Number one thing people want to know, Tasty, during your talk though, is if your whirlpool backwards in mm. Australia. Does it work? Well, better? I wouldn't know. I I'd have to defer to the audience on that one. Nate, if you were to go to the Australian National Homebrew Conference, uh-huh. what would your talk be on? Um, Being American, kangaroos. All right, yeah. all right, Wyoming, come on, get out of here, go. Wyoming's, Wyoming's now touching Jesus. things. Now By he's the like way, the last I'm homeless guy sure who walked in the studio. That higher microphone was you know, inside In his all mouth. seriousness? If, if I was going to speak at that thing? Yeah, what do you think you'd speak oh, at that thing? I'd talk you about to, new, new hops, right? New hop varieties, yeah. yeah. Like New Zealand hop varieties. <laughs> That'd be a good time. Maybe, they maybe don't know pr- shit partially, about it. yeah. Hmm. It'd be like bringing fire to the caveman, <laughs> basically. <laughs> talking about new hop varieties? Yeah, or like just anything. Yeah, we got this new Australian hop called Galaxy. It's really interesting. We just got it. It's, it's great. Like, it's like that scene in Airplane where they're having the Tupperware party for the India for the Africans. Right. Yeah. It keeps food fresh for weeks. Tasty. I feel like if you went, you wouldn't give a talk. You would just hang out. I could hang out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could give a talk, but would you want to, or would you just want to hang with your people? Well, I enjoy, of course I enjoy hanging with the people, but I'd feel obligated to give a talk if they uh, you do a talk. If they had me there, sure. What would you talk about? I would feel obligated uh, to find a beach. Vivo, would you go if we were Bevo, invited? It's an island, idiot. Right. Yeah. It's all beach. Right. Right. Okay, good. I'm just saying. I love like, you. Like, I would spend most of my time there. Isn't um, it an island sort of like North America is yeah. an island? It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... No. Right. right Everything no. is a pretty big island. island. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> no, but... It's not like not Key West. Island. Well, come on now. It's a lot smaller than North... You can't say North America is an island. I think Australia it's kind of is a an island. Continent. It's just like Great Britain. I don't think island. it is. I think by yes. definition it's a continent. Yeah, but they can be both. Would don't I you remember be, that But I don't think it is. But it is. Would I be it required yeah. to fund my own way there? Yeah. Well, let's yeah. say that you didn't have to fund your own way. I'd be there. I'd, but I'd pack it back tomorrow. What if, what if Sam and the baby couldn't go? Even better. <laughs> what if you had to share a room with me? I got pepper spray. It's cool. <laughs> Just like Raper spray? We can, we can loan you a gun. <laughs> um, Ian, give her your fucking yeah. gun now. Could I go Pull first class? Out. I would go if you if you first classed me. Well, here's the... yeah. Because I need is, to stretch out. This is the real question. Yeah. What if, JP, yeah. you also were invited, yeah. but you... I mean, first class is stretching it. I mean... No. So much. Business class? Coach. No, I couldn't do coach. It's There's too no cramped. way you could it's, do it. It's too cramped. I, Even for the opportunity to see Australia. What if, I have the opportunity. What if I can I go at any point in my volume? life. No, you can't. No, I can't. No, Taryn's, uh, Taryn's uncle lives in Australia, and he's like, anytime you guys want to come, oh. I'll pay your way. Just come out. I see. But it's it's too... Uh, in coach, I can't do it. I barely made six hours uh, going to Philly, because that's just too cramped. I can't do it. I'm pretty sure that if we were to be invited, mm-hmm. no, they're not springing for anybody to fly. Right business class or first class. so That's you would correct. just so hypothetically yeah. if the whole crew went to australia yeah. you would stay home for, yeah. for for fear of flying coach 
N- not, not for fear, fear but you but, understand what I mean. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I need. I, I that's ridiculous. The reason I don't fly a lot, uh, like long distances, is because I get very uncomfortable. Stand I get very up antsy. and walk around for fourteen hours. You're all of your bros yeah. are going to be in Australia while you're sitting in Concord. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, not that not that my bros don't matter to me, but it, you know, it's it, we're here right now. I don't need to go to Australia to hang out with everybody. They're all right here. Except that you would be doing it in Australia. No, I, I, I would go to Australia because I don't get enough of flat plateaus and sunshine. But I just I can't. I, Fourteen hours. I don't think I could do it. I, I I would rather go to England and spend you know eight hours on a plane. Or nine or whatever it Except is. Except that, no, but that's not where the, the party is. Sure. Like but, but I'm saying if I'm going to do a plane, I don't even think I can go to, to Europe. I didn't, but, this isn't the path I, I, I was trying I, to go down, but I have to ask. Yes. Don't you feel like no. you're, 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 you're actually missing out on yes. things in I your do. life? Yeah. By, you do. Okay. I do. Absolutely. Because I would feel, I'd be like, oh man, this is an opportunity that I can't do well, because here's, of here's, my psyche. Here was my point, right? Um, I really want to go to Europe. Yeah, but I don't think I can do the flight. I don't necessarily want to go to Australia, uh, but I wouldn't even try because I don't think I can even do the flight to a place that I actually want to go. Right. So unless I do like like seven layovers. Wow. Well, except that to Australia, there there are really no layovers That's, unless you're in like right. a, a, a you know water plane. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Thanks for bringing that up, though. So I guess hypothetically, if we were to have been invited to the Australian National Homebrew Conference. They might see everybody but Jip. Correct. What even even with is it though drugs we'll take its place. What if we? Yeah. What if well, we? I've never done the drugs, and it's, I, we've I, been through this whole thing. But we there's a show. I'll give you the show number. I don't really want to it's listen to it. Sugar Valley Brewer it's asking a, questions. Although Oregon. it's still a valid question, knowing yeah. that you'd be missing something, no. would you entertain taking the drugs for the opportunity to go with the team to Australia? Yes. You'd entertain it. You'd yes, think about the drugs. I would, I would, yes. I oh, think for that sure. would at least, that's I at just, least a reasonable, I, like, that's a reasonable answer. Right. Well, I need to be able to afford the drugs first. Right. And then take them to see what would happen. We could probably just borrow them. Well, I, I, I got, got the med insurance. It's cool. Yeah, so these guns. <laughs> Seriously, we're not on, talking guys. about heroin here. Somebody's got Xanax. Somebody in this building has Xanax. Right. Yeah. But it's not also the fear. I mean, it's also like the, the, the cramped. Oh, no, I'm a very tall yeah. person, and my knees dig into the back already. It's very Retural. uncomfortable exactly. to fly for me. Yeah, you'd need an aisle seat to get up several times. And, yeah. and a sleeping pill. A sleeping pill helps because you, you sleep. Uh, well, you sleep when you take a sleeping pill. <laughs> That's fucking weird. <laughs> what happens when you take an aspirin? Uh, nothing. Your blood thins out if you're a little me, bit. Nothing. You, your aspirins. You you don't have a heart attack. That's what I was going for. Tasty, you're all about it. Oh yeah, I'd be down for Plain, sure. Plain coach, no problem. Oh no problem. You're not above coach. No you're kind problem. of a celebrity. <laughs> okay. You're fine with coach. Oh yeah. Well, it's there out there in the ether. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? I would go, and then what would be great is if whoever hears this is responsible for that. And you guys all go coach, and they actually spring for me to go business or first class. First class. I'll tell you what's going right. to happen. If Can I have some beer. If that were to happen, if the Australian National Humber Conference were to contact contact us to go, you know, we really do want all of you. Mm. We understand JP's uh, limitations. Plight, yes, and um, you know what? We're going to get you all there. We'll we'll do coach, and we'll do yeah. JP business class. Yeah. On everybody in this room's behalf, I would decline to go. That's bullshit. Because. Fuck JP's sitting up in business class. Champagne all day, air dirt. Oh, hell no. 
Do you Why? realize what my anger and, and he'll just be would... on drugs the whole time. He's just wasting being in business class. I would end up in jail. Could you imagine me sitting on a fourteen-hour flight, stewing about JP yes. sitting in fucking business oh, class? Oh, and I would love it if it was like on Virgin, where you can like text the other <laughs> fucking seat. Oh, oh, that's be like, so hey, rude. do you want some chocolate-covered strawberries? Because I got way too many up here right now. I am whittling my tray table into a sharp object. I will be there in seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah. How would you respond to the stew? When she came by on hour number two, for, what, what would you like to drink, Mister Crossley? Uh, I would like you to kill the guy. Uh, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I don't think you should. It's impossible. All right, what's our Twitter game? <laughs> our Twitter game was uh, Nate saw someone get runded over. Oh yeah, and then he—it's inspiring him to write a song for a brain oil, which is Nathan's band. Mm-hmm. And um, what would that song be entitled? What do we get? Well, uh, Matt Parker, or Parker Dog, as he likes to be known on Twitter, uh, would name it uh, Fucking Human Speed Bump. Mm. Fucking Human Speed Bump. Right? <laughs> nice. It would sound like that in yeah. the song, probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You'd have to read it in the insert. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never know. By the way, I, I did run across this We band. just do that during the session, and then we actually write the <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, I ran across this band who has a, a is a death metal band. I forget what the fuck they're called, but uh, they have a, a lead singer is a parrot. <laughs> and she goes, and it's, oh, it's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. That sounds like the worst I thing think, ever. I think the band's called JP Flies Coach. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great death metal? It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Mark Toberfest says, Death from the Innocent Within. That's his uh, death metal Ooh. band name. That's too much. It's thought. dark. That's, that's, more, that's more heavy metal. Chris B metal. writes bloody facial skid mark. <laughs> oh, that's kind of yeah. That's a little death. That's pretty good, right? That's kind of well. That's what's going on? Spider Wrangler writes. <laughs> Spider Wrangler writes the inertia of the end, which is pretty thought provoking. Wow, yeah. that is good. Uh, Jeff Hughes writes eight pint bridge dive. Okay, mm. and then uh, Wayne Perry writes. Does it really matter? Won't it sound like the rest of their songs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Winter. He makes a good point. Clearly, he's never uh, heard brain oil. I'll write some more Sugar Valley songs. We got to break it up a little bit. We'll do that style for a minute. I do an album like that. I would like to hear this in death metal form. <laughs> JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Good. It was epic and adamandy. Of course, you have to like Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> Who doesn't, really? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> huh. Well, there, there were some good ones. There was only one laugh out loud, though. Well, there's one laugh out loud and one very thought provoking, which was spiders. What was the What was the laugh out loud? Uh, the the lull, the lull? was uh, from Wayne Perry. Does it really matter? Won't it sound like the rest of their songs? Mm-hmm. And then what was spiders? Good. Spiders was the inertia of the end. That's Did pretty, you see I like, like that. blood flying and shit? Like was yeah. it like? Oh, what are you writing the lyrics? It was more him? like nasty road burn. Uh, the guy, yeah, it was no good. I wonder. I kind of wonder if the guy was trying to. Make a run for the border, the edge, just to, to actually do it. To actually jump, Did he throw yeah, a metal hand know. as he was jumping out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is for you, Nathan. He couldn't figure out that he wasn't in the edge lane. No, and actually, when we ca- when I called nine one one too, that dispatcher was a fucking dick. They're like, "Which lane is in? A second from the right, sir, sir. We number from one, starting from the far left lane. Oh my god, which one is it? Three like, C. Wow, I just saw somebody get run over. Could you be a, not an asshole for a minute, Nathan? You have to stop this story because I'm going to lose it. That would drive me insane. It was bad. Yeah, well, really, you're going to ask me? Fuck you and your numbers. Exactly. I, the guy is dead in front of me. 
Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, lane number dead guy in front of me. Second from the right wasn't good enough? Get your lazy, fat, donut-eating fucking ass out here to see him. She's like, sir, sir, sir. Like, wouldn't we let me complete the sentence? I'm like, well, yeah. Your problem is you dialed 911 too. Yeah. That's the problem. It was busy What's the first two. It was busy the first two times. Check uh, that he out. He said when I dialed 911 too. Oh, I see. And I laughed at him. Should have yeah, told her he's got well one leg. There's a leg in lane one, a leg in lane two. <laughs> right, yeah. His head, it's rolling. He was kind of between the, the two, so I should have. Yeah, I should have said. Well, so it's one, two, three and a half, four, three and a half. <laughs> he's like splitting a lane. Oh, see, two. Is that good? So much more well adjusted than I am. Yeah. He's just like, oh yeah, he's everywhere. You little fucking dickwad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a piece of him over the bridge. Dude, Dude there's the family who ran him over. It was freaking out. Oh, I bet that was all bad. It was a like <laughs> oh kid, yeah like kids, shocker oh kids, kids and everything. It was oh yeah. Did they get out of the car? No. <laughs> no. Oh, well, hell but no. the dude in the white pickup truck who was riding with him, the guy who was driving, got out. And, and oh, what yeah. was his reaction? He was trying to see if his friend or brother, whoever it was, was alive. Was he freaking out? Or oh, was yeah. He, he was freaking out. kidnapped uh, victim who was trying to escape. How old are these people? Right? I don't know. Yeah. It could have been a fight. Could have been, I have no idea. How old were these people? Uh, the guy who was driving the white pickup truck was probably about 50. And the guy who... The guy who got run over was like... Mm, 12. Maybe late 30s. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. No good. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, wasn't that yeah, fun? Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Hate Beak, by the way, JC. Hate Beak, there you that go. That was the name of the band you were trying yeah. to remember. All right, I give it to Spider, I think. What do you think? Anybody else want to vote yeah, otherwise? I like Spiders. Spider? Are we yeah. good? Spider? The emo one? You don't like Wayne Perry's? Wayne Perry's. Yeah, I like Wayne Won't Perry's. it sound like the rest of their songs? That's my second favorite. Your second favorite? Yeah. Shit. All right. Okay, that's fine. All right, Spider wins. Woo! We'll send Spider some flat tail swag as well. Yeah. Email JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. You are our Twitter game winner of the week. You are. Which is very prestigious. You are prestigious. Thank you. Are we done? Um, yeah. You want to try some funky stout that I made? Oh, I forgot about your stout. Uh, we, it's it, it's, it's, a, it's like a 10-minute conversation, so let's just get out of here. Good idea. All right. We're off for the next two weeks. Uh, we're gearing up for Thanksgiving. God, you guys are always off. What is even gearing up for? What does that mean? I just feel like we're we're taking off the Sunday before and the Sunday after. No, that's that's the holidays. We take our thanks seriously. Yeah, we do. Like we have to thank a lot, and we start on. We have to. We actually probably should think more than we do. It's an eating and drinking holiday. There should be a holiday where you just sit and reflect about things that you're thankful for. Isn't that what you do every day, JP? You're a thankful guy. I, I, I am. You should be thankful you that bonus. the Australian National Homebrew Conference only hypothetically offered us to go out there so that you don't have to say no to a great offer. Couldn't you just buy up your own ticket? Buy up my own ticket. Yeah, so they pay for your ticket. What are, what's and up, Elsop? And then you... No. Bro, do you? I'm Can't sorry. you even be buying up your own shit? I'm sorry. Did that make sense to anybody? No. <laughs> well, Scott... The Jew got it. You're you just meant, trying. I mean, you meant upgrade. Justin has yes. a gold. Justin buy has up. a gold tooth. You're trying to make sure you can understand. Are that. you saying upgrade or okay, buy you up? You just be buying up your own ticket. I'm about to girl. <laughs> Never mind. Can't you? I don't even know what that means. Can what? you upgrade your own ticket? Upgrade, uh, yes. Upgrade. Buy it. It means the same thing. Yeah. Stupid. No. For four thousand dollars. It's a right. motherless home or whatever. <laughs> Those motherless are babies. insane. Yeah. Like I always yeah. thought. Oh, I could probably upgrade to first class. And I look it up. I can never upgrade. Holy shit. $4,000. Yeah, they spank you. Is it really that expensive? Especially on a flight like that. It's insane. Here, let's find out. First class air flight. They're just soaking people on a giant expense account. Right. On those, on that. 
business class Well, it's a write-off if you're making a bunch of dough. We're not. <laughs> Neither is the Australian National. Over. We just had that giant wad of cash. You just threw it away. That was pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> Still some remnants around here. By the way, a caller just sent this in about you um, only flying uh, first class. Justin went first in the dildo mold, dildo mold, dildo Doesn't make mold. Any sense. Justin said he liked it in the dildo mold. Um, I find it really gross that you guys are all sharing the same dildo mold also. <laughs> well, especially just... after my dick got lost in it. <laughs> yeah, um... So is that like, a, is JP's penis too small? Like, since it got lost? We don't know. I was Before the show, we were trying to figure out how it does get lost, and I guess that's the only logic. Right? So, But wouldn't you find it again when you open the dildo mold? Maybe. I mean, maybe it got lost in the plaster. But isn't it attached to your body? Is it yes. plaster? No, that's the thing. I think it got we don't trapped in there and just like <laughs> and it got detached. removed. It's gone. It's just yeah. gone. It's gone. Did, did JP feel it? Was there any pain? You know, I'm in the room. You could ask me. <laughs> oh, okay. Quite We're having you? a grown-up discussion here. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, but I need a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird premise. Okay. It's so, how weird. much does it cost to? Upgrade. Well, he lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Dildo mold. Dildo mold. JP lost his wiener in the dildo mold. Out of Epic Black Adam and Eve. Really Won't the dildo mold proceeds buy the tickets? Oh, good what question. Did? Well, good assuming idea. people buy it. All right, I really will allow you to wordy. upgrade if we sell enough JP dildo molds to. Uh, I won't even be angry about so it. So, a first class ticket from Sydney to LA. $12,000. What? Fuck you. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. There you go. All right, so... One I, way! You will not be oh, upgrading yeah, your misled. own ticket. That's being misled. Yes, <laughs> said it was untrue. We was misled. If you're going to pay 12 grand for a fight, that's being... You got misled. <laughs> you got my soul! Misled. This is another shot, by the what way, Jim. to you? We was misled. <laughs> we was yes, misled. Yes, it was untrue. We was totally misled. I'm pretty sure if, yeah, hypothetically, we all were to get on a plane to Australia, we would be misling you sitting at home. No, I wouldn't mind. No, we'd I wouldn't be misling mind. you. You I, would mind. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. I really wouldn't. How could you not mind because the then you're opportunity in Australia. to do this thing? It's a great opportunity you're in, Australia. in life to move outside of Conquered California. I go places. Not to Australia. I do shit. No, for things. a reason. It's a country with other things. <laughs> nah, not really Lots that of many. Of fan- Look, animals. I've seen Romper Stomper. I don't want to go to Australia. <laughs> it's a terrible place. Uh, don't they make Buicks there or something? I don't think that they make Buicks there, no. I think they make some American cars there. I don't believe that they do. Oh. I would rather go to, like, they, England. Yeah, the old Pontiac GTO. There you go. Yeah. They make the G. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> gee. Two Fun white facts. trash kids By talking about I would have known it, except... Weird. I was misled. <laughs> yes, said it was untrue. We was misled. Watching me. Sugar didn't have, even have a good reason for not... Well, I couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, I just... I, no, I think it was... I forgot how it was pronounced. <laughs> I, think I, I think I pronounced that wrong. Yeah, but I'm going to keep writing this song about misled. Whatever. All right. Are we good? Yes. Oh, we're more than good, dude. Are we toasty? Let's get out of here. We won't see you next week or the week after, but we'll be back, I promise, eventually. Here's JP. Oh, shit. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Flattail Beer. Go find them in Oregon and soon in Sacramento. And go to flattailcorvallis.com. If you can't get enough of Disneyland, Cats, Disneyland, and being misled, 
Follow JP on Twitter at MajorJip. Scott is no longer on Twitter due to that rate culture. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Production director on the session has been Push Eject. Tonight's show has been produced by Scott Maskowitz. JP is drinking barley wine and really not hating it. Your sickly chat mod tonight was Bevo, and your host, as always, was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook and Twitter.